Geeky Lot. You listen to Garage Hammer, episode 74. Tonight's episode, the manlings are still talking about high elves. I'm going to punch that fat manling in the face, I swear to God. And I keep calling the other one the smart manling. How smart can he be if he's playing with elves? I don't know. Let's just get this over with to stop the pain quick as possible. So shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the garage, you tools. <laughs> We're going to make several promises for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can to keep you informed, entertained, and have, perhaps have a laugh too along the way. Bringing you hobby talk, high elf lists, and a three to one health player ratio to non-player ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Chris Yu. And I'm Abraham Lincoln. Hey, Gettysburg. Hey, Chris. Hey, David. Who else do we have? Yeah, today? well, we got a uh, 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 special guest has returned in person, and now here live in the crypt, in studio, in the high right flesh. where the magic happens. Yeah, thanks for having me back, guys. How's it going, Ryan? Thanks, this is Ryan. Ryan Nickel. Thanks for coming on, and of course, we can't do a high elf review without da, 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 da. the Phoenix Prince. Hola. So Harris. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would say hala, but <laughs> hala. <laughs> Hola works too. Hola, no Pablo. Pablo, <laughs> I, I've been calling myself Jose all day. Uh, I know you should shut up. <laughs> He's been also dancing around singing. Um, we are the champions. Yeah, that's because I stopped him singing "Someone Like You" from Adele. Someone said, like you. Wow! So let's bring it back. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> What hey, Chris, why don't already? you thank our sponsors? Yes, let's take a moment to thank our generous sponsors, uh, Unique Gifts and Games, located where? In Grays Lake, Illinois. Game Preserve Stores in West... West. Oh, sorry, where? I thought I was yeah, doing where? all the locations. Where? Where? West Lafayette, Indiana. Cool Mini or Nots, Dark Age. Set on another planet. Mierce Miniatures. In England. Guildpainting.com. California. Very and, specific. And on the internet. And on the internet. <laughs> and... Battle foam protecting your army. Arizona. There you go. I like how specific it gets. Well, that's that's yeah. so great in person. Is it? You just get prepared for it and you just get into it. <laughs> Love it. You get the smell and everything, right? Hey, come on. <laughs> what well, smells like roses? Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yes, fish and roses. There you go. <laughs> crushed pineapple. It smells like crushed pineapple. That's it. So, um, any uh, for a week? Great. Any shout-outs, voicemail? No. Anything um, of that nature? Actually, since the last seven days, I'm still working on getting Jace King's shout-out request taken care of. It's I still having trouble with it. Um, but we do have voicemail, and that's the important thing, Chris. We have voicemail. Cue it up. Folks, all you got to do is call 1-757-GHO6. That's 1-757-GHO6. 1-757-GHO6. Call now. That's right. Pause the show and go call. And you'll get a second ShamWow free. <laughs> there you go. Nice. And so, I, I think there's not a voicemail for me, so I'll save you guys all that trouble. <laughs> this week, no. <laughs> you got to get on that. My bad. <laughs> Wyvern. Oh, my God. Did you? Wyvern. Wyvern. Uh, apparently cranky. Don't you mean Wyvern? <laughs> Did you, you hear listen the, the latest, latest episode? episode? The one that just came out a couple days ago about Hobby Crack from Ohio Hammer? No, I haven't. There was a phone call from Cranky, and it was just him going, Wyvern! Wyvern! <laughs> Wyvern! 
Wyvern! And then there's this huge long pause. He's like still there. Wyvern! Wyvern! So. Rhinox Riders. <laughs> well, that one is pronunciation, one is uh, comp what complaining. Is, what is right? stubbornness? It, it's still complaining on both ends. Very true. Okay, so I guess we're going to just. Uh, yeah, we've got no, no shout out, no voicemail calls. So, Cranky. You can uh, you can re- there will be no shout out music today because we have no shout outs and no voicemail. But, hey, uh, for the knowledge. Just hey, just rest assured, we're working on a new jingle. Yes, we are. Oh, good God. I can't wait. But even better than before. Well, his uh, friends don't let friends say you know what is still in effect, right? Yeah. So we may bits. not that may not come up this episode. Then he said, if anyone would donate to stop us from from doing that, so maybe I sh- maybe he should donate some more since we're not. Doing the the rap jingle today? Sure. There we go. You know what? Let's take a. Let's just do it right now. Let's get some of this out of the way. Take a commercial break because you're going to need them eventually. So sit down, grab a pop, hook up a colostomy bag because you're not going nowhere for the next four hours. We'll be right back. <laughs> I didn't mean colostomy bag. I, actually, what I meant was catheter. But either way, I think that's painful and gross. We'll be right back. Is your name a killing word? Is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries? Did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for? If you know what I'm talking about, chances are you're a gamer. What better place to get your game on than the Game Preserve? The Game Preserve specializes in analog games of all types, like board games, family games, chess sets and jigsaw puzzles, and especially hobby games. They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and Clips. They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the jerk store and be one of the gaming elite. And visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at GamePreserveStores.com or call 765-448-4200. Game Preserve. If you're not shopping here, the only winning move is not to play. We are back. We are back. 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 We are 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 back. Back. That was a little impromptu acapella there. We should start a barbershop quartet, man. We should really do that. That's a great idea. I thought about leaving, but yeah, I came back. We'll base it. You're locked in here in the crypt. You're going nowhere. <laughs> we can base that in Cranky's ba- in Cranky's basement. I knew this would be a wonderful barbershop quartet. Maybe Once that's more than Cranky's liking. <laughs> Put on some bow ties and hats. And hey, sing that bow one. ties are cool. Canes. Bow ties are cool. Fezzes are not, though. Fezzes are amazing. So let's stay on target. Okay. So what's the next uh, thing we should be talking about? Uh, well, news and rumors are brought to us by the Circle City Circuit. And um, Hey, Lizard Man Jeff. Uh, actually, before we go any further, Jeff wants to tell us a little bit about what's wrapping up and how this the circle is uh, the circuit season. is shaking up. So we're going to cut to that now. 
All right, folks, and we are here with none other than Lizardman Jeff himself, Jeff Creaser. Jeff, welcome back to the show. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. No problem. So how have you been doing since Adepticon? Been doing good. Been doing good. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to get a whole lot of Warhammer stuff done, but uh, I've been playing a couple of games. Uh, got a little bit of paint on the models, but I've been mostly, you know, taking care of my, my kid, and we've been doing a lot of <laughs> spring cleaning lately, so I haven't had, had a lot of time for the, the gaming aspect of life. Dude, that's all I've been doing. Haven't had a, I've had one game and haven't put a brush to a model. It's been just wrapping up school and stuff like that for me, so I understand completely. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. <laughs> so you've got a whole lot going down with the Circle City Circuit. You've got the whole the Season 3 all set up, and you've got the uh, new Circuit Annex going on too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, we've got Season 4. It's getting ready to start here in season August. Four. Did I just say 3? God, I'm dead <laughs> off. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's, time <laughs> flies, man. I, I was doing that the other day, and my, my uh, co-host had to tell me, Jeff, what we're on season four now. And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Season four, the lost season. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, we, we, we've got the dates planned. And we've got the, the tournament information planned. So uh, the tentative dates right now. And the, these are pretty much set in stone, barring any change from the, the game stores. But uh, currently, round one is going to be August 17th at the Northside Game Preserve. Uh, then round two, September 21st at the Southside Game Preserve. Then we're going back north uh, for round three on October 19th, and then back down south for round four on Novo- November 16th. Uh, we've been getting a lot of inquiries from out-of-towners as well, so if you are interested in showing up, you're definitely going to want to send me an email at lizardman underscore jeff at yahoo.com because uh, space is a little bit limited in the stores. Uh, we, we used to have a gaming area at the south side that made it a lot easier to fit a lot more people in, but they've kind of lost that store. Uh, or that space, rather. So we're not going to be able to fit as many people in. So if you are interested in showing, definitely shoot me an email. Um, we are also uh, starting the Circuit Annex program, which is a Just Add Players tournament pack. Uh, so if you and some friends are interested in playing in a tournament, or if you just you, you want to run a tournament and you don't know exactly where to start, or, or any situation where you want to run a tournament and you've got the players... And you just want the information to start. Uh, that's that's what the circuit annex is. Uh, we provide the spreadsheet, the tournament packs, uh, everything you will need to run the tournament. You just have to find the gaming space and the players, and you can run your own Circle City circuit. Uh, and again, if you are interested in that, you can just shoot me an email, lizardmen underscore jeff at yahoo.com. And that's going to be lizard, M-E-N, uh, not M-A-N. So be sure to send that to the right email address. Otherwise, I won't get that. Uh, <laughs> Which has happened once or twice, but uh, we do have a couple of people involved already. We're, we're pretty excited about it. We've got one person over in England, actually, who, who's starting stuff up there. So uh, we're, we're hoping to get some international feedback here soon. Uh, we, so we're pretty excited about that. That's really cool. So now, you, so you're, you've got the Circle City Circuit going on, and now you've got all these other branches. So what are we going to call them since they're not the Circle City? Uh, I, I was just thinking the circuit annex. I, I kind of like that. That's the the working title. Um, this is just kind of like the the beta part of it, just to see if people are interested and if it works. And, and then next year we'll be rolling out uh, the official program if there's enough interest. That's fantastic. That's just that's just so cool. I'm just yeah, I'm so excited I, I, for I it. I patted myself on the back when I came up with that idea. <laughs> 
So, uh, wow. So what, what's the next, uh, what's the, what's the next thing for you then? You've got your, uh, you got your circuit set up. You've got circuits going on in England. You got other circuits going to happen around the country. Uh, as far as the circuit, that, that's, I mean, we're starting to peak. Uh, people are starting to get interested and, and we really appreciate all the attention. Um, we're, we're pretty excited here in Indianapolis. We've actually, we just started, uh, a Warhammer club, the Indianapolis Warhammer club. So we're going to be starting to organize a lot more events. You'll be seeing our, our group at a lot more of events. Um, so we're really starting to get things organized here in Indianapolis, uh, working towards a two day event eventually is, is the ultimate goal, which we've wanted to do for a while, but just logistics haven't, haven't been right to make it happen. Uh, so really things are starting to pick up in Indianapolis. We already had a great scene, but now it's like this past Adepticon really galvanized everything and everybody's really motivated to get things done. So, um, we're really starting to get, get some, uh, Warhammer scene moving here. Um, well, yeah, with your fancy jerseys and all that, and your yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those are pretty awesome. I was really really happy with the way those turned out. Um, other than that, um, some friends and I are actually playing in, in the Lustria campaign. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to to Moopy and friends who created that Lustria campaign because we were all really impressed and quite happy with it. Um, we definitely had to make a few rules changes, but uh, it's really a lot of fun, and there are, there are four, including me, participating in that. And if actually, if anybody's interested in checking that out, we actually have a uh, a blog up. We call it the Lustria Clog, C L O G, for a campaign blog, and that's on WordPress. And if anybody's interested, you can either go to WordPress and um, search for Lustria Clog, or you can just go to Google and type in Lustria Clog, and it should be the first one that pops up. That's really cool. No, I loved the Lustria campaign. Moopy, uh, I got a copy of that myself that I was going through when I was working on stuff for our campaign. That's pretty much, that's getting really close to ready. As soon as we get past bits, I think we're going to introduce that and pull that out for our summer work. Yeah, this is the first campaign that I've played in that, that's actually lasted longer than two turns. And, and I'm definitely <laughs> finding that campaigns are really, really fun. And I'm, I'm starting to think that that's kind of the pinnacle of the Warhammer experience is just sitting around with some, some of your friends, not actually arguing about the rules, but just having fun. And, and I have to say that I found a, a whole new world of Warhammer that, that I had yet to participate in fully. And I'm really enjoying it. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yay! And there was much rejoicing. I just, no, I just, I love when I hear people are running on on fun campaigns and not worrying about the tournament scene. Not that I have anything against it, you know. I just, I love when the campaign starts to mm-hmm. take the forefront with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and tournaments are definitely fun. I mean, don't get me wrong; I, I love a good tournament, and it's a social aspect of that that really brings it to the front for me. But uh, just just playing fun Warhammer, I you know, I didn't know Warhammer could be so fun. <laughs> I've just been playing tournament games my whole life, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. Um, but other than that, you know, uh, we're, we're just, we're excited here in Indianapolis getting things done and, um, we're, we're really looking forward to the, the Warhammer future here. So the Indianapolis Warhammer club is working on a, on a two day GT. 
in the future. In the future. It's on the back burner right now. But one thing we are doing, Dave, is the Tri-State Tournament Championship. And Illinois has definitely taken part in that. I I don't know if you've uh, heard about that yet, but your inferior gamers are definitely going to be showing up, as well as Ohio's. So you, you, both of you states have a chance to be beat by the illustrious Indiana gamers. Uh, It's it's, uh, something we wanted to bestow onto you guys uh, because we know you just you were looking for the chance to play real tournament players who who knew how to teach you something. So uh, hopefully in the future, you know, um, the tails won't be too far between the legs. But, you know, maybe we'll see each other sometime in the future for, uh, for that. I may have to bring Harrison with just so you guys can get whooped <laughs> by a 12-year-old. <laughs> hey, I, I would take it. I would take it <laughs> with a smile on my face. Uh, so, so, yeah, just, that's, one the, that's one of the things we're, we're organizing as the IWC is that tri-state championship. So ho- hopefully I'll, I'll see you at one of those maybe. Yeah, I think I just think it's great that um, – I know season three was a rough season for you. You were just either were you just about to have your wife was just about to have a baby, you house, were, wife, and child. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Moving into a new house, just about to have a baby. Season three is so rough. Now you've got the baby here. Season four is in full swing. Dates going. New club. GT on the back burner, and you're expanding the circuit globally. That's that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a it's a good kind of it's a labor of love. It's not it's not something that's daunting. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, that's just my I love Warhammer so much that I have to sacrifice safe. It's oh. part of the process. Oh, I hear you. My whole basement got taken over by Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a room that large. I've got a, a little bedroom. Oh. Uh, it's actually on on the forums. Check out the Garage Hammer forums if you want to see a picture of Lizardman Jeff's playroom. So, oh, yep. Shameless no. plug there. <laughs> yeah, no, trust me, my whole family has told me I have to condense down. So I was just talking to Chris Hugh, telling him I'm probably going to have to probably have to eBay a couple of my 11 armies, the ones I don't play as often, just to make room. So mm-hmm. I, I understand not yeah. having the room. I just took all the space and then went, uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll fill it with Warhammer stuff. Yep. <laughs> and it's not full, so I have to keep buying more Warhammer stuff. Yeah, and now it is full, and I'm getting looked at now. I'm getting the looks. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh man. So, man, this is just fantastic. I am so I am so happy that the circuit... I mean, you know I've been a fan of this ever since you brought it to our attention. We've had you as a you know, sponsor on the show, and you've come on, and the I've said many times the... The tournament of tournaments, you know, the, <laughs> the you know, just having a uh, a whole, uh, you know, several heats, not just one one tournament one day. So mm-hmm. you know, you, you can you can have a day with some great dice and some hot dice and some great matchups, or you can have a day where you meet everything you're not ready for and have terrible dice, and you're still not out of it. There's three more one day tournaments to uh, to to get a chance to come back into it. Exactly, exactly. And one of the things that your show has mentioned is, is painting scores and how they affect tournaments. And we think we found a way uh, to kind of fix that, at least in the in the circuit. Uh, what we do is painting scores do not count towards each tournament result, but they do count towards the overall circuit result. So you can come to a tournament with a gray bare-bones army, as long as it's assembled. You can win that tournament. Uh, but you're, you're likely not going to win the circuit, but you still have a chance to take down the tournament, even though you don't have a fully painted army. 
Oh, nice, nice. What percentage of the overall is is the painting? Uh, painting is twenty points a season, so it's five points per round. But when you start to get towards the end of the season, the points really add up. And I mean, like last year's spread between uh, Doctor Warhammer and Brett Bain was uh, one point. He Brett won by one single point, and uh, Caps was kind of kicking himself for for not attending that that fourth round because you get bonus points just for showing up. Like you get one circuit point for showing up, and then you get. Um, soft scores which add to your circuit point total at the end of the season as well so just showing up is one of the biggest aspects of the circuit um but yeah we try to spread it out so we don't have too many points concentrated in one area uh, to try to give everybody an equal opportunity to to be to rise to the top as the circuit champion nice very nice but showing up to all four and really being a part of the whole experience is really where you get your uh, your best chances and your your best uh your 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 total points for sure for sure and that doesn't mean you have to show up to all four caps almost took the whole thing just come to three but uh, <laughs> it, it kind of depends on your your play style and and uh, whether or not you're showing up to win with the hardest list so uh, it, it, we we tried to make it to accommodate for all the the facets of warhammer you know the people who want to do the hobby can can come to participate in the painting contest and at the end of the season we have the uh, circuit best painter which is held in the same esteem as the circuit champion so they both get similar awards and they get similar recognition so we're not just focused on the people who are winning we're trying to encompass the, the whole hobby and to bring everybody together around that hobby okay very nice so um you said people could bring uh you know if they want to bring their hobby gamers coming or if you want to bring a hard list do you have any comp no, we have no comp beyond no special characters, which every once in a while we'll, we'll allow special characters. And we're, we're starting to move towards the allowing special characters in every round. Uh, but after our last meeting, we kind of discussed that, you know, special characters add a little something to the game that not everybody is, is uh, excited about. Um, <laughs> so instead of kind of stirring the pot up, we, we just kind of we, we feel like we've caught a groove with the circuit. After the last three seasons, we've learned quite a bit. Uh, so we're trying to not tweak it as much and to just see if we can get that, that perfect formula, that perfect recipe to, to keep things going. And um, next season, season five, we, we might start going towards the, uh, the special characters, but, but currently that is our only comp. All right. Well, that's fantastic. You know I'm a, I'm a big advocate of no comp, so. Yeah, yeah, we, we really like it too. I mean, it's, it's just like everybody says, if you're adding comp, you're just moving the goalposts and, and things that were only powerful before come super powerful now that the other things aren't allowed. So it's just kind of let the game balance itself out, let people take the toys that they want to take, and all will be well. Well, that's fantastic. Well, Jeff, did you have anything that we missed at all? Um, I, I, I think that about covers it. All right, fantastic. Listen, uh, everybody... Check it out, the Circle City Circuit at CircleCityCircuit.com. Uh, that's uh, one, one more thing I almost forgot. Uh, we, we have tried a lot of mediums in the past to try to get the word out, and we've settled on our Facebook page as the best medium for people who are actually interested in, in finding out more about the Circle City Circuit. Uh, so if you are interested, go to our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash CircleCityCircuit, and definitely follow us because we put information on every tournament up there. Well, there you go, Facebook.com, the Circle City Circuit. Um, you hear about it here, and um, I am looking forward to hearing the results of round one and hear what's going on. 
Yeah, we'll definitely we're definitely excited, and we will certainly keep you posted. Thank you much. All right, Jeff, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go now. I know it's really early, and you got to get ready for work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Unfortunately, I'm gonna go upstairs and start making breakfast for my little rotten kids. So uh, <laughs> I will uh, I will talk to you soon, my friend. Sounds good. Thanks, Dave. Dave, have a good one. You too. Wasn't that amazing? It was amazing. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff, for coming on, and thank you for sponsoring the News and Rumors. Here's News and Rumors. Eldar book comes out tomorrow. Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> it's got a nine-inch tall uh, uh, toy uh, robot monster in, actually, in the army. you should have your white dwarf so right go. now. What would you guys think of that? There seems to be a lot of polarizing opinions on that. Yay! I think it looks sweet. Yeah. It's the yeah. size of a stompa, though. And uh, actually, people are starting to wonder with the Apocalypse book is supposed to be coming out, I think, in July. They're wondering if they're gearing up for letting apocalypse-sized stuff into your regular armies. That'd be cool. So how much Titan's going to cost you, like, 600 points or what? (laughs) I mean, it just seems weird to let that stuff into non, but, I mean, who knows how tough that Eldar thing is. Yeah. It could just be big. I don't know. To me, it does look cool. The arms look just a touch short. The hands are really small. That's what I was thinking. When I looked at the model, the the hands are really small. Uh, as far as rumors go on that thing, I, I heard that it, it is like a super high toughness, um, like jump monstrous creature for those of you who play 40K. So that thing can bounce around 12 inches or, you know, so it, it like can move it, pretty quick. It jumps around? Is that yeah, the it's idea? got a jump pack so it can fly. Oh, I see. Kind of. So, Interesting. Yeah, it sounds okay. it sounds pretty cool. I don't play a lot of 4K, but... Uh, me neither, but it looks but cool. But you, you do play both. I do play both, So what's yeah. the percentage? What's the breakdown between fantasy and 40K, would you say? Like 90-10 fantasy. Wow, that's oh, yeah. I, I don't, wow. I don't. It's hard to... On IWFB is where I pick up a lot of my games, Yeah. and I don't think there's a ton of 40K guys on there, and most of the time, especially with the campaign we got going on right now, um, I got to get three, you know, I try to get three games in every two weeks, mm. so usually my time spent playing fantasy these days. As, so. it, as it should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. finishes up with the main game. Forty K is kind of just picked up on the side. Cool. That's it. Uh, you know, not too much on the rumor mill going on, other than stuff we talked about last week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Warhammer Quest came out for the iPad and the uh, iPhone. Oh man. And I downloaded it for the iPad, and it works on both. And it's actually on the phone. It's not even that bad. It's small. Man, that game's a lot of fun. I, I only play it on my iPod, and it just. I, I was like an hour and a half without even thinking about it. That's it. It's it is a lot of fun. I mean, it's a it's a really nice. It's a total dungeon crawl type game. Yeah. Sitting in the office on the on, <laughs> on Thursday yesterday and downloaded it before I went to work and then okay noon here yet noon here yet all right <laughs> I just went inside my car and played Warhammer Quest. So, dude, I'm telling you, I did not. I like I, I had it loading. And it, I, I could have waited a few more minutes because I had plenty of time to get to school before finals because the first final exam I didn't have. I was just going in there, but I'm like, I have to grade these tests from yesterday. I have to get them done because I want to get out. So I'm looking at it. It's like, I can wait two minutes to be done, or I can just leave now and leave the – I left it here. I was like, I'm not even taking it with me because right. I had to get this stuff done because I know I would have been like, let me so, just do it. So it's a dungeon crawl? You pick a, pick a Warhammer fantasy-based character and – well, you start off with you got your, your yeah, you party got your, of four. Uh, you got a marauder, a shadow wizard, an elf, and a a way watcher, and uh, and an iron oh, breaker. Yeah, dwarf iron breaker. My iron breaker dies a and lot. And you're and you're dungeon crawling. You know, going through chopping up stuff, looking for treasure, trading Who it off. Chopping up like orcs. Right now it's zombies. It, right now it's orcs and goblins and bats orcs, and rats. Goblins, trolls. Goblins, bats, spiders. Yeah, killed trolls. Oh. Yeah, it's little stuff. We would like but level one. There's also, I mean, there's kind of a story 
not really a story, but there's quests. Like you go to each different little hamlet or town. Yeah, the main quests actually sort of string together. Okay. Yeah, and you can actually buy if you finish it. You could buy. They've got it's five bucks for the game, and I think it's a five bucks to get the expanded like six more adventures. Is it like a bird's eye view of your guy walking yeah. around? Or okay. yeah, it's overhead view. You just move him around on the on like, the, like iPad. the old Zelda v- game. Very intuitive. I really like yeah, the way it works. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Zelda okay. represented. Yeah, and uh, right now you can buy for three bucks a character. An archmage, a warrior priest, or a uh, troll slayer, mm-hmm. and so you can take those, and then actually, you can with the party, you could slide and move. You yeah, can you have, get four dudes. You get so four you guys. So if you buy the extras, you take somebody out and add them in. Cool. Yes. <laughs> yesterday at eight a.m. Eastern Time in America, the Legend of Zelda: Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons was released. Get it? From yeah, from me you get crickets. I don't know what Zelda I recognize, kind of. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, so. Um, we should move on to the toolbox brought to you by Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. I was actually saying it nice and clear this time because last week's, oh, wait till you hear the last episode, which just we released just, like a couple just, hours just, ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like the, we just went, with brought you by Chaos Orc Superstore. I'm happy about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I actually follow along usually when I'm listening to it. I'm like, yeah, in my car or in my hand. I, people, I'll, you know. It, People do it's it. Like one of those hear other people read aloud books. And you know, to to visit the store, go to dot <laughs> com. <laughs> How would you spell that? All right, so I got, <laughs> I got, I pretty <laughs> much got <laughs> nothing. You got nothing on a hobby. Well, you played a game. Oh, I did play a game. I guess I could you, you wanted to just glide well, right I over just, that. I was, <laughs> I was waiting past the modeling and the yeah, okay, stuff, but. Uh, yeah, we can hold off to talk about the game in just a few minutes. In fact, you know, I was I played I just finished playing VC against uh, high elves, and anyone who tells you that the high elves aren't aren't, aren't a formidable opponent, that's uh, it's pretty cool. Actually, you played it's uh, good. Nichols high elves. Yeah, not not use just to no. Yeah, true. Nichols high. No, it was neither the Phoenix Princes nor the Wu the Yutang. <laughs> yeah. It's you're uh, the odd man out here. Three uh, high elf players here, and you might as well jump in. Lord Baryon led the the vanguard against the. Undead Horde. Filthy VC. I'm going to bring my dwarves out. I'm going to bring out a Bring the dwarves. I'm going to bring them. <laughs> bring them. You're so I actually started going through my dwarves, looking at what I have, and I just, I have like a seventh edition army. Doesn't like, matter. I don't even have, like, I'm going to no go great weapon get, warriors? I have, oh, sure, I have some. Oh, okay. It's just I don't have, like, a lot of what I would want. I had, like, the stuff I had right when we first started in eighth, and I'm well, looking at them. You can make any excuse you change like. them up. The doors will just fold up. And no, I'm going to have to buy some more models, but now I'm gonna, I'm definitely waiting on what I buy until I see the new book because I'm not I'm just going to play with what I've got. But sure. I just I didn't realize when I first started buying this, I bought like 25 of just all the different types of things you can have. So it's like I've either got a couple of tiny units or one medium sized uh, unit. I don't yeah, have. Yeah. You like, got to ramp up for eighth edition. Yeah, steadfast. But I, I have like sixty slayers though. So what? I mean, I don't know what the hell I got. those boys. <laughs> what yeah, what was go. going through your head when you bought all this stuff? I love slayers. That's what's going through my head. I even have a goblin viewer. So, but this is the high elf review. So I suppose we ought to put away the dwarves, dwarves. dirtiness. We'll 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 just we'll yeah. Yeah. We'll just put that aside. I don't want to. So you want to circle back and talk about that game that you guys played later? Yeah, we'll circle back and talk about. It. Do you got any uh, hobby, hobby wise? Yeah, I've been in like I feel like I've been in full hobby mode for months since before Adepticon. With uh, bits rolling up pretty soon, we're working on terrain, trying to get that ready. We have the uh, five orc and goblin themed tables that we're working on. And my job has been to work work on uh, instead of trees, we're doing mushroom patches. Oh, nice! So I've been sculpting mushrooms like crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. mushrooms, yeah. a good kind. You got it down to a science? I do, yeah. Shrewman, you know, day and night. I had my son helping me, and he was Are telling they? my mom, or his his mom, yeah, we were putting mushrooms together. Mom, it was fun. My wife looks at me like, what? I'm like, uh, yeah, what have you done to our terrain. children? Yeah, it's art. It is. It's a fun activity, father and son. Painting, sculpting. This is, this is fine motor skills, hand-eye right. coordination. At this age, he doesn't know what other mushrooms are, right? He just knows, like, the mushrooms you might eat on your then pizza. You paint, like shiitake mushrooms yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you paint them up all red with big white spots like you're in the Smurfs. It's fantastic. Maybe. Or, you know, we, we've talked about that, how we're going to paint them. I, my opinion is keep the mushrooms neutral so that way on the table the armies get the emphasis. You know what I mean? So anyway, besides that, uh, I've I've looked into I've I purchased actually Sculpey uh, in order to base. It'll be my basing theme for my my new high elf army. So are so, you stripping the old army? No, I'm just going to buy new ones. That's really? The that, uh, that's the easy way out, I suppose. So no. you're going to have two high elf armies? Yeah. You know, we'd be I one, 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 one. We'd or be one massive one. I could, yeah. But I actually got a pretty good deal from Josh on IWFB, Kuma. Oh, yeah, know. okay. yeah. He's selling a bunch of high elf stuff, so I'm going to buy his. Nice. Um, so the theme is I bought this like rubber press mold thing so I can make a intricate like flooring pattern and break that up and make it look kind of ruined. So I want to invest as much time into the bases this time in, as, as I do in the model itself. So I, that's where I think my current high elf army is a little bit lacking, is in the, the bases and... That whole thing. So, well, I don't know about that because I mean, are your bases are all like one's water, one's that's the thing. The but they're tile. but they're only okay. You know okay. what I mean? They're they're, they're better they're, than they're my bases. Well, you edge them in goblin green and throw some grass. Well, on if them. you want to stay old school, that's <laughs> you know. But I really want to put a lot of effort into these bases. It's like what half sculpt my each is. one. And yeah, but you're not interested in painting them at all, Harrison. Either that is a very valid point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll work up to it. Yeah. Yeah, you're I'm, from the I'm, Uncle I'm, Christopher school of painting. Just put a, something on it. So, yeah, ramping up to get those high elves completed, or I guess started, that's about it for me. How about you, Ryan? Uh, for me, man, lots of different stuff. Uh, started painting that soul grinder that I was telling you guys about. Yep. Still working on that. Put together a few of the new kits that I bought for the high elves. Uh, I saw. They look really good. Yeah, I put the uh, the bolt thrower uh, loader and sky cutter together. Um, I think I'm going to paint that in pieces so it's not completely glued together, but I used it tonight. I've used it to good effect in a couple games. Um, the and then I put uh, the, the I wanted to use I have at least one unit of the the sisters, but I've kind of avoided having many female models in my, <laughs> my army. Not for any reason other than I just I just <laughs> like the, I like the shadow warrior helmets and like their kind of their look. So I, what I did is I basically just converted the torsos of the shadow warriors um, and just cut cut the uh, basically the arms off of the yeah. the female torsos. And put them on the Shadow Warrior toasters. It was a kind of a lengthy process, but overall, not very technically difficult um, to do that conversion. So, so why why the aversion to female models? Is it I don't know if there's a really reason here. In per- well, particular. I, I, is it because you don't want to paint them? Or he just wants the young. You don't spri- want to put. He just wants well, to see the young spry male elves. <laughs> yeah, those female you elves you hold no interest in to him. Away. They hold no interest to him. For for this for these models is mainly just I wanted to use those helms, those closed yeah, helms. Those are, those are awesome. they're sweet. Those are. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, the I've, I actually have a, a female mage model, uh, so to say I don't want any. Uh, no, there's I don't know if there's a real aversion there. I, I don't I wouldn't mind painting them or anything. It's just I just for this for this unit I just really liked the the shadow warrior models and the shadow warrior heads. Yeah, and stuff, I, I so. think I'm with you. Any any way you can get those helmets worked into your army, I think you got to do it because they yeah. look so cool. 
I also um, got my lore master put together and did a s- slight conversion on him, head swap um, to more of like a, a an open no helmet head, kind of a wild. It's like from the white lion unit. Uh, I also converted up a new BSB. Um, my old BSB had a had a uh, great weapon, uh, and now I don't think I'm ever gonna. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it never, but I, I think traditionally S- now I'm gonna right? I'm gonna run the uh, with the loss of the armor of Calador. I think. You know, having him with the heavy armor or dragon armor with a, a shield or enchanted shield or something is, is more important. And then I just drop him with a sword of might or something. So that's right. kind of how I'm running his sword, sword and shield. So I think I need to, you know, I, I needed to convert up a new new BSB to use um, on foot. So uh, that's, Don't we still have the armor of Calidor, though? Well, okay. We do. We still have the armor of Calidor, but as we discussed last time, 50 points mm. for basically the same thing. It's, oh. it's a little yeah. more expensive now. So, um, But, yeah, other than that... Uh, I could mention that I built a bot and built a Wraith Lord for the new Eldar Codex, but let's let's just leave that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> leave that that, that's cool. That's, that Wraith yeah, Lord I, is a cool model. The Wraith, the Wraith Lord. Um, I that's what I thought. I I, I think you know if the Eldar. I'm gonna buy the Codex and um, playing 40k. Like if I ever want to show a friend or something, I need two armies. And I already got Dark Angels, so I figured maybe I'd pick up the Eldar one model at a time. Um, and what I'm really trying to do, I always have an issue when I start a new army, is I'll go out and be like, oh, okay, I'll buy four or five boxes, uh, put them all together, and then it takes me all the paint. Right. So I'm actually trying to entice myself um, with this army that I can't buy a second model or box for this army until the model I just bought is painted. It's painted. Well, that's pretty good. Because I don't really have a need for another 40K army. <laughs> but So I don't want to like go overboard and you know drop... Two hundred bucks just so I can have some models to play with. Sure, I want to. I want to. You know, make sure I get them painted and stuff. So, would you ever invest in a Forge World like Eldar Grav Tank? I don't know what the difference in price is, but I'm assuming it's a lot. So probably not. A couple, couple hundred, <laughs> I think. Uh, there are. I did look at the Forge World site for some of the 40k stuff, and I did buy a like a missile launcher arm for my Dark Angels, and I'm thinking about buying the Venerable Dreadnought from Forge World, but that's not too terribly much more. It's you know, it's maybe uh, ten, fifteen bucks more. Yeah, tank um, is a whole other level. Uh, yeah, so that's exactly. A so, yep. So yeah, I've actually been pretty busy the last couple couple weeks or last week, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So there's that. Harrison, any hobby from you? Warhammer related, I mean. Um. No. Um. No. <laughs> no. Nothing. I haven't with the new Hive book out and everything. Nothing. He doesn't paint. He doesn't like to paint. I painted most of his. People what he's got. don't like me. Do you like to assemble? I will assemble. Yes, I I do that. The only thing he's painted at, in recent memory was when he was assembling and painting his war machine stuff. So that wasn't too long ago. This is fewer models. You could just paint sure. a few and just have fun. And, and plus, it's nice and simple. You do red, red, more red, red, little bit of black, I red, think red, you play red. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm, I'm thinking about going Signar. No, yeah, I play Gator. That's about that, I guess. Uh, before, if we we could talk about our game a little bit. Before we go to that, I, you know what? I was I've been as I'm grading all these tests. I've been listening to some different podcasts, and I try not to listen to too much. But everybody's talking about high elves now, so you know, I just I didn't want to listen to too much because I wanted to have my own opinions coming in. How do we, how do we like that. up? Well, I'm, I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> our shows are the best. But, about you know. four hours more. <laughs> oh, no, here's what I wanted to say, though. I've heard no less than three shows 
recently saying, you know, we're not going to do a garage hammer length review. And then they crank out a four hour review. Hey. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, we're not going to be garage. We're not going to start reading this book from the beginning. And then they go through for four, four and a half hours. Page one, Matt get, Ward. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, don't. I know the show is long, longer than some, but hey, it's still quality. And, uh, you know, we've actually been keeping our regular shows under three hours. The reviews are long. We've been breaking them into well, two. Well, let's, let's be clear. Between part one and part two of the High Elf Review, that'll be, what, seven hours? Probably. Well, we so, had an hour of other stuff in the beginning. So th- those so. people are actually right. We're not going to do a Garage Hammer review. If they're sticking to just... Three four hours. I mean, anyone anyone could do that. I just love. We're not going to. We're not going to be seven hours. Actually, that's a full work day. Like some shows where they just start reading from the front cover, which is the only reason why he started reading from the front cover because (laughs) people complain about it. Yeah, that's less than a. That's longer than a school day. Well, school is in session. There you go, young Mm -hmm. white So only for two more days. No, we're talking about now. We're learn something about high elves, Magoo. I is smart. No. <laughs> so, I was just listening. We're not going to do a garage hammer length review. No, no, you're not. <laughs> right, they're you're not. right. <laughs> you're darn right. You're not. <laughs> Don't nobody can do. Nobody can top the U Tang. And look, we're bringing in the special guests now. That's it. We got Ryan. We got Chris. We got Spam. We have a Phoenix Prince. We got the Phoenix Prince. The council has been assembled. Do you have a Phoenix Prince? No, I don't think you do have a Phoenix Prince. <laughs> do Introduction, you? page three. Shut up. <laughs> Quiet Phoenix Prince <laughs> We already covered that <laughs> Alright oh, As he hangs his head in shame So I guess we could talk about our game we just played Although I don't Here's the uh, I deployed really bad Well so let's Played a stupid top. first turn what, and got my ass kicked How many points was the game? 2400 And what's what, Did you guys play a scenario? We or played the battle? Kraken Ooh The yeah, bit scenario The bit scenario We rolled up I actually d6'd it and the, right before I rolled, I said, the only one I haven't tried yet is the Kraken. And, but David said he hadn't played any, so I was like, well, I'll, I'll play whatever. Rolled the five. Nice. So, yes. What did you think of the scenario? Uh, I was only half paying attention when he explained it, so I totally misheard it. And that's part of the reason I completely screwed up my deployment and, and, and handicapped myself a bit. Not to take anything away from Ryan's game. He played a good game, but I played right into his hands. Um, so before we get into the details of the game, the crux of that scenario is to try to hold the water feature at the center of the table. Yep. Uh, but there's a kraken that resides there that's killing models. So you have to pass an initiative test based on the highest initiative value of your unit. Otherwise, you suffer, I guess, D3 plus 1 wounds, no armor save. Yep. yep. And it was the initiative test thing that I heard. And for some reason, I was thinking, like, you know, when you move through a forest, you take a... DT test for uh, all models. Yeah, and I was thinking it was for all models, so I didn't want to just start running my stuff so Dave, through there. Yeah, thinking he's going to lose half, so half I or depl- three-fourths of his unit. Well, because I'm like, oh, my God, all my zombies are initiative one. I'm like, well, screw that. I'm not going anywhere near that. I'm going to just – they're all going to die. So I – So that dictated your deployment. Then. Yes, and I moved outside of my bubble, outside of my block because oh, I was trying to go so around it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no. so right there I was hosing myself. Yeah. Uh, to answer the, the original question about the scenario, though, I think – as a fifth scenario, I actually really like it because um, at the end of the tournament, you want to make sure that you get that separation. Mm-hmm. And the scenario, the objective points, all the, all the games are 20-0 system, but there's five objective points in every game. And in right. this game, only one person is getting those five points. Right. So we're so trying it's, to it's, separate the field yep, there. So that's a know? big separation there at the top top tables um, towards the end of the, of the game. So only one person is going to get those five points. So I, th- I think that's going to help 
spread that field out to whoever can get that. So yeah, I think at the end of the tournament, that's a you know tooth and claw fight to get those five points. So would we say that in this scenario is designed so that the kraken is spreading because spreading the kraken? I'm just was that a joke? No, not apparently not. I like it, I missed it. Okay, spreading the kraken. Maybe if you just left it, spreading the crack. That was that was that, that was, was a joke. Point. I was trying to be, I was trying to be <laughs> subtle that's about a point it. Point hammer joke. Get out of here with that. Well, that's why I left it as cracking. That was the joke I was making. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. You did a very bad job. Of His it. name is David Whitech. He'll be here all week. Yeah. Try the fish. But hey, sh- <laughs> I've always felt like a winner when I spread the crack, and I just that's just oh the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you ended up. <laughs> I showed up here thinking this would be quality. Yeah, so you're saying, Ryan? So, yeah, so he, he ended up deploying his two big hordes, the uh, Horde of Ghouls and Horde of uh, Graveguard, on his right flank um, with with uh, zombies on either side, Necromancer, and then the uh, Vargeist behind. Um, and so he was pretty heavily weighted on the right flank. So the deployment, I think the deployment was, you could have deployed middle, Obviously, with, the, with knowing the rules for the uh, the water feature, right? Um, and but even even so, when you didn't, I think you were still you still had an opportunity because I I didn't I didn't like refuse flank and I I I deployed everything middle, so you still had a chance to come at me. No, the problem was that I didn't put anything right towards the middle. I had most of the right, and then I moved some stuff piecemeal off to the left, which just basically left it out there to die. Yeah. If I was going to do this, I should have just put everything towards close to center and right. I should have almost castled up because I could have just started marching those guys. You'd have had to come to me. I could have just started marching all and keep those, keep all the zombies close in the bubble, in the... Keep, keep your line together the, and just yeah, sit, on the the, line. sit on the water feature. I only I yeah. only heard part of these. Or scenarios. just start marching it forward. And, so uh, I just thought he would like just spawn a unit of zombies in the center and just make more of them. You could do that too. Yeah, and I think I think you know if you would have known it, even if you had to take it on your lowest initiative or something, it's D three plus one, and you know with a level four you get an invoke invocation off. You're getting at least that many back. True, you know for those units. So it, yeah, if you would have moved both those guys up, sat them in the water, and said, "Come, come get, come get it, come get points, yeah. or I'll take the objective, and we'll get a draw." I think that would have changed. So I, I still think I would have made my moves like turn five, like I did. But yeah, I'm just. Leaving that little stuff out there, you just brought your dragon princes up and your and your sea cutters and your flying stuff, your fast cav, flew it all in there, just killed off that little stuff, which really left that whole side open. I mean, next thing I knew, the dragon princes were not only in the backfield but behind the entire army, just sort of picking where they wanted to charge into. It was just it was it was I I made bad moves all around. You made all the right moves, and um, well, thank you. The oh, <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> But, well, um, that's why you pr- play these practices. Yeah. Games. So the um, magic comp- phase comp- was, was interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, anyone who's saying that this army is still, you know, oh, it's just toughness three elves, you're not paying attention or so. Or the person you're playing with isn't playing Tough- it very well. Toughness three elves because with strength five great weapons, initiative bajillion, ASF, martial prowess. Yeah, we got all that. That's, <laughs> that's my whole point. Well, is that the thing is the great weapons don't get the reroll. Which it, which is makes a difference. Yes, it does, but it's still just ridiculous. <laughs> do you think? Do you think they're ridiculous? I do think they are. Uh, I'm not sure since people haven't seen how to deal with them yet. I do think they are a little op. 
but do you think this army list is overpowered? It, it's easily abusable, and since people don't know how to deal with it yet, a little bit. Yes, I do. What do you think about that, Ryan? You know, having played them in, I don't know, six, seven games, I think they definitely got stronger than they were before, even with the loss of those rerolls for the, the Swordmasters and the White Lines and the characters. Getting that extra roll of ro- whole roll of attacks, though, that was brutal back there yep. when we were playing. I mean, yeah. An extra eight or nine attacks, especially against my army where you're hitting on threes. That's an extra six hits. Mm-hmm. So the, the, extra rank, the extra rank allows for a higher opportunity of, of, of hits. Yeah, exactly. But the reroll is a better average. Well, true. So. But I'm saying you still, it's, you're still getting a lot of that back. He's still getting a lot to hit with. I, I think it's more or less a wash. I think the martial prowess makes up for the loss of rerolls. Right. But on the whole, I think the book is better. I don't. I wouldn't say that it's OP. Well, yeah, I, I see what you mean. It's, it's more of an... It's OP compared to the last book, if that makes any sense. No, it's sense. more powerful than the last yes. book. It, I don't think you mean OP. You just like to throw that term around, I think. But I do like throwing. And it's not. Around. I don't. I don't think. And I think you're. I, what you said was it's OP because people haven't figured out how to OP standing for Ocean Pacific. Right? Yes, right. Okay. the other place. Yeah, it's over. You're saying it's overpowered because people don't know how to deal with it yet. That doesn't make it overpowered. It makes it. Ogres so it's, were, it's, it's new. new. Ogres were considered OP, and now it's just like. Uh, I don't know about other people. I can take them apart like it's surgery. Oh, listen you can. Ogres are still pretty, uh, pretty good. Old, Grant, did you my hear old that? typical <laughs> army, uh, high elf army list, it's just I, I only ever lost to ogres once, and that was the first game I played wow. with them. Ain't no thing, huh? Nah. They ain't, they ain't <laughs> a problem. They, they have some uh, pretty uh, powerful things now. You know, you get the banner of the world dragon. Yeah. And I am... Oh, in love with the Frostheart Phoenix. Oh, my oh, God. Isn't it great? That thing is just amazing. I've even pl- played it against the guy with the cannons, and um, you still got that ward save, and you still got six wounds. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> I mean, to kill it. Well, I th- Frostheart has five, I Oh, think. five wounds. Yeah. Okay. But it is hard to kill in one shot. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, and if they're shooting at, you know, and if you, they're shooting at that, then, you know, what, are, what aren't they shooting at? I mean, I think I, think I would really want to try making a monsterless work you know the, get the prince on the dragon yeah noble on a griffin maybe two of them i, I think i think there'd be a lot maybe of two frost arts we, ha- we have three griffins here yeah everybody's got plenty of griffins usually for high usually, players yeah. <laughs> all the island of blood ones i don't even think i've built them if you could try double frost art though that's really good yeah now does that do we determine whether or not that stacks well we locally have whether or not that's official is you know remains to be what, seen. what, what, what was the rule say locally well, for our bullets, player group. For bits, right? And for bits. No, I'm, I understand what locally means. I'm saying, what did we decide? <laughs> that it does not stack. Oh, it doesn't? No. Okay. I think that's how it'll... I think that's how it works, too. You think so? Yeah, yeah just based on the wording. Well, it, it didn't say one or more. A lot of times, if it doesn't stack, it says the one or more. A, it, if you're in contact with a frost heart, yeah. it's minus one. A frost heart could mean one or two. That's, that's kind of how I... Yeah. Watch them say it stacks because they go against the wording of their own book. Well, no, I'm just it, no, it doesn't go against. I mean, I'm, I don't want to get into an argument over it, but I'm saying there are other things that said, like look, you look at the things in the Empire book. It says one or more, right? You know, it says if it's in contact with one it or more. Say that right. So that's why I would think it would stack because it's not one or more. It says if it's in contact with one, it's minus one strength. But if we're not stacking it, good because that thing sucks anyway. It sucks as in. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't do one wound to it. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to kill. Yeah, it is hard to kill. It sucks from your standpoint. From us, it's like the it's like the holy grail. So anyway, Dave, who won that game? Oh yeah, I did. 
<laughs> I turned around at the end. My vampire charged out, started killing stuff all by itself, scaring the oh, crap yeah. out of stuff. Oh, that was If that he would have had about three more turns, he would have killed everything all by himself. That would have been the game. He was right there. Oh, yeah. He killed off half my army, and yeah, I tabled, I tabled No, I got wiped out. I did. I did. I did one. I did start playing some crazy moves there at the end. You went and took your two unit, your two fast cav, your two tiny units of reavers, reavers yeah. and stuck them in front of my uh, grave guard unit, forward. which were kept out of the. So were, you were tending to do the double, double flea to keep them there. I'm guessing yeah. that's what you were doing. Yep. And so and it, I did, but then I only fleed three inches with the second unit of reavers. I actually still popped whoopsies. out of the unit, but then he. Roll, I think you roll a nine. Here's what happened. I ran, I ran the vampire out of the unit because I figured if I charge with the unit, he'll just flee. I'll do the other one. It'll they'll because he'll flee that way. The vampire all by himself was off on the one side. So center to center between the vampire and that reavers, the first one Changed ran away because I would have had the flank. So he's like, now nah, I'll run. So I'm like, okay, I'll go after the second one. The second one ran, but it only like you said, it only ran three, but then it popped through the unit, but. <laughs> My vampire lord's movement six. <laughs> I was surprised by that. So like I rolled up. I rolled up. I rolled up a nine to chase you. Caught me behind my big unit of white lions. Yeah, I ran right character. past your other two units, right through the little gap, and ran that unit down. It was the only good thing that happened. So let me ask you something. If, yep. if, let's say you did do that. If your vampire lord was still in that horde of grave guard, and they got in combat with your white lions, would the combat have been different? I was he was in the corner, so I would have just attacked all the stuff. I could attack to my flank, right? If I was in the front corner, you I could have. You could have attacked killed archers you or killed white lions. No, well, actually, you were actually positioned one in. Remember? Oh, you was I one your, in? That's right. One guy that was on the corner be, before your vamp lord. But uh, did he have like the quick could, blood and all that? Yeah, stuff? Yeah, but it didn't matter because the you know white lions had found the out. banner of the world. Right? We did find out. Oh, so he had a magic weapon then? Yeah, he had a magic weapon. All of my, oh, yeah. all of my characters, even the, because because uh, the the ghouls, I I tried one move. I figured I got to get to them, and the ghouls were blocking the graveguard from getting there. They both needed nines to get in, so I had right. to roll the ghouls first. They made it, and then the graveguard didn't. So we found out they had the banner because the uh, the hero level had a magic weapon, so, so he couldn't do anything. From a list building perspective, kind of a broader broader view. With that banner of the world dragon being out there, does that make you think twice about equipping your characters with magic weapons by default? Because we we've all done it, you know, with every character to this point. Uh, well, actually, the, here's the thing with with the BSB. He's only got a five point magic weapon, and I only g- it's a warrior bane. I only gave it to him so that he'd have magical attacks against stuff. I'm thinking, well, you know, it's only five points. I may just leave it off. I actually was thinking about it during the game. Have two guys. One with because I'll tell you now I won't rune up every single. I'll, I'll have a I'll have a runed up grudge thrower and I will have a not runed up grudge thrower. So so it will affect your list design um, that, that banner. I'm thinking you know because I don't need it'll I I can save a few points and if I do come across something like that because I never really thought about it before but you know I mean I was already doing having one cannon flaming one not sure right yep. So that some so that if you get one of those guys with the you know like the dragon princes with the ward Kadai. Up, right Kadai. yeah exactly I got something so I'm already peeling off some of the flaming so I'm, I'm I might just peel off some of the magic on it completely so Hyle's changing the meta 
No, for me, and yeah. Here we go, as you, as you listen. Are you, heck, are you kidding? We were sitting there, I'm talking about building the other Terrorgeist so I could try that. I still don't know how to make those Terrorgeist work. Everyone's like, oh, just take more of them, trust us. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, here I go, got another one. Well, have you ever tried two? I don't have two, so I have to. I've told you this. I've GW? built it. Oh, well, build it. Uh, so you well, haven't tried two. No, I haven't tried so. two, yeah. So Maybe something will click. If you I don't know, it was, it was a fun game, but man, I mean, they're... Uh, those IELTS are they're pretty good. There's some pretty good stuff in there still. I mean, seriously, even with without the rerolls, getting that extra rank of attack, even the just the, against the zombies or the ghouls with your regular rank and file troops. Okay, I'm getting twenty. You're still getting twenty one archers. Yeah, you're getting twenty one attacks. He's got twenty one yeah, archers. Twenty one attacks. Yeah, you know to hit. Yeah, yeah. He's going three. It's the seven wide, three seven deep. Wide, three deep. Yep. Yeah, and he's getting twenty some odd attacks, and I'm getting ten back. I mean. Or when the zombies charge that other unit of archers, I had fifteen because I was five by three. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. If, if I'm not if I'm not playing wide, if I'm just playing deep, he's getting twenty one attacks. I'm getting back ten. Even if I go and spread out a little bit, I'm getting fourteen. He's getting twenty one. There's a big difference there, especially with the higher weapon skill. I mean, I know I'm just talking from what I have. I'm playing an army which has with with. Everything that you thrive on is stuff I just don't have anything of. So it's sure. it's, it's actually even your bows, you know, sitting at strength three. Well, great, I got a lot of toughness three, no armor stuff. So it's it's like yeah, and I focused, la, la, la. I focused fired on those ghouls the entire game too. Both units archers, most of my bolt throwers, because no armor saves was huge. Just, yeah, that even is if huge. I even if I can roll ten hits, I get four. Wounds. Yeah, I mean, I just picked them away. It was four turns so they, of it, and I man, and you took. I I kept managed to grow enough back, but yep. still, even then, when they when they finally got into the combat with that white lion unit, you only had fifteen left out of thirty eight. I think. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what you want. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was brutal. And so. I also had the lore master, so I had three magic missiles each turn coming at you. Nice. Yeah, he did. It was just a pain. And that book of Hoeth, man, money. Good stuff. That thing's beautiful. It really is. That really makes the lore master work too. Like I. I used it on my the Archmage before. Uh, the Loremaster only getting a plus two. I, yeah, I think you really need it to try to get any spells off. Yeah, you kind of like, spam, only, yeah, spam I mean, a lot of spells. I, yeah. it, it saved your butt several times. There were several times where it, it made it enough where I had to throw an extra dice at it or something like that. Yep. Um, and especially with how many good spells does he have? I mean, because you, you were. You were a sitting lot. there. You're like, okay, I'll just throw two or three because you knew... I'm only going to get. I can only stop at most maybe two spells, and you could have thrown it at three or four. So you're going to get a couple off, and you got so many to choose from. With three, like you said, you got three three magic missiles. Here, I'll throw this one at you. Okay, I'll stop that one. I'll throw the next one. Okay, I'll stop that one. Now you're done stopping them. Here comes the third one. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice that and that that extra. You really have to pick and choose which ones you're going to dispel. So yeah, useful. You had a level two high magic, um, also in that big unit of white lions. And I think I only had a six plus ward save a couple times, but that I I rolled two dice and I rolled the number six spell, and I was like, man, that'd be really nice. But it's a nineteen to get off, so I actually dropped it. Uh, I, was wondering, been, I was wondering about that because that's great to to, to yeah, ghouls just, or graveguard with, with that level two sitting in the corner of my white lion unit. I just don't want to risk double sixes yeah, that blow true, up my own true. white lion unit or something. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to try to throw too many. Too many dice at that, so I dropped that to Soul Quench for the magic missile. Sure, and then I actually rolled um, Hand of Glory, which throughout the game I actually kind of was wishing I had that because he wasn't getting a ton of spells off that I needed to dispel. A couple times he got reroll hits and stuff, so you could but ward ward up. I would have well, I would have liked to have boosted my ballistic skill on my unit uh, of 20, right. 20 archers. 
um, twenty one archers. So that, I mean that would have been that would have been nice. And then yeah, then I can I get the award save a little yep. higher. But overall, I, I I liked the way the list played. It was fun. Nice. It was a fun game. If I think I I don't think I got a really good feel for how everything works. Like I still wasn't certain what I was coming up against, and that's always hard when you're facing. You didn't get it'll, a it'll feel a for games, how it yeah because I'm what, it's I'm just getting, that you're not familiar with it right. You I'm didn't getting hit get with a whole feel for how you were going to get stomped in the future. Yeah, I mean, it was just I didn't, I, I didn't know, I didn't know which targets to choose. You know, I was just sort of running forward, figuring, okay, I'm going to count on certain things that I always can count on to get stuff done, and it just wasn't happening. Hmm. You were super I'm just su- going to go in and smack stuff. And yeah. yeah, the fact that I couldn't, that five, uh, the five uh, vargeists. What what happened to those? How did they get taken? Frostheart got happened to him. Oh, the frostheart killed all five. Yeah, it's yeah. A f- it's fifty wide only too. So, yeah, so you're only getting three yeah. models. I got the charge the off. Yeah, on the on them. So, so had, how many did you have? You had five. I okay. had five, but only three could fight because of the way I had them lined up. I had them lined up in a straight line across. I think no matter how you line them up, you're not going to get more than three. Unless you had yeah, but back. I could have done right. two rows. Well, you right. yeah, yeah, you're steadfast because you have a rank. You could reform and get the other two in the back. Then all of them could attack. But that but after the first round of combat, you only had three. Yeah. Okay. Because that was a problem. He did about three wounds with his frost heart, and I couldn't do any. Yep. I could not I get a wound. Right. I mean, I had, right. I had 12, on, 13, on fours, 12, 13 attacks. Wounding on sixes. Yeah, that's the wounding on sixes was the really hard part. That thing, the toughness is really right. high. You you never, you, I didn't even take one save. Not no. a single save? Yeah, you didn't wow. roll a single no, six. I, I needed sixes to wound. I never. I didn't even wound it. One even time he even did. had reroll hits, and he, he got like eight hits, didn't roll a single six. Just an FYI, he was using garage hammer dice. <laughs> well, edit that too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell people the dice suck. We got to sell these things. I got seven hundred still. I mean, uh, yeah, he no, totally wasn't. Using I would, I would say they, 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 you did roll. They, they were average. a lot of average. Average. It, just, yeah. it was just you never rolled the sixes in that combat. That was oh, that was the dice. thing. It was like the sixes to poison. I didn't roll too many sixes to poison. I rolled two, but then when I rolled a wound, that's when all the sixes came up. It's like okay, at least I got a few. Yeah, even if you get through, you're looking at mm-hmm. a five up armor, five up ward. Yeah, no, it was it was rough. It was, it was a rough tough. but it was fun to play, and I'm looking forward to more. Um, well. We'll go into further discussion on units and list yep. builds. Yeah, I actually I didn't get to send you guys my notes, but I know we were all building lists. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a list. I don't have any oh, you lists. don't. I, I was going to okay. plan. I, I I know that was the plan. I'll talk to you over the break. I got nothing. I, I, but I, was, I got I questions. Was told to make I got list nothing, yesterday. but I got a lot of it. You can tell us about that five thousand point list you you made. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to make it twenty four hundred. He said he ended up with five thousand points. Like, oh, I just won everything. Huh? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's I'll the take problem. And Tyrion. Yeah, I want all I'll the fit twenty four hundred. I want all the ham. All right, you know what? Let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and then we'll talk about those lists, and then maybe uh, maybe get into special characters. Sounds good. All right. Dragon Princes consider themselves so superior to Elfland's other soldiers as to have nothing remarkable in common with them at all. Worse, they pay little heed to orders, though they may consider suggestions. Only in the thick of battle does a Dragon Prince's true character emerge. Hauteur gives way to determination, arrogance to courage. Gone is the aloof noble who disdains the company of all, save his own kind. In his place rides a warrior who would die without hesitation if his sacrifice would save but one of Ulthorn's people. 
And we're back. Welcome back to the garage. Dave Whitech for you coming at you. Along with Ryan Nickel and Harrison Whitech. Hello, okay. Tools. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. <laughs> there you go. So, um, all right. So, we were all supposed to make lists. Yes. I got, did, I got, you, did you do your homework? <laughs> I tried. You didn't do it. I, I did. And the lists all sucked. They all sucked. He's a teacher. He doesn't do homework. Uh, you know what? He I had, signs it. I had serious trouble making lists. Like I, I wrote up like three or four lists. None of them matched up in points. I couldn't figure out which characters to use because it really seemed like I needed a level four, but I wanted to take, I wanted to take some guys on big monsters. And just, I just, I didn't know where to put my points. Finally, I said, forget it. I tossed it aside. Said I'll just listen to what you guys build, and then I'll ask questions because I got a lot of them. <laughs> I wrote them all down. All right, fair enough. So I have a five hundred point list. If you want to hear it. No, five hundred. It's not even a five hundred point list. You picked a character and you put him on a phoenix, and then you're like, "Well, I'll need some archers." <laughs> well, let's dive no, in. Let's I talk about list. Add right. archers. I just have the character. Yeah. So, what do you got for your list, there, Mister You? I have the the cavalry and uh, ambushing spear list. Okay. So the idea here is to move up aggressively with cavalry get into combat, and then bust steadfast with that ambushing spear unit. Okay, so that's coming in from the... Yeah, okay. Coming in from the flank or from the rear. So, basically, I have the, uh, a prince kitted out on um, on a horse. He's got the plus one attack sword. He's the general. I've got an archmage level four. And I'm going to try Lore of Shadow in my next few games. He's got the book, Crown of Command on him. So, those two guys go in a unit of eight dragon princes. And the way that it's set up is... The Dragon Princes have a musician and a standard, uh, and the prince goes in front, and the B- the BSB that I have also goes in there. The BSB is kitted for strictly defense, so that and the the DPS are four wide. That way, the 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 mage that's in there that has a crown of command goes in the second rank, and he's protected. So all the Dragon Princes have to be killed before he has to step up. How so? Wait, how wide is this unit? Four models wide. So it's four, four, and three because you've got eight. Correct. And the three carry. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So that's the, the hammer unit. Uh, the, the noble I mentioned, that he's the BSB. Uh, there's another noble with the way shard that enables the spears to ambush. He goes into the unit of 30 spears. There's a level 1 mage that I have with fire, who's got a scroll, to just kind of clear up chaff that will probably be used to block up the dragon princes. Uh, one frost hearts, two eagles, five re- two units of five reavers with a banner musician, Two units of ten archers with banner and musician. And again, the, the eight dragon princes with musician, banner, and banner of the world dragon. Did, did your reavers have bows? No bows. Okay. They're strictly for deployment, getting the way, bait and flee. Uh, did you have silver helms? No silver helms. But if you're going to move up aggressively with uh, your cavalry, wouldn't you want to have those? That's what the dragon princes are for. Yeah. That's his heavy hitter with all of his characters. Right. So the idea is get stuck in combat, Mind Razor, Dragon Princes get all those attacks at strength 9, rerolling to hit. Right. Uh, and they're pretty resilient. They've got a 2-up armor, 2-up ward against magical attacks. Stubborn on a 10. Stubborn on a 10, rerolled. So that's the idea. So even if the spears you know, are delayed in getting there or if they never get there... Maybe I can power my th- way through that grind with uh, the Mind Razor Dragon Princes. And if they do- if I can't get that spell off, you know, they're going to be stubborn on the 10 and can hang out until either the Mind Razor or the Spears get there. And you have enough chaff that if you do get stuck in with something, you can probably stop people from getting in the flank. That's it, or- yeah. yeah. 
I like it. That's pretty solid. So I've had a lot of fun playing that style, and I love it. You know, way back when I started playing in sixth, I've always wanted to play like cavalry heavy and be real aggressive, but I didn't have the tools to make that effective. But with the, I think this way shard, I think now you can really do that. The uh, the other thing that's uh, a great combo with any big cavalry unit is that frost heart. You know, yeah. Okay, so you're strength five minus two to armor saves. Well, no, you're only strength four now minus one, minus one to armor saves. Yeah, preserve your armor save. So it's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely great for that. Yeah, I've uh, I. Uh, I built a similar list, not the one I'm going to go over, but a similar list that I built was the Dragon Prince, um, a little bit bigger, Banner World Dragon, but then I ran the char- the Prince, the BSB, and then I ran Champion, but I like that idea of the Champion can be killed fairly easily. That's the problem. And then your Archmage steps up. Right. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to do that, the five wide, you know, maybe 13 or 12 guys, three deep, and then run the Archmage with high magic. The Dragon Prince will start with that six plus four. Ward save every spell you cast. Now, now the whole unit starting to get these big ward saves as well. I, I thought about that. The problem is if you get a low uh, winds of magic and you can only get maybe one spell off, then you're down to you know from a six up ward to a five up ward, which is still pretty good. But that mage becomes an absolute huge target. If he's in combat, that, per- that your opponent is going to target that mage no matter right. what. Well, and then that's that's the thing is. I, I had my Archmage with the four plus ward saves. All I had to do is get one spell off to get him to get a you know, three, plus three plus ward. Um. Yeah, that's that's pretty gutsy. So if that's talisman or preservation, then. Yep, and then I had the uh, armor four plus ward on my prince. Okay, so, so do you run in that list? Would you have run the archmage with a four up ward with the book then? Yep. Okay. Hundred points, magic items. Yeah. Yep, and then you sacrifice a little. You know, I don't. I can't remember exactly how the points came out, but I don't think I could run full hundred points on each model because mm. of the lord. Right. Level, but um, but yeah, so. That's I have a similar list with a lot of chaff, a lot of some reavers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one that I was thinking of too. Okay, so you're just being, you're just kind of uh, being a little bit more risky with your archmage and his placement, right? Which, and, I, which I can see uh, risky. Like even if he does come to the front, I'm I'm really hoping that I have a three plus ward save. You right. Know, but right. I got to get one spell off with an archmage with the book. God, I hope I could get one spell off. <laughs> that's, that that's the that's the the problem. Yep. Yeah. So interesting. So tell us about your list. All right, so my list. Um, I'll just gonna go over the. I'll just go over the one that I just played. Um, I ran the Lore Master um, of Hoath as my general. He had the Book of Hoath and the Talisman of Preservation. Uh, he also had the just heavy armor, so he only had the five plus four plus. Uh, the Noble BSV was on foot. He had the Enchanted Shield, uh, Talisman Endurance for the five plus ward, Sword of Might, and heavy armor. Nice. So he's looking at three plus five plus. Uh, then I had a mage level two, and all these um, characters all went into the white line unit. The mage level two is on high magic, um, talisman of protection, and a dispel scroll. So he had a six plus sword okay. save. He also had the iron curse icon. So my hope there is if I get hit shelled by war machines, um, I can get maybe one high magic spell off. And then all of a sudden my white line unit has a five plus ward save nice. against a cannon or like a nope. strength five grudge door. A five plus five plus against that, I guess, with shooting. Um, but that was the kind of thought. It was five points. I, I didn't. I I was playing vampires tonight, so I knew I didn't have to play wire machines. But I was kind of building the list more for like a tournament for all setting. Comers, yeah. yeah, all comers. Um, so all three of those guys go on the uh, white line unit, and uh, I had twenty archers, uh, musicians, standard bearer, uh, fifteen archers, musicians, standard bearer, five reavers uh, with the musician and bows, five reavers, musician and bows, and um, that's why I asked you about the bows. Yeah. Um, it's th- uh, about fifteen points extra for the bows, and. I think if I needed to cut points, I think that'd be the first place that I cut them. 
because mm-hmm. really those five bow shots didn't really do much for me all game. Typically, I find they don't. But I've, I also thought about you know 15 points for a potential five shots to kill a saber tusk or five shots to pick a, pick a couple wounds off of an eagle or mm-hmm. pick a couple wounds off of a warhound's unit or um, you kill know a fanatic just, or something. Yeah, or yeah. a fanatic. I mean, just some of the, there's, those five shots can take down some of those stuff. If you if like, you're playing a bunch of blocks like Dave had, mm-hmm. um, didn't really do much for me. Uh, but I just thought that you know with those 50, it's fifteen points and those five shots could be pretty powerful, you know potentially. Right. Um, so then, uh, twenty six white lions was the uh, unit that I had full command, and then the banner of the world dragon. Gotta have it. And yeah, you got uh, the first the first list I ever played with is similar, but I had the standard of discipline on these guys instead of the banner of the world dragon. I just yeah, I think it's I think it's better to go this way. Uh, then I had the uh, I wanted to try. The Lothern Cherry out, so the Sky yep. Cutter with a bolt thrower, a Frost Dart, bolt throwers, and two Great Eagles. So two bolt throwers. Two bolt throwers. So your, your list is very much a, a combined arms mixed approach. A little bit of combat, a little bit of shooting, Yep. some magic. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about, if you look at my list, I really only have that one main combat unit, though. That's, that's the, I think, the risk for the, for this. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. I guess you can count the Frost Dart as a solid combat unit as mm-hmm. well, but... Uh, Oh, and then I had the the Dragon Princes, and they had a, the Flaming Banner. Five Dragon Princes. Yep. Yep. Um, hmm. So, so you, you, when you when you, th- you put it all together, yeah, we got a lot of stuff that's pretty fast on the outsides. You know, the Flying Chariot, the Dragon Princes, two units of Reavers, two Eagles. Uh, but yeah, you know, when it, the nuts and bolts is really that white line unit. And I think the risk here is final transmutation, uh, dwellers always trouble. Purple um, Sun. Sure. Yeah, if they can combo purple sun with right. initiative lowering, uh, or, or or if they isolate that unit and never let it get into combat, correct, and take off all your other supporting units. Flame cage, which isn't too hard. Yeah, flame cage. I'd have a two plus ward save against, so I don't think I'd care too yeah. much about that. Whoops. But the the yeah, the, that's the that's the worry I have with this list is that I just got that one block and it's it's solid and it can be pretty stellar, especially with you know maybe trying to get wild form off. Mm-hmm. Um, the list, the, the lore master, having played two games with him now, one game without the book of oath, one game with. I think in order to make him shine as your uh, main magic user, he's got to have the book of oath, no doubt. Uh, there's there's a lot of low casting value spells, fives to get off, but you still got to throw at least two dice, you know, mm-hmm. to get a to get a spell off, and then it's easy, so easy for them to dispel. Having that book of oath turns that oh I rolled a six to I rolled a nine and now it's an eleven. Like now they're looking at three or four dice to dispel it, uh, depending on if they have a level four, um, or they can take a little risk, maybe throw two and just try to get lucky. So you end up getting some more spells through with the Book of Hoth. Let me sure. ask you something. Would you rather have re-rolls to hit in combat with great weapons or the new the re-roll with the Book of Hoth? What do you mean? Great Wait, weapons. What? Wait, so I... So I re-rolling with great with weapons the whole from army. the previous book, yeah. Or, or the or, new Book of Hoth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A whole bunch of rerolls or the one reroll? I think I'd take the rerolls for the Great Weapons. Yeah, I would too. I'd take the book. You're getting that extra rank. You're getting... I think I'd have to go book too. Because you get that on casting and dispel. I, I never really nice. have a problem with that. I just... I usually don't have a problem with just forcing magic down your throat. <laughs> you yeah, but if you only it? got a bunch of level twos and I got a level four, you're working at it. I never have a bunch of level twos. I always have a level four. Okay. Okay. The yep. way I play, I would definitely take the great weapons. That book of Oath is really nice. 
It why you, awesome. you make me choose? You? I'm just huh? saying. I'm just saying. No, yeah, I think I'd still take the the rerolls. I mean, it's with Marshall Prowess now. I mean, now <laughs> my white lines in three by seven. Yeah, twenty one tags, twenty hits. I will say, and I don't have a problem with either item. I'm just, I was either it, item being what the book, the, and the, the book and the banner. Yeah, and I just, I, I liked having, I, I like it when an army book comes out where you don't necessarily have any one plus, you know, a one automatic one, and those like you got world, two one right, pluses. Yeah, in this so army. Good. And I mean that's great. It's just it's one of those things where I like I like the variety. I like when you have a list where you know you have a lot of good options, mm-hmm. and nothing so outshines the others that it has to be in every list. So that's uh, our basic list rundown. So you said you had questions. Oh yeah. Well, I got questions for each category as we okay. get into right. each type because sure. you know, like I said, I started building the units. Like, oh, I want this. Oh, I want that. And then I was like. Well, now I got a couple of characters and a couple of heroes, and I got all these cool rare things, and now I didn't have enough well, I think army you have to, left. I think you have to decide on a play style, whether it's mixed combined arms, whether it's uh, you know aggressive, uh, hard-hitting, you can stand back and shoot, and, and tailor your unit selections and your characters to this, this facilitate needs a, This that. needs a lot more tailoring than I guess I've been used to, where with my, with my VC, I run two, maybe three characters... Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times only two, and then it's just, I mean, it's so much of it's a lot of the same, taking just lots and lots and lots of mm-hmm. models. That's what I love about this new book. That there's so many ways to play high offs now. Yeah, it's, it's great. So many ways. Monster Mash, Cavalry, all shooting. shooting yeah. As opposed infantry. to the, you got your two units of uh, spearmen, your unit of archers, your giant block of sword masters. You're talking about the old style? Yeah. Uh, yeah, bunch and of eagles. Th- that's, all I ever, that's all I ever really played. Yeah. Well, just expanding that core really... Changes oh the, gosh, the look of high elves so overall. I love it. Yeah. Having Reavers as core, I'm so refreshing. Yeah. Oh, I never took Reavers. And not they were too. Yeah, they were too expensive. And you know what really special. drives you nuts about no. the Reavers? Is since we've been playing, I like the Reaver models. I actually did like the old metal ones, and I always thought that they might make a decent little bit of a chaff sort of unit. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just. One by one, I picked up. We've got about like ten of them. I've still got some in the blisters. So the nice metal Illyrian Reavers you yeah. had, to, had to order them direct. I've been picking them up for him bit by bit. And then they came out with the island of oh, look. These look so much nicer than these <laughs> stupid. Uh, what a yeah, waste they, of, they do look nice. Yeah, ham-handed Reavers. It is, it's, a, yeah. it's a good. It's. I didn't know what to take. I just literally. I don't play it enough to sit there as like everything seems good to me. It really does. Yeah, I, that's that's one thing uh, that's kind of nice about this book is there there isn't that unit that's like. I'm never going to take that. The old tiles did take some tailoring, so it's not as difficult for me as it is that you as you're putting it. Well, yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. I think you guys kind of have a, more of an idea of what, what your Chris, army Chris, can Chris, do I saw you thinking over there when I said that. Yeah, what, what I, you I would gotta, challenge you. I think there is a handful of units that I would probably never take. Well, because of your list now or because uh, it's just, they're just that bad? Just because I think they're, they're, they have holes. All right, well, let me hear do you want to talk about it now, or should well, we? Well, let's we we'll we get through. We'll get through types. Okay. Let's uh, let's let's you're, you're, start. You're ready to, to debate it, huh? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you switched your mic off. I know you is wrong. Okay. Uh, spilling blood in the crib. Well, I noticed nobody took any special characters in their basic list, or nobody said they wanted to take any special characters. Yeah. In three thousand points, I take. I have taken Tyrion. Okay, with my this cavalry type list. He's so in twenty four hundred, you wouldn't take uh, Teclas or Tyrion or any of that stuff. Mm, too expensive for He'd me. He'd take yeah, a Lariel. I don't think ta- I don't think I Teclas too expensive for what he does now. 
still toughest two, three, you know, whatever. Um, I, is I, it a concession taking tackless now? No, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I would tackle that far. <laughs> <laughs> he's still good. He's he's not busted like he used to be. Yeah, but he's still a, a strong choice. I know I like throw, I know I like throwing this around, but last edition he was very op. Okay, yeah, stop saying yeah, OP. I think the, the world will agree with you on that one. So, yeah. so we're heading down the special character path. So, yeah, let's talk take about a look techless? at yeah, let's take a look at some of them. Let's uh, we can go and or we can start with Teclas since he's the one who used to be a hot hot mess for his opponents. Chris, do you have the old stats there in front of you by any chance? Uh, well, I can tell you that he's down twenty five points from the previous um, cost to four hundred fifty. So yeah, he used to be four seventy five. Don't do that. He's a level four that knows all of the high magic spells, or he can choose one spell from each of the BRB lores, which is uh, handy. So he becomes a toolkit, yeah, kind of a and, Swiss Army knife. And everyone has been saying already that you know for tournaments you'll have to have those eight picked out ahead of time. Oh, is that what everyone's well, saying? Yeah. I, 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 keep, I keep hearing that everywhere. I, I think I think that's a that's kind of like a traditional thing. You know, like if you're Skaven, you get to pick two from each lore, three here and one there. You got to do it before you put in your list. Like that's what are you saying? Not do that? I think well, that's in a rule book with bits. Have to they have to pick beforehand. Yeah, yeah I, I can understand that. I just wonder what if a tournament out there, you know, I don't know what tournament that would be, bits. would allow you to tailor his magic selection game to game. I would say that lod that fluff wise, I would say that fluff wise he would he should be. Would that put him over the top? That'd be that'd be. That'd be pretty awesome. That would be, be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that'd make him a lot better. And I think I think the way the rules stated is, I mean, and once again, Army Book trumps... BRV. BRV. So I think he should, I mean, the way it's worded, be able to look at... I mean, he knows the whole reason he can pick anything is because he knows all the lores of... All the spells of all eight lores. He knows the high magic. Yeah. So... I mean, you would think fluff-wise. He could walk up the hill, look around, and say, okay, uh, today we're going to prep up right. this, well, he, this, 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 this. He's taught the Empire their schools yeah, of magic. Exactly. So exactly. he should know all the spells. So he does know all the spells. I mean, he should be able to pick them before going into battle. Now, in a tournament setting, yeah, that I think that would make it. I think, okay, if you could pick your eight spells when you rocked up to the table, would you take Teclas to a tournament? Of course, yes, hands down, no oh, thought. Okay. Yes. So, it's a, okay. so it's a no-brainer for you, Harrison. Yes. If you could pick all the spells. I don't know if it would make it an automatic choice for me, because here's the thing. He only ignores He's very expensive. Yep. And he doesn't do the irresistible force anymore on any doubles. So you still have to, your purple suns and your dwellers, those are high casting values. So you still have to meet those roles. True, and are you, but are you going to take all of those too? Plus, isn't Teclas a level five? He's level five. Mm-hmm. So, so. You, the thing that I was thought is intriguing is you get plus six to cast any high magic. Yeah, that and is. Awesome. You got you got all those spells, high magic. That, I mean, isn't like the awesome. basic spell like a five plus to cast? It is. Well, but you still got to roll at least a three. Yeah, if, if your die spell. is a three or less, if your die roll is a three or less, you fail. So you still have less. to commit three dice. Two or one. Is it? Yeah. Loss of power is a two if you roll one or two. One or two. Yeah, so you need to roll at least a three. Right. Yeah. Um I like he's you know, he's got the scroll of Hoeth, which uh basically it's a dispel scroll, but then uh Teclas and the uh, and the opponent roll a D six, and if Teclas rolls higher you lose the spell. So, no, so this, that was the same as before. Oh, was it? Yeah. I thought it was just a four up before. Like the uh That was sixth edition. 
I, I believe. Okay. But the, the, the previous book, you, you roll off. Okay. He's got that. He's a level five. He's got his his wounding on a two plus sword, which With you his know, one attack exactly. Right. Um, he does. Always breaking first. He does have the moonstone of Lilith. Lilith. Yeah. I was. Uh, I always said it Lilith. So what does that do? So uh, this one is actually quite complicated. It is. Well, it it's is. only one use, and basically you put it at the start of the magic phase. In which case you get a bonus power dice to every casting attempt he tries for to make. That, for that one phase. Turns right. into a slon. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. basically turns into a slon. Or after your first, when you suffer a miscast, uh, you can decide to use it uh, before rolling on the miscast chart and basically ignore the one miscast. See, I would never use it for the bonus power die. I would always save it for that miscast. Yep. He's too important. Yeah. The bonus power die does sound cool, though. No. Now, here's the too thing. important to Here's my question. Um because you use it, it says you have to it can be used at the start of any of his magic phases in which case is that before or after you roll for the winds of magic winds of magic is at the start so it's your turn you so you get to pick your so decide yeah. so if you roll a 12 dice phase uh, i'd be tempted to i'd be t- i'd be tempted to say i'm going to use it and just start getting extra dice on top of it yeah so are you are you tempted to throw more than four dice with your vampire lord that spells Am I tempted to throw more than four dice with my vampire lord? I often have. Well, okay. My brain agrees with you, but... With who? Um, you. With me? You. you. Okay. With you, you? You. Okay. <laughs> Pointing at him makes but great radio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know the radios. So your brain agrees with me? Yes, but it's still like, I do just want to go, Ooh, I want more dice, I want more dice, I want more dice. I, I just, I, you can't risk miscasting with him. You lose him, you're done. But here's my here's my point, though. If you get to the point where, I mean, if it's an important, like if 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 it could if it could swing it, and you're like, I just you get the twelve, the other guy gets a six, you're sitting there going, man, if I could force through these couple of things, I could really tip the game. You're not gonna, I mean, there's never a situation where you'd risk it. What? It's like six dicing a spell to to, to potentially win the game. Mm. I might. I've done that before. But the thing is, he doesn't. He only has. You only have one miscast protection, at all, for the whole game. Just one. Whereas before, right. he would ignore the first miscast of every phase, which was ridiculous. Oh no, I, I totally get that. So you and I know you want to save it, it with but impunity. Now you can't. Now he's kind of a, a human. Well, human. I say, he's a fallible mage because of the only one ignore one miscast. He's still ignoring a miscast over other one. He yeah. ignores one. Yeah, that's one more than any guy. Any mage from the BRB can get that uh, earthing rod and do the same thing for twenty points. Hmm. I'm just saying, I'm looking at the table, and it, if if he gets it for four fifty, right? It's like, you know, if I can get a couple of these things through, I could really tip the tide and push the game. You know, mm-hmm. irre, irre, you know, un, un, uh, irre, you know, irrevocably in my favor, right? I'm just saying you're saying there's a never a time when you'd use it. I'd be looking at the table. What, the, you're sure, yeah. So you're a proponent of the power dice. I'm, the I'm not dice. a proponent. I'm saying any time I rolled a 12 dice or an 11 dice magic phase, I'd be looking around saying, could this be the turn? Could could I use it to a point where I could tip things in my favor it's his first enough magic where I can, phase. I, can lock, I can lock it in? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Maybe a little bit later in the game. I haven't miscast yet. It's turn four. If I can really punch through these two or three spells, I could I could break his army. I'll take the extra dice. 
and just start shoving stuff through. There he is doing this turn one. That no, he good to listen to me talk, maybe. But then, but then, you know, halfway through that phase, if you miscast, you don't have any protection. And you might lose all those dice anyway. Yeah. You could lose a dice. You could lose him to a First spell, cascade. roll double sixes, lose y- you would eight, definitely. you know, six dice. Yeah. All right. That sweet phase. Turn. Y- you, you would definitely lose him to a cascade. It, it just <laughs> depends, I think, on your tolerance for risk. I, I would be totally risk-averse with so many points tied up in one character. Yeah. You may not be. That's okay. Not this, you know, one's approach. Yeah, leadership ten. He's going to be your general, right? Now the interesting thing about this is, no matter how you use it for miscast or whatever, it's like he's put a lot of power into this this staff, uh, and um, it's one of the things that tech techless. It actually, as the fluff goes, um, it's imbued with the immortal power of the goddess Lilaith, eternally youthful daughter of Isha. Which flows through Teclas and invigorates his feeble frame. So he uses this to keep himself healthy, healthier for, for him. Ish. You know, it keeps him up at that 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 strength to toughness mm-hmm. to. When he blows it out to stop the miscast or to get extra dice, he loses that power to his health. So he drops down to strength and toughness one for the rest of the <laughs> game. So when he does use it, he's dropping. Mean, granted, you're hoping never to get him into combat. But no, yeah. But even that, you don't. I mean, this honestly, the strength difference doesn't matter at all. He always wounds on a two. So if you're thinking worried about that, it's just the toughness going down to one. It's like, oh, if you got to take any sort strength of a test, test, he was already in trouble. Yeah, a dwellers or something mm-hmm. could could take him out that way. Yeah, he could be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, just a side note from his fluff perspective. I don't know if you could notice, but previously, like the sixth edition book, two books ago, they portrayed Teclas as like this really embittered, like. Oh yeah, yep. I know what you're like, like, sour. like sour, yeah, character. You know, almost like mad at the world. Read the books. Read the 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 sort he of near, like that. The sort of Calador. So like but they they portray him in this current fluff like he's not like he's happy to kind of sacrifice to save the world. And well, anyone who there. wants to learn magic and become you know share his wisdom, he's happy well, to he's share. Both. It. I mean, really, he 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 has that view. Like he's it's, he knows his lot in life. Like that, his it, lot in life is to do what he can to help save the world. It's really weird. But, he, he, also, yeah. but yeah. he he does have a bitter side then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you, it's a really good, bizarre. A good book. He believes everybody yeah. is inferior. Well, that's the thing techless. when you read it when he's doing magic or when he's teaching magic and stuff. There's like no one better than him, and he really is. He loves. It's like he's happy doing that. He can almost forget the sickliness. But then you know, but it's like he elves don't get elves sick. don't get sick. He's a he's freak sick as all it is. The time. He's weak, and yeah, and he's weak, and he uses all this magic to sort of cover it up. But like when he sees other people doing stuff that like is normal for for elves, and he has to sit on the sideline. Oh, when you get those those little in, internal monologues, yeah, he's always. I mean, he's it's one of the reasons he's always trying to prove himself with his magic, and he acts so aloof. It's like he's Bruce Banner. Well, a lot. No, a lot of it. If, you, if you're reading the stories, which I, I'm waiting for the third book to come out. So I wanted to come out so bad because it was so good. What's going going on so far with the Tyrion and Teclas mm-hmm. trilogy is that, um, you know, you get a lot of that high elf intrigue and the right. and the one upsmanship, and even like when Tyrion and Teclas go to court because their dad, and, you know, they're, they're, they 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 basically raised in the backwoods of <laughs> Old One, and so when they go Montana to court and stuff like Old that. One. Uh, you know Tyrion is is quick and everybody likes him and he's handsome, but even then the barbs and the subtle the subtle digs you know with everybody talking smack at everybody, uh, Teclas is just like he's already angry and people start going at him for for his infirmities. He's so yeah. he's, he's so insecure that he's just like 
constantly angry all the time. He uses his magic almost as a, as a shield. It's really it's a, there's a lot to that character there. Yeah. They don't they don't hit it. You're right. They don't hit it as deeply because they really focus on the heroic aspect. But right. if you read the other book, he's just it's one of these things where yes, I'm great at this, but I, there's times he just kind of wishes he could run around and ride a horse like his brother. Well, it's interesting. They changed the tone a little bit from embittered, you know, kind of sour. Yeah, angry, techless, they too, did. kind of more noble toned. Yeah, at they least did. in this fluff, they did change the tone a little bit. But yeah, he's still aloof and and acting that way a lot, you know, in the in right. the stories. So the next character, twenty minutes. I'm techless. You're not. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, it's it's techless. I mean, he al- he almost deserved it after yeah, he's, he's been sure. the he has been the a scourge of of, the scourge of the special characters for how many years now? That's, um, yeah, that's changed. So let's talk about his brother Tyrion. Yes, his brother Tyrion. Um, he gets his inspiring presence is eighteen inches if he's the general, which automatically right there is an awesome thing considering he's leadership ten. Well, well, if Cartel Friends gets it, Tyrion gets it too. So it is awesome. He's a little bit pricey, I think, for four hundred and ten. He's up ten points from previous to four hundred and ten, and only four attacks. They are they're flaming. You know, they're strength seven. With the, he's strength four inherently with the, plus the, three. The sword. flaming is is actually. Cause cause some issues in the new kind of meta. Yeah. Lots of dragon main gems, dragon helms yep. uh, that could just negate his strength. Get flaming right away. Yep. Yeah, but well, still magical flaming, a strength for a breath weapon attack, hitting its strength seven. I mean, yes, going up against stuff that's got flame resistance is it's going to suck, but that's still that's still pretty yeah, brutal still for pretty everything great. else. One big change that I want to point out. Malhandir, his old Elven Steed, is now an Elven Steed. Previously, it was he was a monstrous cavalry, which almost made him unusable because he can get picked out by cannonballs. Right. Get, oh, oh yeah. yeah, he was on the. Oh, it was on a monster base. Thank you, GW, yep. for changing that. Yeah, that is actually <laughs> huge. Yep. The only thing that actually made ten. him on that huge base was a little pile of dark elf bodies underneath right. it. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool base. Uh, he's got a one-up, four-up armor save. He's got the fireborn rule. Yep, two. Yeah, one-up, four-up, two-up. Yeah, and then you've got magic resistance two. This, that's via the heart of Avalorn. This is cool though. If he gets an unsaved wound, that would kill him, and that's killing blow, heroic killing blow, multiple wounds, anything. Roll a d6 before taking him off as a casualty, and on a two-up, he negates the wound, and. Just, he, just, he it comes back with one wound, then. Yeah. Well, if he had three wounds and he negated it, no, yeah, he negates blow, the wound. Yeah. Oh, he still have three wounds. On a two yeah. up, yeah, true, killing true. blow. Two up. On a two yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. So it's almost guaranteed that if it's something that's going to kill him outright, he's going to have a chance to just say no. shrug it off. Kieran, yeah. zombie of Ultron. It works. Sounds like it's a two up cool. mega ward. Yeah, it's really nice. Especially with that heroic killing blow and the and the multiple wounds that you could just stop that from mm-hmm. from taking you and, out. And it's an unsaved wound, so unlike the charm shield, it's not negating a hit. It's not negating a first wound right. or something. It's any unsaved wound, so it's kind of like a third ward. You know, right? Yeah, right. third layer. Exactly. Yeah. He, you know, he is pretty good. He, his damage output isn't as good as you'd hope for this many points. He is very defensive. Yeah, he that yeah. that is what it is. Yeah, defensive. And his 18-inch leadership bubble, like you said, David, is, is really good. You could write him in front of that Dragon Prince. Uh, yeah, give the Dragon Prince his MR2. Yeah. 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 So. That, that is what I did. He was pretty good. Um, the flaming attacks, you know, like you said, in some instances it, it actually hurt him. Well, the MR2, and then they've got a six-up ward. Four-up ward versus spells. So it becomes yeah. four-up, and then if your guy in that unit casts even one spell... 
If it's high magic, yep. They got a three-up ward against, yeah, against any magic coming at them. And a four, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. He's not bad. I think you can get a, a pretty good kitted out prince that's mounted for much cheaper. And he could do approaching the same thing. So, but these are these are fun choices, though. He could do though. not I mean, the heart you, of Avalorn. You can take right. them. It's not like so you yeah. look at this and say, oh, this would be horrible. Well, yes, you're yeah. spending more points than you need to. He's but usable now. Yeah. yeah, he is usable. So we got a couple more. Eltharian the Grim. Now, if you want to take a, a, a less expensive Lord choice, you've now, got I think, him. Ryan, if I'm not mistaken, you're a fan of Eltharian. Yeah. Took him yeah, yeah I, I, like, I like his fluff. Um, he was a pain in the butt when you played him against me last time oh, we were playing. Yeah, I, 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 brought I, I never Wapaka. actually got a chance to play against him because I was just murdered my face. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I made a stupid move. Please keep continuing. To do so that. yeah, so Altharian, um, you got the option to run him on on foot or on Storming, I believe, still right. Yeah, the thing is, so, yeah, once you put him on Storming, he goes from two ninety five to uh, four ninety. Four ninety. So. So yeah, so um, Stormwing comes with some of the Griffin upgrades, um, just basic now. Um, the uh, the big change um, I, I ran him a Wapaka, and the big change for me is the Fang Sword of Altharian. Previously, it was only on the charge would he be plus two strength. Now it's it's just always plus two strength and no armor saves. And it, it was be, it was a, it's always been a sword. It's always been the Fang Sword Strange. of Altharian, and it was only but it was only plus two strength on the charge. Why I you know I don't know, but. Um, Still has the fluff rule, the blood oath against Grom the Paunch. Yep. Um, as yeah, you know, plus one to hit Grom the Paunch. Well, and the, um, you know what? Everyone goes, well, that's so stupid. When are you ever going to use that? You aren't. But it's nice to have it in there. It fits his story. Yeah. They're not, you know, he's not 295 points because of that. Yeah. He was 295 probably without it, and they threw that in. Yeah, but well, it's, it's just a fluff rule, and I like that they, they include those sometimes. You really shouldn't need a bonus to hit Grom the Paunch, though. He's... Because he's, he's so big. He's a little big. And he's got hatred against orcs and goblins, so he can re-roll that plus one to hit in case he does miss it anyway. Well, you never know. An orc lord might have a hey, ASF sword gr- or something. I've yeah, run no, Grom the Paunch before. Mm-hmm. You have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Seventh at orcs and goblins. I got murdered again. So you, you can... He can be a level two caster also. He is a level two caster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I ran him with death. Leadership death. 10, okay. flying around with Spirit Leech, possibly another... Oh, that's pretty good. That's uh, good possibly combo. Fire Roll 6, possibly a Purple Sun. Um, so, yeah, he was, he was a lot of fun to run. Um, survivability, not great. Um, I think he's only got a 4-plus armor save and a 5-plus ward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got, like, heavy armor and then uh, the the helm... Or, or, excuse me, and then mounted. Yep. Yeah. Or, no, I guess he's got 3-plus. So, he's got heavy armor, um, the helm gives him plus 1, and then he's mounted for 3-plus. So... Yep. The Griffin's a monster, so that that gives him a yep. a mount save in this oh, new okay. edition, seventh edition. Did right. not, but yeah, this edition he does. So then he's and then the, the the great thing about this is this this is the I think the only Griffin in the book you can get a five plus ward save for because it it gives him the mount the mount the ward save as well. Right, yeah, I think that's right. Oh, nice. So he's not as resilient as the other guys, but he can kind of fly around and do a little bit of everything. I, I do like the idea of him on death. I think that's really good. The purple sun and everything that you're like you're somebody. Saying. Somebody also um, when I was doing practice lists, I actually practiced one time with beasts, um, trying to get the uh, plus three strength, plus three attacks. Oh yeah, um, spell. Oh, he'd be um, nasty. Yeah. Do you ever take him on foot? I have not, but it. 
I think it's, it's nice to have that Leadership 10 18-inch bubble, too. Mm-hmm. And the, the Griffin, um, for its points, is, is almost like it's like a discount for the extra, you know, weapon skill. And mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's extra. I, I guess there's a couple stats are, are boosted, and you get those buffs, um, like the SF, I think, and Devastating Charge or whatever. So, yeah. I, I, could, I, I could see him being on foot. I mean, he's still a really solid lower choice for 295. He's only got a four plus armor save, five plus ward. Then, I don't know. Strength six sword always strike you first. No armor saves. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah with initiative eight, he's rerolling that too. You know, you're getting those four hits. Right. You know, you're getting the four hits well, at least. Eight. Yep. Yep. So he's not a bad one. So let's look at Aletha Nar. I still love this character. I know he's not really that great on the table, but he's such a cool. He's such this a cool guy concept is a of a bad character. elf. So now, wait a minute. I, I I only read from the Sundering, but so nobody knows where Alethanar is. Is that what I'm getting from the fluff I'm reading here? Yeah, he's kind of like he disappeared. I mean, they put a they put enough of a price on his head that it, he kind of disappeared. No one knows if he's really dead the, or I think not. The fluff's like he he shows up like they think he shows up when the fighting is getting tough or you know like stuff like that, and he shows up from time to time, like kind of like one of those elusive. She's yeah. always watching. I retired, but I'll come back when when I'm needed. Because I love this last paragraph in here. Because I really do. I mean, I, I've always liked. I mean, I liked the book Shadow King from the Sundering. I really love awesome. Aletha Nar. I love his character. But uh, let's see. None know Aletha Nar's final fate. The Shadow Warriors believe he still walks the world, a restless spirit of vengeance. They tell that on the darkest night of the season of frost, a gray garbed figure can be seen kneeling before Eothlir's tomb, head bowed in silent contemplation of the bloody deeds the coming year will bring. Other high elves scoff at such tales, but few among them would not wish to be proven wrong. For his part, the Witch King has passed beyond the veil of mortal concerns. But if Malekith any longer fears anything, he fears the vengeance of Aletha Nar. I mean, they talk about all just the stuff he did. I mean, literally, they tell stories that, uh, you know, that he he stole the Stone of Midnight from from Marathi's treasury. Um, danced with her. He actually danced with her at a party. <laughs> she didn't realize it was him. Um, I just don't remember anything saying how he died. It was just sort of he was attacked and he sort of took off and disappeared. Hmm. And it just they almost make it sound like he's dead in here, which would be sad. Add, but adds to the intrigue, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's take a look at this character. He's actually the cheapest at two fifty. Uh, basically, he's got a four of ward, uh, minus, minus one, one to, to hit. hit with shooting. Against him and any unit he's in, uh, him and his unit have swift stride. Um, his his he's got the moon bow, which is basically a bolt thrower, uh, three foot, strength seven. You know, quick Multi- to bolt thrower is D three. Yeah, quick to fire. Yeah, I can. He can stand and shoot with this bad boy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, no armor saves. And he's supposed to go seven, so even if he moves long range, he's still hitting on twos. Right, yeah, right. he's still hitting on twos. And uh, any unit of Dark Elves that suffers one or more casualties from the Moonbow suffers a minus one penalty of leadership till only till the end of the phase. But that might be enough to get them to run or, you Cause know. Cause panic check, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, he's an interesting character. I don't know that I'd ever run him. Initiative nine, leadership ten. See, this, this is something that I, I think I'd like to... To try out sometime, like kind of like a, a Shadow Warrior Death Star unit, like a you know a bunch of Shadow Warriors, a dude with the Reaver bow, the, the you know the potion of strength, sure, this right. guy, 
and running them around. Um, I think there's still a shadow armor in there somewhere, yeah, right? There so is, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah, we talked about that a week ago. I shouldn't forget about that. Already. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it'd be kind of fun. I don't know, you know, I'll pick up game here. You know, they sure, did something right. like a tournament. Oh, man, I think you'd have to really try to build around that. That that'd yeah. be a little tough. No, you'd have to really, yeah, you'd have to have like all sorts of shooting with this. Lots of shadow warriors and stuff. You could bring him in if you want. I, I think if you did that, you'd have your shadow warrior Death Star with with all the characters loaded up on one side. Scout him into a good position. Then have you know, like your traditional gun line, four bolt throwers on the other side to make your opponent choose. You you can go after get points from one side or the other, but you can only get half of it. All the while you're shooting at him. Plus, him and his unit are moving five, and they have swift stride too. So just catching them with anything that's not yeah cav is going to be a pain. Like I said, I like him. I love the. I even like the picture. I really do. Yeah, I mean, there's cool. there's nothing cool. I don't like about him. I realize he's not a great choice. But man, I love this character. I got this guy on a poster in my hobby room. Yeah, a whole poster from Black Library. Oh, from the boss, from uh, the it's, cover of the book. Yeah, it's so good. And here's the new character. And in fact, I think she's the only named new char- new named character, isn't she? Because we got Core Hill and Caradrian, and yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think you're right. So um, she's kind of new. She's kind of a throwback, right? Well, yeah, a rehash of an older version, right? Now she's this uh, Alarial the Radiant is really interesting. She is three hundred and fifty points. Um, now how does how does her spells work? She's got a whole bunch. She's a level four wizard. She uses life, light, and high magic, uh, and she can pick from whatever before she generates from the a spell same lore or two two or more of the above lores in any combination. Yeah, so basically before she rolls for spells, she has to say how many she's taking from that lore. She can't just take one and see if she gets what she wants and then move along. But so I think this would be great if it was like a I could pick at again. the beginning right. when it's you a walk little bit the too random. If you pick life and you pick all right, I'm going to roll two in life and you don't get flesh of stone or you, you know you don't get dwellers. Yep. Oh, you know, crap. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting how much that makes a difference. How in a tournament setting they're not going to let you do that because it might be it might it might be too powerful. Same thing, like you said, with Teclas. If if I go walk up to the table and pick my eight spells, then suddenly well, he's. If you rec- like, if you recall, I think I'm back in seventh edition, you were, like I used to run a little archmage and I would pick my lore before each game. Yeah. Before each game, yeah. oh yeah, that's how that's how you we used to play. Well, I mean, in seventh ed, you didn't have to pick a lore; you didn't have to have a lore yeah. on your list. That wasn't in the rules, so I, I that was huge. Like, oh, I'm going up against Warriors of Chaos, okay, metal, or I'm going up against yeah, what else? Okay, fire. That happened all the time. If I ever played at a GW, really how it was played? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I played in a tournament. That's how it was played. Yeah, that's how it was, that's how the game was played. You I mean, nev- that's how the whole game was. Remember, you never had to pick a lore. Really, I thought you did. No, that's an eighth edition rule. That was, in fact, that was a big change. People got huh. mad at you. Maybe mean I have to pick this. And put it in my list before I even go there because yeah, because I used to we always used to make fun. Wait a minute, you got this army, and that that was it was like a human army that was just a fire wizard, and now we're playing the next game, and now he's a shadow wizard. Really? Would you send the other guy home? What you know, exactly. just, whatever comes up, you just pick and choose. So yeah, so I think this I think this would be a lot better for you to pick, but I, I still, still kind of cool. Like you know, you can get. You can get like some of those those you can think about the signature spells and mm-hmm. use them that way. Well, like I said, for fun and for fluff and for playing at home, I think she works because you can pick your spells once you get up to the table or decide. But once again, for a tournament, they 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 sort of handicap you with that. So you don't think that she is a power choice, though? Oh, I don't necessarily think so. I tried to build a, a list around her, but she's still pretty. Uh, yeah, she's pretty she's expensive. Got her yeah, 
Um, so her unit is immune to fear and terror, mm-hmm. and they have magical attacks. Yes, and uh, let's see, Chaos Bane. Oh, yeah, at the start of every one of her magic phases, before rolling for Winds of Magic, anything demonic within 12 inches takes 2d6 strength 4 hits. Oh, no, 1d6. Oh, I'm sorry, d6 strength 4 hits. However, she gets minus d3 to her casting attempts because the demons are too close. If they're within 12 inches. One right. of models. Demonic within 12 inches. Yeah. So if anything demonic gets cl- near her, it just starts taking hits, just mm-hmm. being near her. But she also suffers as well. So they, they balanced out this uh, mm-hmm. this thing. Uh, let's see. Her close combat attacks have heroic killing blow. Her one attack. If. Oh, yes. One attack. That weapon skill sucks. <laughs> For what that's worth. But it's only against forces of destruction. But it is heroic killing blow. It's so heroic it's killing blow. Yeah, I mean, she could go wide up to a, a great unclean one, and so say, she could know. she could kill Archeon with one hit. Yeah, boom. You just got to hit on a three or four and wound on a six, so your odds right. are like you know one in twelve, I think. Well, discounting any ward saves. Yeah. Let's see what else does she got. She has the talisman that gives her five up ward against non magical attacks, and her unit. And her unit. I love that people saw this and they're like, oh, no. What do you mean non-magical? All the Wood Elf players are like, don't even want to see that because if she's only against non-magical, then what's going to happen to the Wood Elf stuff? But, I mean, she's such a magical <laughs> I didn't being. even think about that. Yeah. That rule's going to stay. Sorry, Wood Elf players. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense with her fluff-wise. If she's that attuned to all the magic around her, that, you know, it's like she, you know, they're, they're just, they're more easily affected by magic than other people. She's so in touch with magic that she's right. more easily affected. So she doesn't get a ward against the magic. Uh, let's see. She's still got a bunch of other stuff. She's got, uh, got a lot of special rules. Yeah, the, the star, star of Avalorn. Uh, at the start of your movement phase, nominate a friendly character within 12 inches. It regains a single wound lost earlier in the battle. She can only restore her own wounds if there's no other visible target within range. Viable. So, viable. So you're restoring, read this restoring uh, Frostheart wounds. Uh, automatically putting a wound back onto a... You know, it's got to be a it's character. A character yeah. Oh, just a character. Oh, okay. Or or back on herself. And then finally, the, the Stave of Avalorn. It's one use only. Used in the magic phase. She immediately can... Oh, she can cast a spell she's already cast. Even if she failed or miscast. So she gets a second that, shot useful. of the spell. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, if there's something you really got to have and you roll and you're like, oh, no, I'm going to get rid of that. Okay, well, I'm going to do it again. Uh, I'm going to throw a second purple sun. Exactly. Well, no, I don't, well, she, she can't get take that. that. She can't have that. So, Or you could throw a second confer- conflagration. Is that the, uh, what's the spell? Where you, the, Number the, six spell for yeah, high, yeah, yeah. high magic? Yeah. Fiery convocation. Convocation, that's it. So you could do that twice at two different units. Uh, I, I'm going to throw a second two dwellers. That could well, be kind of handy. I think that wouldn't, that wouldn't um, trump the rule that you can't like you, if you recast the remains in play spell it goes away mm. so that would probably trump that so yeah, only one would remain in play yeah. but you still could cast it twice right yeah, so. I suppose you could yeah, I suppose yeah so she's got all that going for her um, and then she's got if she's got her own special magic items and this is a rule that I have not seen in any other book where if you take a special character then new magic items become available so she goes from 13 so it goes from 13 magic items in this book to 15 if you count these two um she's got the horn of isha do, 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 do. it can be used at the start of the movement phase for the remainder of the turn all models in the bears unit get plus one to hit 
on shooting and close combat. It's the Horn of Boromir. Yeah, so she gets basically... And that's not bad either. I, I think that would be in a unit of sisters. A big unit of sisters put her in there. Right. They get the additional bonus to hit. At the start of your movement phase two. So I'm going to put this on now, so you got to right. put up real early. And then there's the Banner of Avalorn. Uh, this is a magic standard. Uh, spells from light and life cast by a friendly wizard that target a unit containing the banner get a plus four bonus to cast. Uh, and if Alariel dies, the it's lost. But that's crazy. A plus four. She's already a level four, so she's casting those spells at a plus eight. Am yes. I understanding that correctly? Yes. And the great thing is she can pick from high magic, which then means she's casting. No, this, this is specifically lore of light and life. Yeah, you don't get that bonus for her. Oh, okay. High. I didn't see which that. Man, I'm missing up. It's 40 there. points. Yeah. I, mean, 40 I, wish points. It, I, should, I wish it would apply to, to high. And it can only be cut, carried by the battle standard bearer. And yeah. It's 40 points, which means your BSB is not going to be very well armored. Correct. And because he's probably going to be on foot, because he's going to be joining the unit that she's... Right. Or joining a... Well, I guess he could be on a, a steed if you're going to cast those life spells at... You know, a, a, mm-hmm. a Dragon Prince boss or something. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, plus eight to cast. That's crazy. Yeah, and that Horn of it's Ishas like Storm 50 Magic. points. Yeah, though. really. That yeah, when I when I looked at these items, I, I kind of discounted them, but I don't know. It'd be yeah. worth uh, trying. It, so much would hinge on what spells you get, you well, know? Right. But that Horn at least is 50 points. I 50 mean, points for a one-use plus one to hit? Yeah, so I don't know. That's yeah, a crazy. Yeah. I don't know that I'd, I'd use it. It's just interesting that they threw them in there. And once again, I think they're more for flavor. Um, you know, because basically all she's doing is, I mean, for that, that banner is just, you know, giving her uh, the bonus to cast. So it's not, I don't, I don't know. know. If you get a, a horde of sisters and all of a sudden they're a plus one to hit, I, I don't know. Yeah, but all the stuff, I mean, it's not like you're casting the anything that's offensive because it's got to be cast on the unit so it's right. it's all buffs and things like that so basically you know if you want to buff this unit you're you're gonna get it through you're gonna power through it yeah so yeah, plus eight to cast that's crazy <laughs> it's kind of nuts but she's an interesting uh she is an interesting character and then i think the only two we got left is Corhill and karadrian you know one last thing you know what oh. i just realized with her being able to recast spells if you can cast dwellers you know a second time how sick would that be <laughs> at a plus eight no plus four because you're not casting dwellers on yourself but still yeah true double double dwellers yeah so you're not casting dwellers once again that's the thing it's not offensive made because at first i looked at this and said oh i'd love to take a list with her and throw this in there she'd just be she'd be shoving magic down your face but it's only on the stuff that's going to buff. It's not anything that's right, going right. to, you know, you're not going to shove magic at your enemies. Yeah, you roll that 10 dice magic phase. You're like, all right, dwellers, <laughs> four or five dice. Oh, you passed your strength test? Or, or you just spelled that one? one? Okay, now I'm doing it again. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, crazy. All so right, take, take that, Banner of the World Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who said it was broken? Well, you could have the banner. Well, how much is the World Dragon banner? 50. So you could put that in the unit and then put her character in there with the BSB with that one. So you have them both. Banner of the World Dragon and Yeah, that. you could. There you go. Just totally over. over. <laughs> put all your points in that unit. Mm-hmm. And then three Doom Divers and you lose the game. Right. <laughs> or two Doom Divers and you lose the game. 
All right. Uh, did Corhill change all that much? Um, I think he is the same. Close combat attacks with his weapon are plus two strength and have killing blow. Right. And it counts as paired weapons. So basically he gets an extra attack. He's four attacks, yeah. Well, skill same. six. He'll be a strength six with his weapon. Initiative seven, leadership nine. Uh, his his uh, pulse the same. Yeah, one. It's basically one point higher against close combat. Two against non. It's non magical shooting attacks again. Was it right. always non magical? Yep. yep. Uh, and you, the poison doesn't count against him. You still got to roll the wound. Right. So I I think he was the same. I'm not sure if points cost if that's changed, but stats are. Yeah, I, th- I think this points is the same too. I think he, 150 is what he used to be. I believe 140. 140 what he used to be. Okay. That's not but bad. For, for what he does, 140 to me seems like a bargain. Well, and the great thing is you can take this guy that's stubborn and put him in something else that's not. Yeah. That was yeah. That was always – you never saw him in the unit of White Lions. <laughs> no, Cole you, Hill you was saw the, him usually in the unit of the Phoenix Guard. Yeah, a Phoenix Guard yeah. or, or even you could even put him in a Swordmaster unit. You, you could. The Phoenix Guard are protected. You know, they're not going to go anywhere. This right. gives them a little bit more offensive punch and makes them stubborn. And, uh, and it completely destroys all logic and everything. I suppose it could destroy logic and everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's late. <laughs> Why don't you just go to bed, dude? No, no. Okay. Because <laughs> if you just keep making weird comments, I just have to edit it out anyway. So you're staying up late to not be on the show anyway if you're going to just... Well, it destroys logic and everything. That he would not be in the white lion. I, I, yes. I know. It, it, it destroys logic and everything. Uh, on the other hand, the other combo was uh, Caradron. Or Karadrian. Oh. Karadrian. Putting him in with a unit of white lions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who I, are I, already stubborn. I, I know I did that. And he gives them the leadership nine. Yeah. And magic resistance. <laughs> resistance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know I did that. And I've always liked this guy. I, I like his, the, the look of him. His, the, his, his miniature is great. The one on, on mm-hmm. foot. The Karadrian one? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for 175 points, you know, he's basically got the exact same stats as Corhill. You know, the... Weapon skill, ballistic skill six, two wounds, seven. But he's vastly attacks. different. Oh sure, uh, and you could put him on the Frostheart Phoenix. So you could have a get a you could Ashtari. Yeah, squeeze another Phoenix into your list. And mm-hmm. I think it, does Ashtari have slightly different stats than a regular Phoenix? I think it's just a Phoenix with a name. One extra attack. Yeah, I know it's. And yeah, I, I, was, I was almost positive that I think this that's it. Different. Yeah, so you get the extra it. attack. Now, um, he's still got the mark of a Syrian. Except so, that before it used to do D6 wounds to the to the model that slayed him. Right. Now did, it's only D3. I, it did D6? It used to be D6. Oh, I didn't know it did D6. Hmm. Right. Uh, D3 wounds with no armor saves allowed. D3 wounds with no armor saves. If the unit kills him, it goes against the unit. If it's in right. a challenge, it goes against the character that went after him. And he does have the Phoenix Blade, which is, uh, it's basically, it's a halberd with flaming multiple wounds D3, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. Well, it says magic weapon. It doesn't necessarily say it's a halberd, so it's not necessarily two-handed, but it's not like you could put anything you else yeah, on You can't upgrade yeah. him with a shield. You or can't anything. upgrade right, him, right. so it doesn't matter. So he could conceivably do nine wounds in one round of combat. If it's a magic weapon, is it magical? What? If it's a magic weapon, is it magical? GW on their technicalities? Yes. Yeah, they count as magical attacks. Okay. Yeah. Yes, magical, flaming, D3 yeah, wounds. You do two wounds, or three or three wounds. Three, yeah, three hits. Each three you wounds. get multiplied into three, Yeah. and then you 
die. Do another D three. Do another D three. Twelve wounds. And he, see, that's the thing. And this is, I mean, I appreciate having stubborn, um, but it's another thing like with the D three wounds. Well, if I die, I get three D three wounds. Well, let's hope I never have to use that special right, ability. Right. Stubborn's great because if I get if I lose combat, I get a better chance not to run. Hey, I'm going to try to run for the plan where I don't lose the combat. Like I love, I love. I mean, right. I'm not discounting stubborn. It's a nice thing to have, but it's one of those things where. Yeah, yeah, you're basically planning on losing combat. It's, it's nicer on paper because it's like, yeah, well, let's well, hold a little it. insurance. It, it, that's, insurance, that's what it is. exactly. Insurance. insurance. It's the thing that you have that you hope you never need. Right. So I, you know, I've never run, especially life insurance, <laughs> right, <laughs> on yourself, Aflac. I've never run Corhill in Phoenix Guard and Caradron in White Lions, even though that's you know seems to be the good match, you know, pairing that you want. So if you kept them where they belong, well, I've never run Corhill ever. Okay. Uh, Caradron, I've used, but I think I did use them actually in White Lines. I don't remember. What did you I, guys I take them? They're not bad. Um, I, it, it's I, think I wouldn't be fun. take I, I wouldn't take them to like a tournament setting, but in just sitting down here, yeah, I, I would. Could, I could see taking Caradron on Ashtari in a tournament setting. Three frost arts. Well, see, yeah, that's what I was. Awesome. I actually started writing a list like that, going, "I have no magic then." I don't care. That was I one get of my biggest Phoenixes. problems with this list. And when we I, we finished up the special characters, let's come back and talk lords and heroes. Mm-hmm. That was a really tough choice for me because it's like I'm, I'm, I you know, as a person who didn't play any magic for four years, now it's like, oh wait, how do you not have a level four? And so I just kept looking at all these other cool choices, like, oh, I'd like to take this guy in a phoenix or this guy in a that, but then I can't afford my level four. So I felt a little limited. Right, and I didn't make some know. decisions there. Yeah, and well, here let's let's take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk about those guys. Okay. Hey, folks! It's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mears Miniatures at MearsMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter, those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com. And seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did. Hey, folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm. It doesn't separate from the base. They custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army.
Okay, so here we are, and we're going to talk about some of these lords and heroes. So this, like I said before the break, this was a really, I mean, this is a hard choice for me. You know, who do you guys see leading your army? I know, I know Ryan, you just took a couple of level twos, and your magic seemed to do pretty well. Um, Book of Hoth. There you go. Book of Hoth with, the, with your uh, lore master. And then the level two casting high magic, so he's going at a plus three anyway. Uh, your dispelling was a little rough. But even then, since they were both level twos, you just made sure that it was the guy with the book who was dispelling. So you had a chance to re-roll even the dispel rolls. Um, so it actually turned out a little better than I think I, 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 than I expected it to. Um, but that's my big thing. So, Chris, you take a level, you take a level four. I go level four. Uh, I actually run a fighty lord also, because the fighty lord is so cheap. 140 points. I, I agree. He's so cheap for, for what he and does. Leadership 10. Yeah, yeah. Which is so key for the high elves to, to be able to make those leadership checks Absolutely. on fear, mm-hmm. panic. Now, can you trick these guys out for 600 points? Can you fit them into 600 points tricked out, or do you, you have can? To? Yeah, my list has them both. Um, you know, not max max equipped necessarily to to my liking, but you could have them both. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you, but you you can't you can't max them both out. There's not enough points if you're going to put them on horses and give right. them their well, weapons. Well, it depends on your that. on your build. So my the archmage, like I mentioned, has the book and the crown. Uh, so he's and, and he's on our barded steed. The prince offensively only has the plus one attack sword, which is kind of lame. But I'm counting on again pushing through a mind razor. So we'll have five attacks ruling to hit. At uh, strength ten, if that mind razor goes through. So yeah, so the archmage is about three hundred and twelve, I think. Then if you're going that way, right? Oh, and you're making a level four. So no, he's more than three twelve. Then he's. Uh, I have him as three 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 thirty seven. Yeah. So yeah, that's another. Yeah. So that makes sense. All right, Harrison is leaving. It's it's almost twelve. He knows when he's hit his limit. So uh, why don't you at least say good night? He's got a fence tomorrow morning. So you turn your mic on. There you go. I have fencing tomorrow. Stabbing people is, takes effort. I need to sleep. All right. Good night, buddy. See you, Harrison. Have a good night. So, all right. Now that he's going to bed, we have no one slowing us down. We do this review <laughs> real fast. <laughs> um. So, so dragons never. I would. Oh yeah. A lord on a dragon. I mean, because you do the lord on a dragon, there, there goes your magic. Pretty well, much. You might be able to squeeze in a scroll, t- scroll caddy. Well, you can take a level two, yeah. When Eighth Edition first came out, I actually ran Star Dragon, or excuse me, Moon Dragon Prince with two level twos. You know, at that time they both had plus three to dispel. Yeah. One of them had a scroll. One of them had the you know another like the other scroll that like the spe- special scroll, and it actually worked out really well. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you you run out, you lose the level four here if you go go with the dragon. But I think you can make it up. Two, level two, level twos are still can still push some spells through. Okay. It's like spelling that you kind of. I think it's matchup dependent. You know, if you're looking at two iron blasters or, or double skill cannons, you know, it could be rough. But mm-hmm. if you if the, you don't face those, it'd be great. The, bi- the big the big loss I thought was that the uh, the dragon armor doesn't protect the mount anymore yeah. like it used to. That really that, that was that amazing. Hurt. Yeah, that is. So you can take a lord and an archmage, so you don't necessarily have to give that up. But you would take. So once again, we're still stuck. I'm still looking and saying, well, yeah, any of these things are kind of viable. So I guess it's really how you want to build your army. Yeah, and this anointed of Assyrian, uh, you get another way to get a frost heart, mm-hmm. you know, in. 
um, or or a flame spire, and the guy comes base two ten with a four plus ward save and MR two. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is really nice. But so yeah, you're talking, but you put him on the Frostheart Phoenix. He's four fifty. You add magic items, then that's it. Once again, you're you can take the flying circus, but you're losing out on on magic. Yep. And he's only leadership nine, which lets him lets him down a little bit. Only three attacks. Yep. I mean the 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 Lord gets four, so yeah. And if you do that, you're going against the mage. So. But yeah, I like the anointed. In fact, when I started writing up a list, I'm like, I'll put a frost heart in there. And I this, just, yeah, I, I saw this guy, and I, I like that we have this new lord, two new lord choices. That's that's, that's yeah, sweet, you know. Huge. Like yeah. going from having two to four, doubled our lord choices with you know not special characters not counted. But I, I I'd like to find a way to use this guy. I think I think he'd be pretty sweet. But you know, wh- where do you put you know how do you use him? Where do you what do you put him in? Um, do you put him on the frost heart to get the extra frost heart? Do you you know I don't or know. You put him on the flame spire. Can, I, I think you have to go Flame Spire to get the increased bonus to, you know, resurrect. Once again, point, planning on dying. But well, it's point denial. True. Yeah. It's point denial. And if you have this and a couple of other, let's say you take a Frost Heart out of the rare, what I'm thinking is, well, I got a cannon. I can shoot that guy who might, who, who then, you know, five out of six chances, he's either going to be burning people or coming back. Mm-hmm. Or I could shoot at the Frost Heart. You know, which doesn't have that bonus of coming back. Mm-hmm. So suddenly, the frost heart is taking all the shots, allowing your lord character, you know, to to survive and do a little thing, more yeah. survivability. Because I don't want that thing sitting burning and then coming. If I'm going to shoot at it and he's going to come back, I'm going to be pissed. You put him on a flame spire. Do you with with the flame spire's ability to fly over stuff and basically sh- quote unquote shoot it? Um, do you give him like a bow? Do you give him like the reaver bow? Do you make him shooty as well? With his ballistic skill six, maybe yeah, maybe that'd be a good option. His ballistic skill is pretty good, and I'm just thinking, especially for any time you're fighting anything that's a horde, goblins, um, Skaven, Skaven, VC. Empire, even. Seriously, could you take running that flame spire over that those those ranks of fifty zombies? What does that thing or do Skaven when it flies slaves? over it? Right. Yeah, Skaven Slaves. It's, it's D6 plus D3 per rank or something like that? Right, yeah. Right, right, So you'd have been doing D6 plus 8 D3 uh, against my... But you'd crumble the little... Anything that's these heavy, these low-quality sort of massive amounts of troops, which is, uh, you know... Uh, on yeah, D- Skaven sees you have Flame Spire. They're like, all right, I'm actually going to deploy my slaves in Horde formation. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, what are they, you know, right. just to avoid... Those are initial shots? I don't know. Here's a question. If you fly over a unit with that Flame Spire Phoenix and then cast Walk Between Worlds and fly it over again, now would that apply? I heard Curry this week. Someone asked him that, and he said no. But here's my thing. They ruled for the Hex Wraiths because you. It uh, the thing is when you cast it, it does a so move. So if you Van them, you, they can do it twice? Yeah, because it says you make a move just like it's the remaining moves phase. Well... It says when you do this, you know, if you moves over one unit in the remaining moves phase, choose a unit that suffers D6. Okay, so that's in the magic phase, so... Yeah, but the thing is, it says you make a move just like it's the remaining moves phase when but you use that not spell. in the remaining moves phase. But that's, well, exact, well, but I'm saying, that's exactly what it says in the in the vampire book, and they ruled yes, but it mean, counts. Oh, so that's exactly as, what it says in the vampire book. As if it were the remaining moves phase? That's the exact wording. So the, the point of con- contention is in the in the spell description for Walk Between Worlds. 
can immediately move up to 10 inches as if it Here, were the remaining move phase. Hex rays and hell rays can move through unengaged units, friendly or enemy, during the remaining move subphase. Okay, then it says if it moves through one or more units in the remaining move subphase, so it's worded now the same. I'm to use it. And then when you get the movement spell, it says the same thing. As if it was in the remaining move subphase. They move as if they wow. were in the remaining move subphase. So, so I think you can. So if they rule it like that on the VC, I wouldn't see why you couldn't. Yeah. I would think you could. Yes, here. It can immediately make a move of up to eight inch in the same way as a normal move made in the remaining move subphase. Wow. So yeah, I absolutely think you can do it twice. And that, that that's a detrimental to my army, horribly detrimental sure, to my right, army. Right. But I think you should be able to because that's exactly. Oh it's, yeah, flame spires to me sound pretty good now. Yeah, you didn't know. See, everyone was like saying, "Oh, you know, you can't do that." I'm like, "Oh, well, I, thought, I always thought you could." Hex rates can, and they have the exact same wording. It's the exact same sort of a right. special ability. Hmm. Yeah. That's why everyone's like, oh, I'm only taking frost hearts. And I'm like, especially if it doesn't stack, I'm thinking I want to get a flame spire. Well, in there. They're, they're totally different animals, literally. Yeah, they did, they did different things. It's funny. Sure. It doesn't seem, I mean, with the exception of, the, of, the, of the, the phoenix getting killed and having the whole special rule about possibly coming back, it seems so similar. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a one point difference in the stats. Here and there, and then that. But it's the minus one. That the minus frost one heart strength. Ability. Yeah, the just, plus one in the toughness and the minus one strength is what makes the frost heart the combat beast. Yeah. Versus it, the flame fire. Does it have a? It's got a five up armor safe, right? That's it. The frost heart does. Yeah. Yeah. Flame fire just has. The That's like tip. nothing. Like anything I got that would attack it, it would have nothing. But you got to wound it. That was the thing. I was hitting. Right. It. Come on, son of a gun! I got it. Well, let's not it. jump ahead to to rare slots. Right. Yet. Right. Right. So, right. 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 So let's get back to the characters. Um, so, so this is we're talking about the anointed and, and its mounts. Anything else we should mention for the anointed? Would you take the anointed without a mount? You still give an MR two to a unit. That's and true. Like two hundred ten points then that way. I don't know. Two hundred. I, I think I think you're taking the anointed to get that phoenix though. Yeah, yeah. That's I. I'm always overlooking the anointed on foot. Although I, except for that phoenix. Well, because the anointed on foot has worse stats than a prince. Than a prince. For 70 points more. Correct. I mean, he's 70 points more. He's got worse stats. But, you know, those 70 points could go into a 45.4 post forward save that he's already got. You know, I don't know how much MR2 costs, but... Oh, that's right. He does already have the four board save. That I forgot about that. Because so for the MR2. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's still good. You know, I suppose you could do that. If you play the Prince to get the Halberd and the Heavy Armor, that's another 10 mm-hmm. whatever points. Oh, that's true. I mean, I guess it's I just... It, I don't know. Is that, is that worth loss of one attack and one pip of leadership? To get all those bonuses? huge. Yeah, that is a lot of bonuses there. I love their four-up ward save comes from they already know how they're going to die, so they're sidestepping everything that's not coming at them. If they knew how they were going to die, shouldn't they be unkillable? I would, I would. well, you know, whatever. They, they learn how they're going to die, and then they meet it stoically. Witness to destiny. Yeah, hey, no, no, they let it happen. That. But if you know, if you can control it, you should be able to avoid death. I don't know. That's, don't know. that's another debate. <laughs> so... Lore Masters? Should we talk about this guy? We kind of talked about it a little bit already. Yeah. Um, he's just he's just got a tool for almost every trick, and you know he is expensive though at two hundred thirty points. Yes, he's quite pricey. I love the fluff behind this guy because he actually has. Doesn't he have a? He's basically a, a Swordmaster Champion with more wounds and a level two, and he's got armor. Well, sort of Swordmasters. Yeah, five up. Right, but so he could actually take, couldn't he take magic armor then? Correct, yes. Yeah. So he's one of the few who can. But I just love how it's like, well, he knows a little, he's only a level two because he never mastered anything. 
He's he knows he knows the signature for a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. He's a lore master with a sword master. It's just it's just this weird mix. It's a really intriguing character. I wish he knew the signatures of high magic too. That'd be oh, sweet. that'd be awesome. Yeah, then he knows ten spells. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> he doesn't have enough to choose all right, from. All right, yeah, okay. he's he's all right. So how did you be throwing those? Oh yeah, look, I got the soul blight with a plus one. <laughs> because at first I was like a a, a a level two lord, you know. I was like, ugh, that's gonna hurt so bad if you really want to stop your opponent's magic phase. Uh, it's gonna be hard to get stuff through, but you give him the book of Hoath, you get a better chance to roll nicer. It's so. How do you equip with the book? Is book in the ward save. Four up ward save. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do too. You know, I I kept looking at this thing. I don't know how it would work. It just I mean, because it's only a level two, and I I guess I'm just stuck on that in my head. I would never, you know, with my VC, I would never just take a level two and be like, oh, I don't need a lot of magic in this list. And it seems like for the synergies, you need a lot of magic. I mean, would you correct me if I'm wrong? Sure, here. VC. Sure. I feel like the magic is a, a, a little more important, maybe a little more important, so you can get away with that level two. But with the book, man, he was still getting spells across. It was just, it was really nice. Would you ever consider two lore masters? I've heard a couple of people running them. Now you wow. can't protect them both. Wow. You, yeah, you'd have to equip them differently. But Yeah, you'd have to equip them differently. You could get one guy with a really good armor save, the other guy with a four-up board save. Well, you could, you could probably give them both the four-up board. They well, have yeah, the, the armor of destiny and yeah, the four-up yeah, board. Yeah, you could. You can give them both that. Only one guy's going to have the book. Sure. You yeah. You stop me asthma. All right. I'm gonna cast it again. Oh, you, you know. <laughs> but that's what it is. Wild form. I cast it again. But uh, isn't, doesn't that what it comes down to then? Because you really want. Like I think we determined you want the book on this guy if you take him. I I found him to be a lot more effective with the book because being a level two, getting to reroll that one right, die it offsets that weakness. It offsets the weakness exactly. So only one of them is going to have it. So you're always going to be casting with the guy who has it first. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, well, if I get rid of their dice, he, a second one seems all, I mean, it's a great backup, but being, like I said, I keep going harping on just a level two, but it seems like he's he's a 230 plus the extra arm, so he's looking at a minimum 280 for the second one right? as a backup in case I have enough dice it's to it's throw. It's a big investment to be sure. It's a big investment to back that up, yeah. And I, I almost think maybe in the, in those situations... Just go with a regular level two and pick that one that you think you're going to want to push through. Right. Pick that lore that you want to push through. Or maybe even make it a level one. Yeah, sure. True. Well, those are the lords. You know what? Let's move on to heroes. The Petonian town of Brookadine's fire black ruins stand as a grim reminder that... No matter how pretty an elf-wrought comb might look amidst the curls of a knight's chosen lady, the suitor would have done far better to trade in gold than pluck one from the battlefield dead. I like my song. Was that fantastic or what? I think it's fantastic. That's exactly what I think high elf sounds like. Yeah. Is they're breaking your lines. <laughs> Wait, actually, according to that uh, recording on the last episode, I think a uh, high elf sounds like a dwarf or a uh, Scottishman. <laughs> oh, jeez, that is so funny, man. That was so hysterical because I couldn't figure out what the heck you were doing. I'm like. Because at first I thought you were talking for the dwarves too, with like you and it was supposed to be you and uh, 
Hastings were both dwarfs. And then you're like, what? He's talking like a Scottish <laughs> one. <laughs> and then you try to explain it away. Well, listen, I had a couple of burrs. <laughs> and uh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, we know it. We know it. <laughs> that was beautiful. All right, so heroes. Uh, is it BSB uh, one plus? Yes. Yes. I mean, at a one plus, is it a it auto take? One. It is. is. It, one? it is. I mean, that, it seems crucial. Their leadership like, to psychology. You have to have it. Yeah. Although some of the, <laughs> I almost wonder how I even survive without it in seventh edition. Yeah, well, it really. didn't give us all the cool rules, did it? No, no. It was just a banner. It was just an extra banner. And you could take stuff on it, you yeah. know, but yeah, you still can do that now, yes. too. Oh, Seventh Edition seems like such a foreign game now. Right? Yeah. He doesn't even remember that you could no, just pick it's... your magic lure when you walked up to the table. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was nothing that said that was a big to do. What do you mean I have to have it? Because it, it was the first where it said it had to be a part of your army list. You had to mark it on your army list. Mm-hmm. It specifically says that when you write the army up. And so yeah. that locks you in. But that locks you into a strategy. Because seriously, you just walk up, okay, you're, I'm going to take metal. You, I'm going to take sure. this. You want to take that. Yeah. But for these heroes, the nobles, for 70 points, I mean, these guys are really good. Really they cheap. used to be 85 base, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, so. They're dirt cheap. You could take a lot of, I mean, it's not goblin cheap, but, I mean, I'll take one of these guys over two goblin heroes because they're like 35 apiece, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're, they're 35, yeah. Yeah, this. <laughs> well, now, and, uh, man, mount choices are really, you know, mm-hmm. you, now you can take that griffin, which, why didn't, you know, I, I was just hoping that we could take that with that Iowa to Blood Griffin. I felt like, all right, you know, you're you're giving us a a prince, you know, character on a griffin for this beginner's game, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really like. I've I've used it in one list. I think it's I think it could be a solid choice. Your BSB now has an 18 inch bubble. Yep. Yeah, I, I like the idea of griffins. Multiple griffins flying around. So you got a flying BSB. Your general is your uh, anointed. Yeah, anointed. So he's flying around on a phoenix. Two phoenixes in your rear. Yeah. Maybe even another, another noble. Another noble on a, yeah. Well, now you're, you know magic, but <laughs> hey, <laughs> right. who needs magic when you get a bunch of griffins? That's yeah. it. Bunch of monsters. Well, then you are just skip that and take a dragon mage. But no, you got to take a noble. You got to take a BSB. We just well, we'll get to that. the dragon mage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, noble <laughs> is, uh, is good. Yeah, 15 points to be on that. Steed with the Athilmar Barding too is steel. That's yep. r- yeah. yeah. You know, I did notice that the dragon armor, if I'm not mistaken, costs it, it, the cost is different between the noble and the prince. Yeah, it's like double R almost for yeah. prince. Isn't, isn't it? it usually more expensive? Dragon armor on the yeah, prince tw- is that's twenty. That's what I was uh, for the prince. Yeah, twenty points for dragon armor is a lot for paying that pay, and to pay for that. For him. Yeah, like it's it's almost cheaper just to go. It's cheaper to go heavy armor dragon helm. You get a better. Yeah. Get a better armor save, <laughs> right. and, and two aboard against flaming. If you're not going to take another armor and you don't need those ten points in your magic items, it's cheaper to do that, and you get the same save. Oh, but, better but save, you're actually. but you're missing on the six aboard save. I yep, I suppose that's so, true. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. <laughs> but are you, you know your, your prince? Are you going to have aboard save? Probably, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, yeah. So the noble with the, the dragon, the dragon armors, yeah, ten points. Yeah, you can put them on a chariot too, which no one ever does. No. Wait, what? You can, uh, Chariot. No, I don't. You know, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no? Uh, so, uh, well, 
Let's see. It's uh, 120 points for a level two mage. Yeah, the mages yeah. went down in points. I like that. Yeah, I, I like that too. 15 points less. So, I mean, it's only two spells, but uh, for 120 points, I suppose if you could, like you were saying, you're not taking a level four, you want to take some magic. Mm-hmm. So you, t- you can take a couple of these guys, I guess. Yep. I, I'm I'm very happy that that intrigue at court rule did not make its way back into this book. Oh, that was a terrible rumor. Yeah, yeah, that was awful. Somebody somebody started that just to make us all worry. Well, you know what? I pretty much I'm like that's got to be a rumor. No way they're going to do that. But I just kept giggling, saying, "Oh, you never know," because <laughs> I just <laughs> like watching you guys squirm about that because that is such a bizarre so rule. For those who don't know, that was um, you'd have to randomly determine who your general was between your characters. So it could have been. That in like a three thousand point game, your leadership eight level one mage could end up being your general. <laughs> yep, because he had the, had the political he court. Pull. Yeah, didn't like that role. Well, you know, your army was so top tier that they needed to <laughs> do this. They, to bring they it threw back. in a little random just to make sure. So, the one thing is still nice about the Ohio mage is like we had access to nine lords. I don't. Is there any other race or? I think lizard men. Well, they have eight. eight. They have eight. They have eight. Yeah. Empire eight, yeah, I yeah. I think it's the one that has So that's the same with the archmage. But yeah, I just thought of that. You know, that's it's it's pretty solid for level two. You know, wood elves they have one lore. You know, lizardmen they have mm-hmm. one lore for their level twos. Uh, you know, yep. Warriors of Chaos three, Dark Elves yep. three or four or something. You know, so it, it it it's one thing that's nice about the high elves is they're not you you can build with around your magic with these guys. Yeah, totally flexible. So, would you take a uh, I mean, I don't know. You've got your BSB. You're already using those points. You've pr- used up a lot of points with the Lord choice, whether you're taking a, uh, like you have a Lord and a Archmage, mm-hmm. or if you're taking a, you know, a, a, a guy on a, on a Phoenix. He's got a lot of points going in Lords. You've got to put your quarter of your points in core. This is where you your already got your, goes. You already got your BSB, so you're definitely going to take a, a level one or a level two. I, th- I think I, what do you? I mean, your your opinion, Chris? But you got your archmage. You know, you probably got Book of Hoth and Ward Save, or you got Book of Hoth and uh, maybe like, like you said, the Stubborn Crown. Crown yeah. Okay. Well, you st- you still kind of want that scroll on your list. You got to have it. And so this is where this is where you get it. Yeah. You stick the the scroll in level one. Tuck him into a unit of archers in the back, and you're <laughs> set. Yep. So. Give him a fireball with a yeah, bunch of range. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know or yeah. something. That's it. <laughs> Okay, so um, why don't we talk about the dragon mages before we go to the weird character, uh, like unit generic characters. <laughs> unit gen- okay. Well, I mean, it's like they're not named characters, but they're really f- you got to they got they're something for that you know, aren't they? They're well, they're they're different heroes. You're yeah. talking about the sea helm and the handmaiden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're different hero level characters, right? But yeah, dragon mage. What do you guys think? Definitely got a lot better. Um, in this book, um, well, the, why? What made it better? Well, because the Sun Dragon got a lot better. It's strength four breath weapon now. Yep. You know, it's it's better armor save. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I have run it. I ran Dragon Mage at 2010 Adepticon and had a lot of fun with it. But I was on the bottom table, so I think. <laughs> so, and then all of a sudden, you all, now you have the you take Dragon Armor, so that that gives you access to armor. Yeah, that, that's huge. Yeah, that is huge. So now you can because the only way you could protect him usually was you give him the Guardian Phoenix. All right, now he's got a five right. plus forward. Right. Um, now at least you can try to you know you can give him like if you wanted to you could either give him some magic items or you can go 
All right, he's got armor, silver, steel. He's got a mm-hmm. two plus armor save. Um, the the other th- reason I think he got you know a little bit better. Um, you're always going to get flaming sword, which I guess you, well you could use that before, couldn't you? Before you could, yeah. yeah. Before you had the option of flaming sword or fireball, but now it explicitly explicitly says uh, flaming sword. You take flaming sword, then you roll. Right. How yep. did the sun dragon get better? Okay, so the sun dragon before had a strength two breath weapon. Which is ridiculous. Which is, yeah. And it had a 5-plus armor save. Okay. Now it's, it's got the basic dragon armor save and f- breath weapon. So 3-up armor. Okay. So it did go down one in toughness, but it's got a better armor save. So stayed the same toughness. Um, was it tough them. 6 before? Yeah, it was tough oh, okay. 6. They were all, oh, in wow. fact, they were 6 across the board. They were all 3 dragons were 6 toughness. Now, now they changed five, to 5-6-7. Five, okay. See, that was, yeah, maybe. So the so, star so dragon got a little less. Yeah. I still think that 3-plus armor save... It's not going to die to poison shooting or, you know. Not, that, yeah, not yeah. as quickly. Right. Know. No, that's, I mean, that's that's good. I just didn't, I, do, I wasn't certain what the difference is. I saw that the points were the same, except now you can take dragon armor. And then I was like, okay, well, then what? He got better with his special rules, but his stats dropped a little. One thing that uh, you used to see with the, the dragon mage a lot was the silver wand on him just to get that extra spell. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, we lose, I mean, losing that kind of hurts him a little, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Would you take the um, that dragon bane gem on this guy? The one that uh, you get to reroll all your yeah. hits if you have flaming. Yep. They want you to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's made for him. Um, I don't know. I guess it depend on if I went for that armor or not. Gem of Sunfire is twenty points. Yeah, it's but it's one use only. So all your spells, shooting attacks, and close combat attacks have plus one to wound. Right. Um, but. Yeah, it's 20 points for one turn. You only got 50 points for the magic items. Right. Yeah. Well, if you pop it on that f- turn, you use a fireball or the breath weapon or both. I don't know. I- I'd be willing to try it. I want this guy to be good. I like the idea of it. I love yep. the model. I've got one painted. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I-, I I don't know. I think it's it's still probably not the... In a- you know, an optimal choice. Yeah, it is at better. All. You're right. It is it, better. It's, it, it's a better choice now. It's just not as sucky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gone from Big never. It, it's gone <laughs> from never to considering. That's what it seems to well, be. Well, never say never. Well, I I, 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 I don't agree with never on anything. Everybody knows that. I take right, whatever right, the hell I like. Sure. But I mean, most people. They just I I didn't see it too often. I know you took it once. Right. And I didn't realize that they had, like, no save. So I was, like, avoiding You're like, oh, right, please don't right, attack right, me. Right. And you were like, he's, like, sweating bullets. I'm like, I ain't going to fight a dragon. Toughness Screw that noise. Mage. So I was just, like, turned around. I didn't realize there's a naked Toughness 3 mage on the top. Oh, like, he had robes on. But naked. you know what I mean. Yeah. I just, for some reason, I figured that he'd have a better save or they could give him a better save. So I'm like, I ain't going to go But now he can. Yeah. Yeah, actually, now he can. can. So there's... So. Uh, so now here's the other BSB option here. Yeah, the Lothern Sea Helm. This guy's interesting. Uh, he's a hundred points. He's got similar stats to a noble, uh, except he's got uh, one less attack. But uh, his biggest differentiator is the naval discipline special rule, which lets him his unit reform. Right after after being charged, right unless I, unless they flee or so leadership stand has to shoot. do it. Yeah, yeah. So the, when I initially read that rule, I thought it would be amazing because I thought you could do it before they actually moved in, hmm. which I think 
when you read the rules, it's, it's after they move the charges. Right. So they can move in with the horde against like your horde of like sea guard maybe or something. And then I was thinking like, all right, I get all my shots or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. but then it's, you can't do it with stand and shoot. So my my initial thought was, all right, I'm getting charged. I'm in a wide formation while I was shooting. Yep. Now I reform. You then your horde, ranks. you only get six attacks because I just moved into five wide right. or something. But you can't. It's after they've already made contact. So now they've locked all those guys in combat. So, so they can't move? So they can't move because... Well, you make a combat you, reform. It's a combat reform. Page so you can't take them out of base contact. It makes this ability kind of useless then. The, only, the, the way I can see it using is if you get rear charged or flank charged, you can take away that flank or rear. Yeah, because yeah, a combat reform, yeah. you could turn around. Well, I mean, that's that's for, that in and of itself, though, is pretty good. I wouldn't have minded to have that tonight. Well, yeah, being but able to that's, that's another one of those stubborn things. Like, I'm planning on getting charged in the rear. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, but there's a lot of times you might get flanked. And right. okay. the thing is, if they have, let's say they have, uh, you're already, you're the one that's already set wide, and they're hitting you with something narrow, uh, a little narrow. Maybe yeah, the reverse is true, I suppose. Yeah. You, you can thin out and say, I need to take the ranks because I want to be stubborn. Mm-hmm. You know, you could turn that around on them or, so, you know, something like I'm just saying there there are instances when you could reform to, to, to benefit, you know. I think it's powerful. I, I you think it's powerful, really? Well, I mean, it's, no, it's maybe powerful useful. is not the right. It's useful. Yeah, maybe that's a better word. It can word. be useful, I think, in certain situations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you if there's ever a chance where you can narrow your frontage so you're not getting that extra attack or that double attack or to add extra ranks, if there's an opportunity there, you never know when that's going to be needed. And that's, I mean, that's just, I think it's cool. It's just a situational. It's not that perfect thing where it's like, oh, crap, I'm just going to change out, boom, 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 and then flip right back. Yeah. Situational, I mean, you're looking at paying 20-some points. Because, I mean, guy, the guy comes with this light armor and shield, so you got to right. take that into it. But you're looking at paying, you know, 25, 20 points for that and the one less attack. Yeah, right. So, I don't or, know. Or or you put them, you could put them on, the, on a sky cutter and give that chariot a four-up ward, which is nice. But you can't upgrade that sky cutter to have the um, the bolt thrower. The bolt thrower, which sucks. Yeah. So if he's uh, if he's on the sky cutter, he's flying around, flying into combat. See that? I think that would have been amazing if he could get that up- upgraded bolt thrower because he's ballistic skill six. Yeah. You know that'd be that would make it amazing. Hey, th- put him on there. Give him the reaver bow. With you, the potion. You've been With looking. The potion. Yeah. You've been looking for someone to give that reaver bow to <laughs> since we started talking. It is a, about that is a good item. I haven't used it yet, but I, I, you know, I want to. But I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's an option. It, it's more options in this book. That's just what this book's all about. Right, is more right. options to how you build the list, and you know, we went from three heroes here to five, just like we went from yep. two to four in Lord. So, more options is always good. I suppose it's a cheaper way to get him on something that's flying. So if he is the BSB, you can move him where he needs to be. I mean, part of the nice thing with that flying is if you're not going to necessarily engage him into combat, but you're moving around his. If he, if I, again, cannons, he becomes priority target number one. If, BSB yeah. flying around, all he's got is a four ward save. Well, target. if you got a general and a BSB and a bunch of other flyers, yeah, I mean, you say your general is in an infantry unit, your BSB is out there flying around. Oh no, I wouldn't do it that way. I was still thinking back to the when we were mounting all the characters. Oh, so the, one, the one thing that's that it looks really sweet when the, you got this guy waving this big. Yeah. Banner at the front of the prow of this thing. I mean, it looks sweet. Yeah, it it's does look cool. It it would be fun to have on the table, and it did pretty well against me. So, 
Okay, and then we've got the handmaiden of the Everqueen. Uh, she's the one that can take the horn mm-hmm. if you have a Lariel. And uh, sh- her... Strength four, tough three, two attacks. Hmm. One less weapon skill than the other two. Noble and the... Yeah, but guy. BS of seven. So if you want to give her the Reaver bow, maybe she's the one you want to have have it. Oh, and she's got that bow of Avalorn. Um, 24 inch range, strength four, armor piercing versus destruction. Magical and flaming. Magical flaming attacks. <laughs> Is there anything that thing doesn't do? <laughs> if it was <laughs> three, 30 inches, she's got be the, the Quicksilver shot, too. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. And Quicksilver gives it the. Uh, what's that? No penalty. Quick to fire special rule. That's oh. no, no penalty to shoot with moving, right? Yep. And and it gives it to all the sisters that she joins. So now this unit that, for whatever reason, they didn't allow her to take a musician, the right. sisters, now you can still move, shoot without penalty. Um, See, I think that means that that unit, uh, you know, you'll, you'll deploy them up on the line and keep on shooting your opponent and then just keep on moving back. Yep. So it becomes just a defensive unit then, in that case. Well, you're still shooting strength for sure. ballistic yeah, yeah, five yeah. shots. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, sh- there that unit. It's just like it, there's certain units that just don't get any command other than a champion, and this happens yep. to be one of them. There's probably going to be smaller size units at 14 points, units of five, um, because they don't have much of a save. You're not going to see huge blocks of these guys. It's just odd that an elite unit like this would not get a musician, whereas something like archers would. It just seems strange to me. I'm just thinking if you're moving around, I keep thinking of them as like they've, well, Shadow Warriors don't get one because of, of yeah, how they're They're not a rank-and-file unit, yeah. though. That's true. Well, I've got rank-and-file units that don't get banners. Yeah, something. but you're undead. You're different. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm surprised zombies can even have a banner anymore. The zombies Jeez. can't have a banner. It's the ghouls that can't, and technically they're not really dead. So, yeah, so this this chick... Um, I think you know if you if you want to run a big unit of those those sisters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you have to have her. It's a, it's a nice up, ninety five point upgrade to get yeah. the, that, and you give her. I, I think her just with the with the reaver bow at Blissesco seven, you know, strength five still. Yeah, yeah. It's still still decent. Yeah, she's an interesting character. I, I think I'd take her over the sea helm. Yeah, oh, yeah, she yeah she could be good for you know with the fifty points too. Yeah, she's a. She's definitely the yep. Reaver bow. Uh, yeah, the carrier. And, and, be, and allowing the sisters to move and shoot is, is huge. But if she takes the Reaver bow, then does she lose the bow of Avalorn, or does she get to choose between the two? Well, if you have a magic weapon, you have to use the magic yeah, weapon. Well, they're both the magic weapons. Ooh, you get to choose then. Oh, do she, you get to choose? They, well, they ruled that fact. Well, they ruled that with the demons. She comes, with the, she comes with the bow of Avalorn. That's her equipment. Uh, isn't it? It is under equipment, yeah. And she can uh, take magic items up to 50 points. Interesting. So, since she comes with a magic weapon, does that mean she can't take one? Or could she take no, the Reaver bow and then choose between them? So I, I, I would think that you, if you upgraded and paid for a magic weapon, that you'd have to use that weapon. I could be mistaken. I don't well, know. I, I, I've never seen this. If, the de- if we can use the demons as the pre- precedence, you can, if you have... With all those gifts, you take an additional magic weapon when you already have one. Yeah, you can choose. You can choose between the two. Which magic weapon you use? But then you have to keep it throughout the combat. One, like, don't you? Once I you believe pick so. It? Yeah. yeah. But here you could choose like one round of shooting. You pick one. 
If you're shooting at something that's regen. Yeah, you pick the appropriate pick weapon. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, I just wondering. All right, so that's all the heroes. Well, look at that. We went through the whole section. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll start talking how you're going to... Should we start with four? Yeah, we'll start with four. All right, good. Hey, Dave, I'm looking for a place to play some Warhammer. Family games, board games? You mean unmatched awards and adventure? Sure. A place with collectible and trading card games, RPGs, unusual gifts. You mean unparalleled offerings and fun? Okay. And it'd be great if they had books, candles, and collectibles, too. Particular presents and playtime? You're looking for unique gifts and games! Okay, but... uh, Located in historic downtown Grays Lake, Illinois... UGG caters to gamers of all types. Okay, but miniature games, board games, card games, yeah. Doctor Who, all right, but things supernatural. I understand. It's but all here. Okay, but with listen. frequently scheduled events, open gaming, a clean and friendly atmosphere. Okay, stop by UGG or or, or visit them yeah. online at uniquegg.com. You could have just told me about unique gifts and games. Individualized endowments and festivities, essential awards and diversions, one-of-a-kind presents and happy fun time. All right, that's enough. And we're back. We're back with the core. All right. Um, this is where I ran into trouble because I was picking all that other stuff and I got to the core and said I need 600 points. And you can't take a, ni- a, a bunch of nice hordes for 600 points with this army. <laughs> that was always the question with building the high off lift when you went to core. You're like, oh God, I got to take 600 points of this. Right, right. <laughs> you do remember back in 7th edition. Two units of when, 10 spearmen? You know, had to take two. <laughs> yeah. You had two to units of 10 th- archers. Three units. <laughs> yeah, three units of yeah. core. Yeah, that I do remember. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. It was two units for Heil, so. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I only have two units. That's right. 180 points is all I had to spend in core if I wanted to. Or oh, man. Can you imagine? 220. That would be awesome. Two tanks, 10 archers. But, but now you actually have the luxury of choice. Hey. You went from three choices to five. So before you were limited to archers and spearmen, like we were saying. And those two and have Seaguard. actually gone down in and Seaguard. But whoever actually took those. I, I, I <laughs> like them. It's just they could. It's. I don't know. You got a couple, a, for a couple fewer models, and it's like they could do both, but you weren't trying to do both. It just, they just, they couldn't do everything, and you were paying extra for them to when right. you could just specialize. Yeah. But uh, spearmen, they they're the same cost, still at nine points. Yep. But I think their value has gone up because they can fight in that extra rank. Couple that with spears, they're fighting in. Uh, well, they. They actually have always been able to fight that extra rank. They used but to have now that they rule. get martial prowess on top of that. No, 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 no they, they used had to have martial, martial prowess. prowess. They used to but, have it, but in addition to fighting, fighting with spears, right, right, yeah. But basically, they've always gotten they, to fight in they four ranks. They, re- they literally didn't change at all, except for their command cost. Yeah, because spears yeah, get an I extra rank right. when they're not charging, and they had it, and they have. I mean, they actually have martial prowess. It's listed there. They so. had the right. martial prowess right. as it is now. So. 
So they are exactly the the command went up in points. So you're paying if you want full command, you're paying an extra thirty points, ten points than you used to because it used five to be five five more. ten. Right. Yeah. No, it's ten ten uh, ten five ten. Oh, okay. So what the musician and the musician's the only one that went up. Musician was five. Everything else oh, okay. was ten. So yeah, it's five points more for the command unit. That's basically the only change. It got a little more expensive. Uh, it is the only core unit you've got that Boo. can take a banner. Yeah, that does stink a little bit. Yeah, which gives them a little added value, though. It's like, well, okay, if you need a banner, it keeps the flaming banner off one of your silly. I'm fight. I'm shooting in extra ranks. Archers. That Archer. was that was key. That was the build. Yeah, but now you got the sisters. They got the flaming. Yeah, shots true. Now. You don't need it. Oh, that's oh, I didn't even think about that. So, what about the archers? Archers are actually cheaper, aren't they? By a point, cheaper. Yep. Uh, but their command also went up to th- just straight tens from a ten yeah, five well, ten. Yeah, oh, it's really only musician at standard because no one would, no one ever takes the champion. At least I don't. I I have not. Um, I know uh, Murphy likes to run a champion in his repeater crossbowman, and he always remembers to use that extra ballistic skill. But I would, I think, I'd always forget about it. Well, that's it. Do you want to pay the? I mean, it's basically I'd have just one more model, one more guy. Right? Yeah, yeah, you get an extra model, an extra shot is better than the plus one to do hit. You don't take the light armor on these, do? You? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> laugh. <laughs> uh, the the one thing that's different about these guys, I used to run, run them in units of ten or twelve, six by two, five by two. Now I've been running them three by five. Sure. With oh, yeah. the martial prowess, they still get the shoot. I mean, you you know, a little bit less than an inch, you're losing on range potentially by putting them back there. Yeah, but at 30 inches, you're still... Yep, exactly. Pretty I, good. Think, I think that's a good build. Yeah, I would agree. So you're not going with 21? I had, I had 20 in, you know... Yeah, you had 20 in a couple of these lists, 7, 7, yep. 6, yeah. 21, yeah, that's not a bad bad option as well. I, but I think if you're trying to minimize on core, minimize the unit footprint, 5 times 3 is... Yeah, Probably okay. a good setup. Or a 15-pack, as they like to say on the West Coast. A 15 Is that what they say? Yeah. That's that's how they designate the the unit sizes. So the Seaguard, oh, geez. So they went down a point, but then they went. Still have to pay for the shields. Yeah, you still have to pay for the shields. So it's a point cheaper. And I was hoping that they would give them longbows. I really was. Yeah, that would make them. They only have bows. There's only 24-inch range. That hurts. So they got to get right on it. They're not going to get to shoot for as long. It just seems like such a okay for you know they can do what the two guys do for the cost of one guy. It right. seems like it would work. I don't know why it doesn't. I, mean, just, I don't know. Maybe from a tournament perspective, where you don't know who you're going to be facing, and an all comers yeah. list, maybe. Huh. Yeah, I mean, if you if you kind of look at it, like you're you're losing the six inch range, but you're gaining the light armor, so you're paying the eleven points, mm-hmm. and you're getting an extra rank of attacks when they charge you. I don't the other know. thing is, you don't get a, a ma- access to a magic standard. Yeah, that's that hurts. Yeah. Okay, so it, it's too bad because the models are amazing. So if you're going infantry, what are we taking? Gonna, you know, even if you're going to take a couple small, units, not taking 600 points necessarily because you'll probably take some reavers. If you're going infantry, elves. but yeah, well, yeah. I think you have to look holistically at core, don't you? I'm. I'm. Well, no, what I'm saying is, I'm not. I'm not asking. To take 600 points worth of just infantry. Right. But of these units, if you're going to take some infantry. Well, what would we take? Yeah, which, is there anything that. that well, you saw what I, I took archers. Yeah, you took a few units of archers. I, I take mix. I like my spearmen, but that's because of my army build. I Maybe I, I might take spearmen anyway for ranks. And they're in, in combat, they're good against, you know, certain matchups. 
they, 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 and if you're running Shadow, they're amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Wild Form. I, I, I can, yeah. I, well, the first, the first uh, game I played with the Lore Master, I actually did take a block of, uh, I think twenty, uh, twenty-eight, maybe twenty. I don't know, over twenty, mm-hmm. and potential to Wild Form them. You know, they're they're there, they're ranks, they're yep. a lot of yeah, a lot of attacks there. Yep, rerolling to hit. Does that answer your question, David? Yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to know if anything was, you know, just the obvious choice because it seems like they all have their uses. There has been talk of people feeling, you know, you, you speak of hordes, the archer horde. There has been talk of that. <laughs> there has been talk. Any, uh, any mileage in that? I don't know. Thirty archers, or do you go forty? So I think you get you thirty-five 40. shots, and you get yeah. the forty attacks when they charge you potentially. Yeah, well, yeah, 35 shots, potentially 40. Yeah. I don't, it's, I don't that's not it's how I... strength three, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I, that's not how I like to use my archers. I, I like to use them as those And then you take an armor, though, aren't you? Too? You're taking armor, too. Now I can shoot at multiple things. Right. You know, that you got, you're, you're locked in to shoot at one unit, you know, with 35 shots instead do you, of... Do you take armor on, that, on those guys? Is that what you're I'm saying? saying? If you go with a horde, if you're planning to get them into, into combat, do you spend the extra point for the armor then? <laughs> for the one? For the six-up armor? Thing? Yeah, I guess not. Uh, so much know. strength four out there or higher. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, there, I just... I just I, I don't... I guess it's just... Okay, you don't have to take them naked, but you might as well. I just... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. All right, so... Do you guys... Now, you both seem to take Illyrian Reavers. Are they the chef unit, the Reavers fast redirector? Reavers are the new eagles. Yeah. With the only, you only be able to take two new. eagles now. Right. I've been taking two eagles and two of these guys in pretty much every list I've I made. have, too. No. Oh, that's right. You can't take four eagles anymore. Nope. Like you Not in two separate units. You can't take them in yeah, you can units. Take multiple, yeah, in one <laughs> unit. But that's different. That, that, we'll yeah, get to that. We'll get to that <laughs> later. Uh, but, yeah, the the uh, the Reavers, uh, massive pretty much dropping points. They used to be 21 with bows, I think. Yeah. It was a rip-off. It was... And then you, I always just hated looking at the Dark Elf book and they get repeater crossbows on right. the Dark Riders for one more point, I think, or something. It's just, it was tough. And But now, you know, um, for as cheap as they are, um, you know, you, you're looking at 80 points for five mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, 80 or 90 with a musician in case they want to bait and flee. I, I, I really like them. I think they're a great choice um, in the core. I, I do too. I throw standard on mine just for fortitude scenarios yep, for eight, yep. even hundred. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Leadership eight, so um, rallying on a nine with the musician and movement nine, marching eighteen. They're pretty quick. You can get them where you need to get them. And uh, yeah, I find them a very flexible unit. I, I never take them with bows. We kind of already touched on that. Um, yep. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. So they're good. So you're usually going to have two in your. Armies? I think I will. I think, unless I'm maybe running a big thing of Silverhelms and not, you, I still think they'd be good then. I, I, they're, I think they just got a lot of utility. Yeah, they do. I mean, from the you know the Vanguard and, and you get that free movement at the beginning of the game, on the, the 18 inch march, march. Yeah, I think they're good. Yeah, that puts you 30 inches. You could conceivably, if you ran right up the sidelines, you can get behind. The stuff and be lined up ready on turn two to go after War Machine. So I guess you, right. you could move really fast back that way. So then we've got the Silver Helms, though. Here we go with the Silver Helms. The what is this? Is this the the Super Pride of the core units now? Is it the Super Pride? Yes. I'm I mean, sorry, you're referring that it's a it's the best choice. Yes. For? 
Um, that's a good choice. I don't know if it's the best choice. It, I think it depends on your your build and what you're trying to do. I think if you go with these, you're obviously going to take them with the shield, so they're really a 23-point model. Right. And I think if you take them, they're you have to build your list around them, okay. in my opinion. Yeah. I, 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 I've only used them once, and I just took two units of five. Um, just as I kind of use them as more chaff, take out chaff. They're still, right. you know, Flanking I think, elements. I think, I think, a, you know, those, the units, a unit like 15, they all get to attack and, you know, three by five. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. They're still moving 18, yep. nine. They're moving on the charge. So solid. Like you said, I, I, I don't think, you know, maybe they're not the best choice in core based on what, how you're building your list, but. Can't go wrong with them, I don't think. I know. I mean, Chris used to say they weren't that good, and they were way overcosted, and it's pretty much the exact same. Well, now they're core, but they're core. That's a that's a big difference. I don't even have a single one of these things painted up. Yeah, I, I, I have one. a bunch painted up because back in six, six they were they were core. Yeah. So you, yeah, I had all Silverhelm army because they got cheaper. Their command got cheaper. They just and I mean, this is cheaper than. Uh, a Black Knight for was similarly kitted out, and this, I mean, granted, Black Knights won't break, but if you and you the, can regrow them, yeah. Toughness four, um, well, that is toughness Strength four. four. Don't, don't you get Killing Blow? Killing Blow, yeah, yeah. yeah Black Knight is pretty good. Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we but, get the reroll, but, but the but the weapon skills higher. The 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 strength and toughness isn't. Initiative is through the roof. Leadership is through the roof over those guys. I was just looking. I'm like, all oh, the stats are better. Same armor, safe. Now, yeah, you do get the. But your Black Knights can they? Are they they're, they're special, right? They're not a core unit. They're special. Yeah. And can you take a magic banner on those? On yeah. the unit itself. Though? Yeah. Yeah. Silver Helms, you cannot. Which. Oh, that's I think, right. I think Silver if you could on the no Silver Helms in core, would make this unit. It would make this unit the standout core unit. Yeah, and I'm almost surprised that they didn't get a magic banner. I mean, these guys are made up of the nobility. A Volk yeah. one. You'd think they'd be able to have rip that banner down off there in their house, <laughs> take it out, <laughs> stick war. it on a spear. Yeah. yeah. Where are you going with that banner? I'm going to war, ma. <laughs> I need this. But that's my know, high elf impression. How'd you like that one? Is he I from the Bronx? I didn't want to be like tra la la. I'm taking the banner. Off but the if wall. you could have, the, if you had the option to give him the flaming banner or the plus one movement banner or reroll first failed leadership tests, you know, all those would be great on this. Yep. But as it yeah, is, yeah, I didn't think about that. That that could really just five point gleaming pennant. You put them on the flank and have to worry about. That'd be amazing. Push it into one plus. Well, maybe it's good that it's not a one plus. I do think it's interesting that they took away first among equals, and instead of having one banner, I, should, I wish they would have kept that. Then one of these units could take a magic banner. Yeah, but so it just adds to the flexibility. Yep. Versus who do we only? Yeah. But I think they, if you're seeing always getting the flaming banner on the archers, or you'd all, like you said, you'd see those other things. It's like put it on your spearman. Your spearman's going to be your bunker for your mage anyway. So what 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 are you going to take to try? I don't know. It's it'd be way better for you absolutely if you had the <laughs> first among equals. Right. But overall, super happy with the core. How you know we're getting those two new units in the core. Lots of flexibility. Lots of options. Uh, just just really happy with uh, with what they did. Can the Reavers do anything? I mean... What do you mean? Besides, do besides their well, fast I mean, cav ability? I mean, well, I mean, besides the fast cav ability, but I mean, could you take like a whole bunch of units of them, two or three or four units, or take a units of ten? You, I mean, you is, could. Is this a two, I mean, two units of five is great. It's like, I mean, there's a lot of different... A lot, all sorts oh, of you armies can run up have different a, ways, for sure. 
Uh, so, so let me ask you: if if you're facing a, a high elf player, and you and they have a unit of ten reavers that they vanguard and then march them all the way into your rear, you know, five reavers in your rear is one thing, but all of a sudden you have ten. It's a big block of cavalry. Does that psychologically does that have an impact on what you're going to do and how you're going to move? Strength four on the charge. Ten, yeah, I mean, ten yeah. attacks rerolled. I'd be worried about it. Yeah, I'd be worried about everything in the in the backfield at that point. I mean, a lot of stuff in the backfield, you keep it in the backfield because it doesn't have a good armor save right. or because it's like a machine, a war machine that's got only two or three wounds, and now this whole thing is charging into it. I, I don't know. It, it depends. So if with 10 Reavers, you're coming up on 200 points. See, and that's the, the thing. It gets, yeah. And it's not, it's not really a combat unit, right? But it's not a throwaway unit. Right. It's too expensive to be throwaway. So it's kind of in between. Well, that's what I was just. That's what I was curious about. It just. I mean, it seemed. I if mean, you put a character in there, they lose the fast cav ability, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's the core. I was just trying to look. Through. Yeah, that's actually too bad that the mounts because in the Orc and Goblin book, wolves have the fast cav. Our fast cavalry. spiders have the fast cavalry, right? Yeah, spiders do. So too. that gives the characters when they mount them on. Yeah, you can cavalry. vanguard those characters and yep. the whole bit. So, so it's too bad the high elf ones don't. So you can yeah, you can start here to do a, a themed army if you wanted to though. I mean, you can do an all cav army, which is cool. Yeah, you can do Your gun line. You could do a Lothurn army, like you, right out of the book. You could take some of those the the the, yep. the sea helms and and the bolt throwers and a bunch of sea helms. Sea, sea yep. guard. Would you ever do like I don't know four units of or even if you kept it small to fifteen? What, yeah, like maybe four units of fifteen archers. We just—I mean, instead of taking one big horde of archers, just in order to get everybody to get their shots and be able to pick your targets, whether you need to hit that one target three or four times, or I've done enough, I can move along. Would you do some? Would you do like a like an all shooty theme army? Sure, or you, you could. Oh yeah. yeah. Would, would it be viable? I mean, oh yeah. Shadow, Lord of the Toughness. Yep. Uh, you know, Hand of Glory now plus three bullets D three ballistic skill. It's it's possible. I was just I was just curious. I was picturing some seventy five boy like fours. Weird demented tomb king's army where it's just like all this naked uh, toughness three shooting coming at you. Just keep oh, running them around. You, I think you could do that. You, yeah, I think you'd have archers. I think if you do that build, reavers become critical with the whole bait and flee. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. have to have that multiple units. So you got two sitting in front of one person, then two sitting in another unit. So you got to take them by. So you got to take them by the pair, so that if you're taking them cheap, like you said, about eighty points a unit. So you got to take at least four. That's like three hundred points, and then you got about above well, three sixty. Yeah, and then uh, units of fifteen archers. If you just you, take, then you're then you're spending more on core than right, yeah. Then exactly. you're spending a lot on core. You should save those points and get for more effective shooting in the rare. Okay. Yeah, the sisters, so RBTs. Okay. I guess I'm yeah. just. I'm, that's what I was kind of looking at. If I'm not saying we should take something completely out of balance, but that's, and that's kind of where my questions kept coming. Of how would you do this? So do three and then pick up shooting elsewhere. All right. Let's uh, let's break and then hit specials. To many hires, the cloak of beards is a relic of an unhappy hour. But, for a few, notably those whose ancestors fought in Calidor's final battle against Gotrick Starbreaker, it is a valued reminder of the perfidiousness of the dwarves. 
This latter group ensure that the cloak of beards is never lost. Indeed, with every generation, it grows longer and more fulsome, as more beards are seized and woven into its folds. Now, its power is such that its mere presence subverts prideful dwarfing works. So we're back with specials. Um, okay. All elves are special <laughs> in their own way. Now, before we get deep into them, now, what Harrison and I used to always call the three cousins. You get the, deep into them? The, well, you know, I'm into the special units. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> we're not talking about the Kraken anymore. <laughs> um, we used to have the three units that were all 15 points apiece, and it was just, well, what do you want to take? You the take trifecta the, of elite infantry. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just you picked what you wanted. Strength four, but a ward save. Strength five, but lots of extra attacks and good uh, weapon skill. Or just come in at strength six with stubborn. a better armor, stubborn, yeah. yeah. Um, but they've changed up the point values on them, too, and, uh, and, and some subtle differences in their rules. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious if, the, if this is changing anything. So. so Lions and Swordmasters have gone down two points, while Phoenix Guard have remained at 15 points. The ward save must be considered pretty darn valuable. And they kept the rerolls. Yeah. Oh, that's right, and they've like got the, the rerolls. The Phoenix Guards really didn't get really get touched, really, in this uh, new edition. Uh, they didn't, except for the uh, high elf attribute, allowing their awards to have to go down. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yep, and I think maybe that that's probably factored in. I think that that, that, that they can get to a yeah. three plus awards pretty easily. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so they get they keep the rerolls. The Phoenix Guard do the they get the still get the four plus awards which can one spell boom they're at three plus. Yep. Um, which is the max? Which is the max from that from that um, bonus? But Co- yeah, command is the same except they just evened out the points instead of twelve six twelve. It's yeah ten still, ten ten. Still cost thirty. Can still have a magic banner. Can still have uh, a magic weapon on the. And uh, that's changed because before it could be a magic item. That's a magic item. I think we hit on this last. Yeah, we did. We did last yeah. episode. But the that is such a huge rule. Changing it from magic it item to magic weapons or magic weapons and magic armor for the Dragon Princess. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that that's something that came out of the play testing, though? You know, because with the really cool items have. they could take. Because there's some really, I mean, I think we talked about this last time. There are a couple of items in the. I'd really want to take on some champions. Yeah. The Ring of Fury. Yeah, stuff like that. Some, yeah. of, the, some of the enchanted items in this, uh, the new book might ha- might throw that out of whack. Yeah, so it almost seems like they had to sort of change it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder are, if we're going to see that in upcoming more upcoming books. Are there other arm? What other armies have champions that can take magic items? Warriors of Chaos. The champion can take a magic item. I like mean, they it used to be able to, not not on the, like the core guys, I think, but on the like the um, the chosen, the chosen. Oh, okay. Um, who else? I don't know. Maybe maybe there aren't that many. Nothing that I play, and I know nothing. I know greenskins certainly can't. Dwarves can't. Yeah, dwarves can't. I mean, maybe maybe house and some of the other are one of the only few. Dark elves don't allow, do they? Yeah, I think so. Oh, they do on uh, on their elite units. Just like I think it's just like high elves. Oh yeah, used yeah, to be. yeah, yeah. You can. So the Phoenix Guard, like I said, they turned into Peter Brady there. The Phoenix Guard, <laughs> as you point out, haven't changed very much. Although they have a potential to be actually better than before. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just still only strength four. 
which isn't which was their fault, which was their drawback in eighth when it came out because all of a sudden it turned into a game that things are dying left and right, and these guys don't grab those points for you; they hold the points for you. Right, it's more of a defensive unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's another one of my choosing them because I want to be defensive, or do I want to get in there and kill stuff? But you know, with the reroll and the, the martial prowess, you know, they, they get a little They're bit a little of a more bump. Killy, yeah. yeah. Okay. White lines and sword masters, uh, s- they're still the, basically the same again, except they can only take magic weapons again. And the new speed of Assyrian. The so, new so no rerolls, which is huge. huge. Which yeah. is huge. Yep. But like we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, they gain martial prowess, so you're gaining an extra rank of attacks. But I think, oh man, it's tough. I think I, I don't know. I don't didn't do the math, but depending on what size unit you're running, you may. You know, I'm gonna have to. Do, I think I'm gonna have to do that for one of the next episode, or maybe try to do that before bits. Run the math and see which. So you have better. to run them in three ranks then to to get max benefit out of that. So we talked a little bit about the white lions doing like a three by three with a champion, small footprint. You get all of the models attacks, ten attacks. They're still stubborn. This could be something to that. That'd be a lot of drops too. Instead of taking a big couple of big units of fifteen, you take. You got four of these units and nine, three lions here, or nine lions here, nine oh, lions man, that there. Fun. Nine sword masters here, nine sword masters there. So yeah. you can really, really saturate and pick where you need the higher toughness guys. Okay, I'll throw the lions after him. I can throw the sword masters in for just lots of attacks on the guys that are a little lower. Chop up some zombies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know if I, that doesn't fit my play style. I don't, I don't think I can do fit me either. Go with I, I, uh, I used to run a, a few units of seven sword masters. Seven sword masters, which is fun, but yeah. you go up against somebody that has some shooting and yeah, it's three points. Yeah, it it hurt. Although you can take them in units of five here, mm-hmm. eighty points. So that's ten strength, five attacks, out of the flanks or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's not bad, and not even it's sixty-five, 65 points yeah. if you don't take any any upgrades oh, or yeah, anything. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, yep. They're, I mean, they're all they're all still good. I mean, all the the infantry, the elite infantry, the, these guys are all they all still serve their purposes. They, I think, with the martial prowess, you're going to see them in different, maybe different ranks and builds. Forms. I think, yeah, it's going to depend on players, their style, what they're trying to do. So now the lion cloak is not as good. I think it stayed pretty much the same. Yeah, how is that not the same? I thought it was. Uh, it never worked in combat. It never worked against magical. Oh, so it is the same. It's just it, it was just basic. It's basic shooting. Yeah. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was. I don't know. I thought it was two plus against every type of shooting or something like that. Like fireballs and that sort of thing? Uh, no, I, I don't know. I wish. So, okay, so White Lion just basically got you. So, w- w- do you guys have a preference between the two of these? Between two? White Lions between the White Lions and the Swordmasters? Because I think the White Lions and Swordmasters both got your bonus over the the Phoenix Guard, right? Uh, the, the best way I can explain it is I love what the Swordmasters could be in terms of damage output uh-huh. but I think I like what the lion cha- what the white lions are in in the stubborn that they bring. Okay, Does that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think I'm on I mean I'm in that boat too. I think I've ran a lot of swordmasters and lists um, but I think I'm leaning more towards the white lions more with there's just the I don't you know do want to say the word meta but there's a lot of armor. Swordmasters yeah. they pump out a lot of attacks but they just can't cut through one plus mm-hmm. as as good. And then the stubborn on top of that is just the stubborn's actually nice insurance. Yeah. Well. And they don't die like you know you you face a lot of like repeater crossbows or you face another archer yeah across poison, you. poison shooting or poison something. shooting yeah. and man those swordmasters 
They just drop. They yeah. drop fast. Yeah. White Lions having that three plus armor saving against strength three or that is nice. Whatever. Or yeah. Yeah, because the only other thing I would say is, but you'd have to try to plan it and team it around. They're like hey, taking someone who's got stuff to get miasma and things like that to 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 weaken the enemy. Um, but then you're you're relying on combos and extra characters and stuff to do something that you just can do with the other guys easily. All right, so are we ranking it White Lions and then Sword Master? Okay, is it White Lions, Sword Masters, Phoenix Guard, or White Phoenix Guard just don't fit my playstyle. I've I've never. I've never used them. Um, I think they can. I think they can be solid. I've seen people do use them to good effect. I just, it's just not something that I. I like to use. Have a unit that in my specials that goes out and puts a, puts some pain down. Playing points. Uh, I don't know. I think White Lions. I, I've actually used Phoenix Guard before. I do like them. I think they could be potentially offensive. You know, if you give this unit the the Razor standard, all of a sudden that's minus two to armor saves. You know, it's another good mind raiser unit as well. Yep. So I, I think I'll have to try it. I do like the the new Phoenix Guard models. I do too. Those helmets yeah. are huge, but I yeah, still it's really good. pretty models. It's just it's such a damn shame because I don't see anyone putting them on the table. So, all right. Well, then, uh, you want to talk about the last infantry choice in special Shadow Warriors? Yeah. Sure. Now, are these guys good again? They're definitely better. They plus one weapon skill and ballistic skill, which is huge. Yeah. And dropped, I think, three points a piece. Was it 17 they used to be? 16. 16? Okay. So they have dropped two points two a piece. Points, so. I, uh, yeah, it's two points cheaper for the for the champion. And he can take a magic weapon now, the champion. He could not do that on this whole list. He can take the reaver bow. Which I've done. I would advise against it. Yeah, you, we talked about that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's, he's moving. He's probably long range, and at DS five, which he's is multi-shot. And yeah, multi-shot. It's too many penalties. Yep. But yeah, I, I've I've used these in a few games. Um, just a small unit of five for, mm-hmm. you know, seventy points or whatever, and scaring war machines right away. You know, you, if they give you a, that deployment, bullets go five. I mean, they can make these shots count. It just gives your opponent something to think about. They yep. they know you have scouts. It might affect how they deploy. They might make make a mistake. The uh, the models are just beautiful now. I love those models. Is this one of these units that I think? I don't know. Maybe GW has a fascination with Shadow Warrior or something. Every book they've released new Shadow new Warrior models. models. Yeah. Which you know I think is cool. But there's other models, you know, Silver Helms or whatever that have been <laughs> we have forever. Silver Helms. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm looking Archers. at something up here. What are you looking up? Um, I just want to see what the rule was for um, the Shadow Warriors for their Nagareth hatred. Uh, pretty uh, sure it was hatred the same against for. Dark Elves. It used to be eternal hatred. against It was dark eternal elves. hatred yep. against Dark Elves. They lost that. Now it's just hatred. Yep. That's just hatred. So now, yeah, they only get it on the first round of combat now. Yeah, but they're yeah. always going to be rolling to hit. They're in issue five, unless they're fighting like cold ones or right. uh, black guard. I think have an issue six. Oh, really? So otherwise, they're. I mean, so that was that was when they came out with the new rules for eighth edition. Um, with the new ASF rerolls, it was like, oh, great, Shadow Warriors have hatred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like, I, I what did the? Oh, okay, so which and saying. I think they used to have. Did they used to have hatred to everything? No, I think it's just Dark Elves. 
I thought it was, yeah, maybe it was. Uh, yeah, no, it's just Dark Elves, okay. yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, it's, it was like, oh, great. Now that doesn't really matter because I'm re-rolling anyway. But it's still, it's like another one of those fluff things, you know, mm-hmm. that they add in that may not, maybe not be a huge thing, but yeah, it's still in there. Because it made sense before if you fought, you you know, you always got re-rolls because the speed of a Surgeon, unless you fought something with a higher initiative. And then these guys, even then, if it's a Dark Elf with higher initiative, they're still going to get those re-rolls. Yep. But now right. it's only on that first, yeah, that first round. I just, I don't know. You guys, are you guys taking any? I, I have. I've been yep, taking a year five. Yep, I like I've been it. trying them out. For now that they're a little bit cheaper, that they're they're actually worth what you're paying for them. I think. Right. Um, they got a nice longbow, thirty inch range. Well, that's true. Yeah, the BS five is really nice. Well, that was that was the the thing for me is always all right. You got shades who can take additional hand weapons or great weapons. They have BS five. They're I wanted to say even cheaper, maybe one point more, with the repeater crossbow, um, eternal hatred. Like the, I was just like, man, yeah, we still got so the good. shaft with these shadow warriors. Um, now I think it, I think they're you know more in line. It's, it's still only you know one shot. I, I wish they would have gave us the option for an additional hand weapon. I really do. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. An additional something, just a little, a little bit more oomph to their attack, or at least in the, in the number of the attacks. Right. All right. So there we go. That's all the infantry. Now there's three chariots. Three. three. <laughs> yeah. So anyone got a favorite? Because I don't see anybody fielding chariots. I mean, I hate to keep throwing down these absolutes, but it's rare. Well, Ryan, you had uh, a sky cutter earlier. In yep, I had a sky cutter with the bolt thrower on my list. Yep. Well, what do you think of that? That comes in at 120 points. 120 points. I've actually uh, really enjoyed playing with it. Um, it was kind of neat to see it moving around and picking shots and stuff like that. It was yeah. Dave. Dave didn't have anything great in his army to use it against, <laughs> but I have Dave's army sucks. <laughs> I have played Empire and basically I put on the flank and got into the flank of some dummies. Took out two with one shot. I mean that was pretty lucky, but it's definitely a huge threat to that Empire army now with or with the knights or. To your chaos knights or to your still skull crushers or your black knights, if you have black knights, and yeah. that's one of the things, though. I mean, when I used to play against Christopher, and he, I mean, back in seventh, you always had a couple of bolt throwers. I had to watch. I mean, the, the biggest thing with the bolt throwers was I had to watch. Don't give him the flank. Yeah, right? I had to yeah. make sure I didn't give him the flank. Well, this, this thing was just taking the flank. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm just going to go over there. Then somebody's yeah. going to get you uh, where they where they want you. It, well, it takes some. We were talking a little bit about this so on Mike. It takes some time to line that up. Though. Yeah. So the, when I when I was playing that Empire guy, you had it on the flank. I moved up. I didn't move the full ten because I didn't want him to charge me. So I only moved up a little bit, and then he kind of moved in a way that I wouldn't be able to get on his flank again. Well, then all of a sudden it turned into a, me using this hundred twenty point unit, and all of a sudden he's taking his. I don't know how much demis are, but sixty points, and he had four of them. All of a sudden that. Unit that two hundred forty point unit is kind of making sure that I don't get the flank on right. him to shoot him when he could be smash you know running that at me and smashing sure. it into me. Oh yeah, you're coming out ahead in that deal. Yeah, so now it's just one game, but I, I I like it. I think it's it's got some options. It's only ballistic score four, like we talked about. You're yep. almost always going to be moving, um, so you know you're looking at hitting on fours at best probably. So yeah, it's and it's expensive, but it's, it's a- got the utility where it can always. Add in that extra D six impact hits and sure. two crewmen with strength four, the 
Great Eagle, two weapon skill five, strength four attacks. Plus a stomp. Plus a stomp. So it, it does have that utility effect if you can you know send it into a flank or a rear or in the corner where it can add all its attacks and not really take the wounds back. So There is something to be said for a chariot that can fly over other units to get into a good position. I'd imagine that would be useful. Yeah. It, yeah. So the, the other chariot that costs the same amount, the lion chariot, is also 120 points. Um, that's a chariot without a bolt thrower in it, because that or a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> well, without the bolt thrower in it, that uh, you know the other chariot, the sky cutter, is only ninety five points, right? Which, if you know you're going up against stuff that doesn't have a lot of good armor, it's not going to hit back real hard. That might be a, a nice thing just to take even without the bolt thrower. Yeah, I Three mean, if, Truman, if, then. if you're playing, a, I'm just talking in a one off game, you know. Cool. Because of, of the versatility and the be like like Chris said, the ability to move over stuff. I, I don't know. I just think in general, chariots as a whole, as a as a class of unit, are a little bit a little bit lackluster. It's still that impact. It's so random. That's what I mean. You can count. Yeah. You you want you want to be able to count on like a, a three or a four. And then you roll that you roll that one. All of a sudden, okay, now I'm losing combat right. where I <laughs> right. thought I was going to win. Yeah, breaking. You know it. Yeah, it's even it's something that like scythes helps. You know, just that plus one. No high up chariots get the scythes. No, not at all. We're just not that mean, I guess. I, I guess not. Well, I we'll stab you in the eye with a spear, but no scythes. Yeah. Well, now this uh, this chariot does cause fear. You are stubborn in it because there's white lions in it. So you're stubborn on an eight. You yeah. Know? That's assuming you're going to be around to leverage that stubborn. You're only toughness four, four wounds with a four armor. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty flimsy. And now you guys in the back aren't re-rolling with those strength six attacks anymore. Right. And it's it used to be 140 points, so it did drop. I knew it was going to drop, but I was hoping it would drop to about 100. Yeah, 100 I think would be the sweet spot there. Yep. You you try taking a couple of them. Yeah. Would you, Chris? At 100 would, points, would I, would I yeah. now? At, no, at 120. At 100. At 100. At 100, I would certainly. Yeah, I think I. I think it's, 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 it's a, a nice bargain. model, and it's yeah, it's yeah. It, it can well, just, punch out a lot of attacks there. You just said how chariots usually aren't all that great, so I was just. Well, for their for their for their points, okay. Uh, you know there are a few exceptions. Um, you know the Goblin Wolf Chariot is a prime example. For fifty points, it's D six plus one impact hits. You know plus three crewmen at strength four. You get three shots. It's yep. so much utility for fifty points. Whereas these, mm. and you know what, I like the look of the Lion Chariot, the model. I mean, it just it does look so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's one of my <laughs> favorites. Yeah, it is actually, in the, out of these, it's one of mine, too. Because the, mm-hmm. the, the one with the horses is, I mean, it's nice, and it, but it's horses pulling chariots. Those it's, lions. It's those horses. Ones. Well, you know what I'm saying. The yeah. lions pulling the chariot just kind of yeah. look kind of cool. Yeah. But let's let's take a look now. The Tyrannoch chariot. Now, this only has a five-up armor save. Yep. But it's only 70 points as well. Which So it's gone down 15 points, which is quite a bit. And now you can take units. Ah, man, I think I want to try a unit of three of these. Really? I want to try it. Well... How would the rest of your army look? I don't know, but I'd, it'd be fun. <laughs> slam this thing in, slam I, I this thing in. D six each. Maybe if you if you use a, a gunline army, this could be your your counter punching. So if they get too close, you send in three chariots. Uh, I don't know, three D six impact hits, six strength four spear attacks. Yeah, and then six strength three pony attacks. Maybe or the other the other way I see using these is to support like a big dragon prince bus, you know, to clear chaff. Their charge lanes, yeah. I've used them that in that role before, and they they work pretty well. 
Yeah, Movement 9 Chariot, nothing to be scoffed yeah. at. So. Oh. Okay. Oh, so don't forget, it's got two bow shots, too. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Ah. Get those. Long bows, too. Long bows, like. yeah. Wow. They used to be 24 inch bows, bows before. Yeah. <laughs> so, longer range shooting, less expensive. So, let's just move on to rares then. I think we covered everything in the specials. Well, Dragon Princes. Oh, Dragon Princes. Yeah. Almost forgot about that. Shiny them. Knights. Let's not forget about those guys. All right. They're about 30 points a pop, about. Well, they're 29. They were 30. Okay. So they're 29. Oh, so they've they, gone down one. But it's uh, but if they How do you think they came up with that? I mean, seriously. Where, like, Who knows? Well, let's make a 29. <laughs> I wonder if there is like a formula that they work through. Like they, I don't know. I've always wondered that, too. I remember listening to Blood Bowl. They were talking about how they, you know, the, the guys who work on the books now, you know, the fan guys, when they used to still be working in conjunction with Games Workshop, and they would talk, and they were saying how Alessio worked with them and gave them the, the sort of was uh, formula. The formula. Uh, no, it was, or not Alessio, it was um, and Jervis. And they sat down, because you know, that's Jervis's baby. Going over sort of the formula of, okay, this is kind of how you build, and if you add stats, they get this, you take away this. You don't take more than these this amount from this sort of category because that will make them too powerful. Um, the, the, just the limit, the balance of if they get to a certain power level, then you restrict how many you can get with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if some there's some sort of, you know, something they're working on that comes I think to in that. principle yeah. that, that rule exists out there, but then you have things like the Hydra... Yeah, and these other things that throw that out of whack. Yeah. Skill cannons. They they didn't run that through the the calculation. <laughs> they, 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 I think they did, and then they ignored it. But <laughs> so they're one point cheaper per model, but they're twenty points cheaper for full command. That's a big difference. Yep. You can get a you can get a a, a more expensive standard if you want it, and you can take a weapon or armor up to fifty points. So like the options have gone through the roof. Fifty points worth of. Weapons, weapons and armor. armor. So, and yeah. or armor, yeah. So Star it's Lance a, on the champion here would be good. Didn't you have that against me yep. today? Star Lance, yep, on the champion. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, the, but that and just and the, the magic standard up to 75 covers a whole bunch of stuff in but there, too. But what standard is, is that expensive? I think 55 points is the most expensive standard currently in the BRB. Yeah, that's, that was a question that I think came up when I was looking at, too. I was like, whoa, why would I need yeah. 75? There's no other... Uh, Banner of the World Dragons, 50 points. Huh. How much is the banner for the... Uh, well, they couldn't take that banner. What banner is that? I was just thinking there was the only other banner was the one from the... Uh, There's the Rampager standard. The like 55, got. right? That's the one you're thinking about, right, Chris? I think that's Reroll it, yeah. charge distance. <laughs> yeah, that's at 55. Well, that's really weird. So, I don't know. Maybe there's something forthcoming that will allow them to take... Ninth edition. <laughs> well, it could be. I think there are people maybe. saying, you know, you have ally rules. Maybe there's going to be an ally book that has more expensive uh, standards out there. Yeah. Or maybe it should have just been 55 since that's the max, but they just didn't. Maybe it was a typo. I Who don't knows? know. I think that's, you know, keep your eye in the space. But so how good are they? Dragon Princes? Yes. Love them. Money. So Absolutely love them. Two attacks each. They get the dragon armor, so they're two plus ward savers flaming. Movement nine. Movement 9 now with the Ithamar. Higher initiative now. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, they were five. Six, yeah. So they're two up armor save, right? Yep. Always takes first martial prowess. Man. Again, they, I think, you know, maybe something that's hurt by now, you know, take that arcane or enchanted item. A unit I used to run primarily with just the banner, with like a flaming banner, just to mm-hmm. send them at the Hydra, the sure, A-bomb. Right. Now, you know, for 
another 10 points, I get an extra attack, and I can take a bunch of magic items. I, th- I think there's some the builds that I haven't seen yet that I kind of want to look at mm. with those with those ma- items. Enchanted Shield to give the champion a one-up. But, you know, I don't know if that's something you want to do when considering if they just kill regular guys, the right. champion will die anyway. <laughs> so you <laughs> might not get it. Yeah, but up to 50 points, there's a lot of different magic items you can get. Plus one strength. Plus two strength? Can you get a plus two strength for, is that 40 points? 40 points. That wouldn't be bad. Because it would offset their uh, post-charge offense. Since they're down to strength three after the charge. Mm -hmm. That can help them out a little bit. So, yeah. I, I, I like this unit. I've always loved Dragon Princes, so I'm happy that they're more viable this time around. Great fluff. Great looking models. Yeah, you know, I was a little disappointed that this book didn't have the rumored Dragon Prince Monstrous Cavalry. Yeah, I so wanted that to happen. That would have been sweet. That would have been cool, and everyone was looking forward to it. But you got phoenixes. Yeah, I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, I'll take it. I will too. Yeah. Um. So, what kind of questions did I have? Oh, not much really for the special. I was just wondering, uh, my only question was, you know, you've got your different core choices. I know, obviously, you you know, you can take the, you can, you can go theme again. You can take the, the character for the, you can take Karadrian, or you could take the other guy, right. and then you can, um, the Anointed of Assyrian, you could take as a lord to really go with uh, with sort of a phoenix. phoenix. Yeah, there's, they do, they give you a lot of options to go just stupid theme, like Lothern theme, phoenix theme. Uh, is there any particular thing in here that you think could would synergize really well with with some of the other units, whether it be something from core or something like that? Is there anything that goes really well? Because obviously you can't take pure, you know, uh, Phoenix Guard stuff because there's no core that really sort right. of mm-hmm. goes and uh, you know relates to it. Is there anything that that uh, you see in here that does really lend itself to to synergy? Yeah. As it relates to core, uh, the core or the characters, I guess. I the mean, synergy with the, uh, the the high magic synergizes really well with the Phoenix Guard, obviously that we talked about. Also with the Dragon Princes because they start with the six plus ward save, so right. yep. one spell another five plus, two spells four plus. Um, so there's some synergy there. I don't know what you think. Anything else you can? Yeah, that's that's the big one that I can think of. You know, the, the access to all the different banners, of course. Uh, World Dragon and the Dragon Princess makes that unit absolute tank. Okay. The uh, I think you know if you're running that that Phoenix block, you know you need you probably gonna want them to come to you. Maybe maybe have that shoot. Maybe have them with that shooting. Yep. So if something does get close, you go up and you tie it up with that unit, so you can keep shooting the rest of their army. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I know they got like the Lore Master that you could put with the Sword Masters and stuff like that yep. too. But it just didn't seem like there was anything that you could run it through. The whole, you know, the the whole of your army because the core b- is, is the Lothern. I think you could do the whole army. You got the High Helm, the Sea Guard, the Cutter, the Bolt Throwers. It's got one on each. Yeah, I suppose you could. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Be quite the army. <laughs> A lot of shooting there. <laughs> so, um, specials. Does anything stand out to you guys that's your that's always in your always in your lists? Dra- I, Dragon Princes for me. Yep. Dragon Princes, I usually have at least a unit of five. Okay. So you use them as support, whereas Chris uses them as the hammer. Yeah. Right. I primarily use them as a support, yep. Okay. And they're, and they're a they're pretty valid choice either way. 
I had troubles taking out the five that were coming. I knew if I, if he was bringing, if you were bringing fifteen, I'd have been like, yeah, okay, we're gonna get it done quicker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finding Shadow Warriors are uh, almost a required choice for me as well. Really? Yeah, required yeah. choice. Just to be able to threaten and, and get into position with, with so few units, you know, it's it's valuable to you know ambush or scout units and and kind of. Get take it, take the initiative in terms of the deployment and initial movement phases. Okay, and I find shadow warriors just lend themselves to that aggressive style of play. Now, would you guys? You, I talked about my conversion with the the, the brothers of Avalorn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. The, do you? Would you guys? I like my initial thought was I'm going to build them like that because then I can play them as shadow warriors. Would you see a problem with that? You know, they look like shadow warriors that got the flaming bows though. I mean, if I deploy them as skirmisher scouts, I mean, you're going to know that <laughs> they don't have the... Right. Would you see an issue with um, that? But you are going to... Th- they do have the bows, right? The flaming bows? They have the flaming bows, but they look like, you know, they, they're the Shadow Warriors with the flaming bows. Right. I, I suppose it depends on how you painted them. If they're, like, really brightly f- flaming bows, <laughs> it might get a little confusing. <laughs> they're <'Kay>. fabulous! Because <laughs> I thought, you know, all right, it, they're skirmishers, so obviously they're not the, the sisters of Avalorn. But maybe, yeah, I'll think about that. I, I can see some potential confusion. I wouldn't have a problem with it. That's not to say some people might not, might though. Not. Okay, no. cool. So, Just a quick question, yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, I just I was curious as to what you guys thought. You know what? Let's break, and we got rares, and then we can wrap up this show. And it won't be a seven-hour <laughs> total here. That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Hey guys, if you're the type of person who would rather have oral surgery than put a brush to a model, then let me suggest Guild Painting Services. They're a professional painting service that pride themselves on having customer interaction like going to a local commission painter, but having the quality and speed of a large studio. They build, paint, and convert miniatures for all game systems. They're competitively priced, and if you want to talk quality, go to guildpainting.com and check out the quality of the miniatures that they've got on display. If you're a person who likes to have a beautifully painted army on the table but doesn't have either the time, desire, or ability to bring it to that standard, you can trust your models to the guys at Guild Painting Services at guildpainting.com. You'll be glad you checked them out. Rare units. So very rare. <laughs> okay, five choices from two. You went from eagles awesome. and bolt claw, or bolt throwers, which, you know what? I always felt bad for you guys for that. Like, I just oh, looked at that. Thanks. Well, you know what? I said it seriously. Like, you looked at it, it's like, okay, you have two 
rare choices. I mean, it was just like, well, I mean, you couldn't even max out practically. I think yeah, on points I, with that. I think in those days, Ryan, you, I think you ran two and two, right? Two eagles, two bolt throwers. Um, I always ran. I've never ran more than two eagles because I only had two eagles. I should have really jumped on that four eagle bandwagon while I could. But <laughs> well, it's a good thing you didn't because. Yeah. Yeah, so so I I used to run I I still I still did bring the bolt throwers even yep. in eighth edition just because they did have that utility that I could I could they could pick off some stuff. Um, one of my lists I used to I, when I ran a shooty heavy list I did run four. Ouch! So that was fun, but yeah I I, I did run I did run two and two in a lot of lists. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about them. You can have four bolt throwers. Even though normally you can only have two rares, so, you can so, have four. Yeah, so this is the this is the one of those that kept the you can take four rule. The Eagles did not. No, right. Well, these also well, the went Eagles down. also became a unit, so you couldn't take four units. Yeah, they these went, down went down thirty percent. <laughs> so now at seventy points. That's the way we both said percent instead of points. Like if you went in yeah. a store and somebody had I'm a thirty percent off coupon on something, I mean that's a pretty good deal, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if I went there and they'd charge me thirty percent, I think I've less. had a, I think I've had two of these in every list that I ran in with this new book. Four would be pretty brutal. They were annoying. Four, two hundred eighty. Four for twenty points less than you used to pay for three. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? But it, it was annoying. Like I hadn't faced off against one in a while, and it was just like you didn't even bother because I had nothing that had enough toughness to worry. You just like I'll just do the six bolts. Mm-hmm. Strength well, four, strength four, armor piercing. So right. it's minus two to your armor save. So that negated my ent- entire armor save. My entire army, basically, whatever anything had was gone. Mm-hmm. So it was. So what did you in your game against uh, David's VC? What were you shooting at? Uh, primarily, well, I, I originally thought I might shoot at your Vargeist until I got the charge off on them, and then I couldn't you? Yeah, so I was shooting, so I was shooting at. I was shooting at the. Well, I think I actually shot a lot at the ghouls just because I was really trying to whittle that unit down with all my archers too. Okay. I did shoot. I did shoot them into the. Um, but guard it's because it's while. strength four, toughness four, so it's actually better than your bows in some ways because you have that extra that extra pip of strength. So now you're you know taking them out on fours instead of fives. Would you say on the whole that your your ballistic skill based shooting in that game carried its weight? Oh yeah. yeah, I would. I mean, Dave, would you agree? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it kept it made that ghoul unit not worrisome for me at all. And before right. it was, I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something yeah, about that. Much, Instead yeah. of me throwing down some invocations, you know, after the, it was like, I and that was the thing. I had to waste my magic phase because he's like, we stripped out the first rank. Okay, well, I let that slide. He's stripping out that second rank, and I'm getting down to 20 guys left. I'm like, no, now i got to start casting Invocation. Right, so he's controlling your magic phase. Yeah, because I need to keep them alive because they don't – I I mean, that's that's part of the trade-off. If you have no armor save and they're not that good of a unit, you need to make sure they're going to stick around. So, so. Yeah, so I picked them because my bows could actually hurt them because he's not going to get that armor save. Right. The, right. And then once you do that, it's VC. Don't spread your shooting around. Right, you got to focus. That's the first lesson. Just focus fire and just take that one unit out. Because if I'm shooting my bolt throwers at his, you know, grave guard and my armart, one invocation is going to, you know, right, bring them both back at the same time. Yeah, I did get lucky with some, you know, keep, uh, keeping them alive as long as I did. But the bolt throwers were really yeah, just for twenty points. They're, they're a great choice now, even you know, with the two wounds. So, my, you know, my second list I think is going to feature heavy shooting. So three or four bolt throwers, sisters, which we'll talk about. A lot of a lot of archers, mm-hmm. so that should be good. 
So, uh, well, okay, Eagles. Eagles are still 50 points a pop. Now they can take swift sense and shredding talents. So for 10 points, they can get always strikes first. Or they can get armor piercing. Armor piercing for five points. points. So you guys each take Eagles. Do you? I, I don't. The way I use my Eagles, it's not worth paying the upgrades for this just because, you know, you're looking at charging a war machine or maybe it's not really necessary or you're sacrificing them. Yeah. If you're using, they, they're now a one plus, so you can take a unit of 50 of them, not a unit of 10 of them or something, you know, then maybe as if you're going to use them like that, perhaps then it's worth maybe making them a unit and, and upgrading them. Would you ever use them in units of more than one? I wouldn't. I what about um, if you had a unit of, say, three, fly them in formation near your dragon and position them in such a way so that if a cannon shot at them, they'd have to kill maybe three eagles so, yeah, before it got there, to the dragon. That, there you go. So yeah. it's like a, then you a feather 100, shield. 100 points, <laughs> feather shield, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it didn't get the third one. Yay. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a that's a hundred and fifty point shield though. Feather shield. Yeah. Well, if it saves, saves your six hundred point character on a dragon, maybe sure. I don't know. I, I'm just thinking, just trying to think of a reason, right? Because I don't know. It doesn't make well, sense. Hey, that's what we do on this show. We we take the bad choices and find a way to use them. It's anyway. not really a. <laughs> is, is it a combat capable unit if you take more than one? Let's say you take six. Well, let's go five. Two attacks each with stop strike four. So that's twelve attacks. Maybe I, I don't know. I suppose I could. I should try it before I pass judgment on it. I, 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 I think I'm gonna keep okay. it though. You take six of them though. You take your big unit of six. That's three hundred points in rare. Which means if oh, you yeah. yeah no frost right, right, right. no yeah no bolt throwers yeah <laughs> I mean you can at twenty four hundred you can still take a a frost Two of them, or fifty points each. No, I don't think. I yeah, would, well, it's almost like they said, let's take the cap off and make it one plus. No one will ever do it, but let's do it anyway. Because we can't, because nobody will do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's so throw in stuff so in there a, just to make it a 24 point army, you got 600 points. You're looking, yeah. at, you're looking at 102, just two eagles, and then you're looking at another 140 for your two bolt throwers. So you've already used up 240. So oh, What I was going to say is, you, gotta, you can take a unit of 12 of these guys. 12 eagles? <laughs> One massive unit. They're monstrous beasts, so they that'd be a horde. But you wouldn't have a third rank to fight from. <laughs> You'd have to go eighteen, <laughs> six times three. Yeah, so you can only 3, take twelve. You're limited. Yeah, got a horde of great eagles. <laughs> That's <just> stupid. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> that is really a stupid idea. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. The, the idea is uh, twelve of them, so five, so six by six. We'll go a little wider. But what would you get in the combat with with that? Oh my god, two attacks a piece. Hey, three wounds a piece, though. That's thirty six wounds worth of eagle flying all over the place. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to use that as a, another feather shield. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so should we, should we talk about the sisters before we go to the phoenixes? Sure. Phoenixes. Sure. Sisters. Phoenixes. Sis- the wyverns. Sister, sister. <laughs> so sisters at 14 points a model. Weapon skill 5. BS 5. Strength toughness 3. Initiative 5. Leadership 8. So more or less your 
archer stat line, one better ballistic skill. And they've got that bow of Avalorn again. One better weapon skill as well. One better weapon skill as well, yeah. Uh, units have five plus, so you can take these pretty small if you wanted to. That's what I've been kind of debating. Is like I got those ten now. Do I take them when a unit of ten, or do I take two units of five? Little mm. drops, get extra drops that way. You get, I don't know. The only the only issue that I even think of is that they have is that there's a twenty four inch range, so you're maybe not hitting on that first turn. Unless they're coming towards you, right? I think because of that, they, these are a purely a defensive unit because you're letting letting them take the initiative and come towards you. Well, if they get the first turn and they come forward, they're just they'll be in range, right? But you can't still move and shoot five inches, so yeah, you, you, you threat twenty nine. Yeah, but, but it's still you know, strength four, magical, flaming, and if they're forces of destruction, it's also basically armor piercing. Let's be honest. There's a lot of forces that destruction. I would say out the there. majority of people out there. That's, yes. that's what they run. Yeah. I, I do Damn like neutral I ogres. <laughs> <laughs> I I would run this unit in you know maybe fifteen, eighteen something. like I that. I had fifteen in my list one. when I first was writing up a you list. Know. Yeah. If you're running that shooting army, I think these are a really good call. Just to all right, a bomb or hydra. Right. P- pick that. Pick that out. Take away your the regen save trolls. So. And they're magic shooting, so you'll go against VC. Mm-hmm. You know they got they got options to. T- that's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe two units of five, I could pick off two little spear hosts, or I can right. you know spread oh, your yeah. shooting around. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, hex rays just <laughs> would wither against these guys. This is one of those units though where I would take the the, the champion upgrade to get the higher ballista skill on the one shooting, because the shooting is worth it. You know, magic it's worth having that. Yeah, extra the. Uh, and it's fourteen points of model instead of you know you're not getting you, instead of getting one extra shot you're not you got to pay a time and a half to get that extra shot. Right. The the thing that worries me with these guys is they're pretty expensive, and toughness three no saves. Well, they got light armor. Or you guys light so six. So no six saves. Six. Woohoo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, so I mean I think you know it, it's an expensive unit that could get shot up pretty quickly, but yeah, that's, true. that's the high elf army I guess in general. So yeah. All right, so last options in the uh, book here, the Phoenixes. Mm. I witnessed the Phoenix firsthand today. Boom! Yeah, that's this is filth. Brought this the army's blizzard. broken. You think it's filth? I think this whole army is broken. I think you just have ruined Warhammer. Okay, Harrison. <laughs> it's OP. Is it OP? <laughs> it's OP. Come on, I love him. He's 12, though. He, he might as well just RQ. <laughs> what? Rage quit. Come on. Oh. Aren't you up on the lingo? Apparently not. <laughs> I'm not cognizant of the new parameters. Yeah, the Frostheart I find is uh, yeah game changing for me. So good. It when I first used it, so surprised at what it just what it did. Yeah, you wouldn't think that the minus strength, minus one strength, would factor that hugely. Factored with the toughness six is yeah. amazing. Okay, let me ask you guys a question. When you just read the rules initially for the two of these, did you just realize that the Frostheart was the better choice of these two for you? Were not you just initially, like, well, no. To me, it, to me, it was the standout. Choice. Uh, when, I, when I first read it, I thought it was. I, I was like, "Oh, that's a really good ability, negative one strength." But in my in my head, I was thinking of it combined with other units, making it harder to kill my infantry or harder to kill right. my cavalry. So it's, it's a unit enhancer for sure. But this thing can take stuff on it. It can tank. See, because I own. got nervous. I'm like, I realize it's toughness six, but so many things have. Like I wish I just I should have just 
damn got my grave guard into it with this even but but the minus one strength uh really just yeah, if you got something that's strength six but even that makes attacks, it you're still wounded on fives that, that you could put it down if you're wounded on sixes that's where you kind of you strength right. five now you're strength four right you that's where it really because got that five up armor but if i've got something hard enough to actually wound it the armor's pointless and that's what i was looking at when i saw it. i was like okay Anything strong enough to actually wound it, the armor doesn't matter. The armor matters. You know, that's what can't get easily shut down. Maybe by poison shooting. Uh, I don't know. It's still got that thing where it adjusts every turn. But that, yeah, that. that so, yeah, the, the tune to magic, both of these guys come with five plus warts, which in your magic phase, you get the highest die, which is kind of nice um, to give you a, a potential boost. Yeah, only two of those things are negative. Yep. Uh, one and a two. I think it's minus one initiative, minus one. Attack? Minus one ward save, save for oh, snake eyes. Yeah. And, and if you look at the odds of rolling that on two, uh, two ones or a two and a one or a one and a two, three out of 36, one in 12 chance that you're going to have a negative effect. Yeah. Am yeah, I doing I my math I right there? No, you're right. Okay. I didn't think of it that way because you, you can get snake eyes, a one and a two or two and a one. That's yeah. the only way that's going to be a chance. Of this. So, it's a one, so it's not nearly as bad as it looks. No, not at all. I did have that negative. Or no, I didn't have any negatives. No, you never got a negative. But yeah, I mean, it's so it's going to give you plus one initiative, plus one attack, plus one strength, plus one t- plus one ward save. One of those, you know, you you That's, kind of bank on getting one of those. Almost, it's quite good. And it, its attacks are um, flaming and magical. Is that right? The the the, the I, flames fire's feet is, is is flaming. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. I, yeah, I was gonna say. No, the, the ice heart, one is not. Yeah, frost heart is magical though, not flaming. Right. Yeah, magical attacks not flaming. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great unit enhancer. I think it's it's a, the frost heart in particular is a great support support monster. Well, like I said, it was it was doing great today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just didn't fear anything. To your point, Ryan, on its own, it is pretty good. Um, the four attacks is a little bit, uh, you know, not enough. I think to rely on it mm-hmm. to fly out on its own. But uh, yeah, it is survivable. I, I've lost uh, three, one to mind razor. Another one to, <laughs> uh, another one to uh, flammable something that made it flammable, and I got hit by flaming attacks, so the wounds were doubled. And then another one broke from combat and was run down. Sounds like chaos dwarfs. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so yeah, I I have not lost one. Two hundred and forty points. Is this is this a one plus in your armies? Is there any? For me, it is. It's it it's kind of turning into one right now. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I could see. I mean, I could see some builds where you know you might want to. Spend your rare points elsewhere. Are you going to go super hit shooty? Then maybe you want to bring the flame spires, and so they can do their, sh- their shooting attack or not yep. shooting attack, but the flyover flame. So there, I mean, there's, it's it's really good. Let's just, I mean, and it's it's pr- it's pointed at a, at a good, you know, two hundred forty. It's a good. Uh, it's expensive, amount. but but at six at two hundred forty, two thousand four hundred point list, you can take two of these and two eagles. That's kind of my default rare. <laughs> Choice at <clears throat> at twenty four hundred. Yeah, twenty four hundred. Two of these guys flying around. Two Jeez. eagles flying around. A couple of nobles on griffins flying around. Mm-hmm. A star dragon. Man, <laughs> good times. So, so let's talk about the flame spire. Yeah. So the flame spire uh, has one less attack, one less strength, one less toughness, so, and one less leadership, and one less weapon skill. Well, damn. And one less initiative. 
But all that, wait, what am I saying? What higher? One more initiative. But all yeah. that is secondary if it comes back. That is true. That's the thing. That's, That's the one thing that it has. The young guns, they can come back. The young, yeah. the young Phoenix. It's also, but and, and it's also got the attuned to magic. Yep. So it's going to get better. You know, on uh, two thirds of the, on the time. Roll, yeah. And then, like I said, as long as you keep a character on it, you got a one third chance of it never coming back if there's no character on it. Mm-hmm. But then it becomes a one sixth chance. You got a character on this thing; it gives you plus one to whatever you roll for the whole game. For the which whole is game. key. So you kill this thing, you move up past it. It could rebirth, you know, behind your battle lines, and then <laughs> oh, rear charge you or fly over you for more flaming attacks. And I think you roll. Is the roll you roll every turn or just your turn? It says you can roll at the end of. The next turn, yours or your opponent's, under flame kindled. So, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't come back, you know, three out of or half the time without a character, it's going to be dropping a flame temp, temp right. for a big template with strength four, mm-hmm. right where it was at. So, and then, so if you kill it in combat, you better move away right. from the area. <laughs> It's the big one, and right. it's a, and you're rolling that at the end of your opponent's turn too. So if he doesn't get out of there on his turn, he's taking another mm-hmm. another hit from it. So basically, the way you read that that the flame kindled, it's at the end of everybody's turn. Yeah, yep. Because if he, if it's not goes away, it goes yeah, it goes away. If, if he comes back, it comes back. And if you roll flame kindled, it you re- just keep it just rolling every turn. Exploding. Jeez, nice. The, you know, the more I read about this, the more I want to try it. I have not tried it yet, and I want to as well. It's, 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 it's shooting attack, if we haven't mentioned it yet, is D6 strength 4 hits for moving over a unit in the remaining move subphase, an additional D3 strength 4 flaming hits for each rank after the first. That will start to add up. Yeah. It will. You, you, if you, flaming. And so I think this Phoenix... Well, you know, we talked about synergy before. Synergizes well with a shooting list, in my opinion. Right. That's the yeah. I was kind of saying. I was like, if you run a shooting list, you may not want the frost art. You may want the flame spire to, yeah. addition, to get, you know add additional hits and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. before they get to you. Yeah. I mean, if you have you set one of these down on the table, is that going to deter those Skaven players from running that Skaven slave fifty-five by ten? Is that going to deter those zombies? Are they still going to run that night and just take the hits? You know, I don't know. Yeah, good quote. Well, as the VC Horde player, what are your thoughts on that, David? I don't know. I don't know if I... I mean, strength four, their toughness three, it's going to kill a lot. But do I just want to go Horde and stay only five deep? I mean, <laughs> the thing that's is... the question. Yeah, I mean... But it is just it zombies, really de- so... Well, the thing is just zombies. It depends on what's... VC, what's, I think you might, you might go, you know, you might go wide just to avoid all those hits. If it doesn't mess up your battle line, but a Skaven, the whole reason they have those slaves is for that steadfast, high right. leadership check. Right. So is that, you know, if you have a Flamesfire Phoenix, and they or is that going to change that their usability of that unit? I don't know. Or, or from a Skaven point of view, does the um, Storm Banner become a one plus then again? Move. I know for a while it was, but now with all these Phoenixes flying around, do you have to have that? I think you do. Yep. Move if it too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because like, well, you asked me with the zombies. I when I first started with the with the new book, I was running them in a horde, and then I was like, they die too easy, they die too quick against another horde. Mm-hmm. I wanted to minimize the amount of attacks you could get on them because their attacks are for crap. So if I'm hitting with ten or fifteen or twenty yeah, attacks, well, yeah, it's still you want to crap. Tarp at them. So yeah, so I, I'm going long and wide to slow down. 
if I don't know if I saw the Phoenix against there and you had the smaller units like Ryan had today of only maybe say ten or fifteen guys, I might go wide and mitigate the damage. Go to ten. Interesting. Because then it would be D6 plus only like 2D3. Well, but, but again, there are only zombies. Do you want to change your plan to that length to preserve some zombies? Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I don't play I'm not saying I think we're even asking the question is probably it's good doing for his the job. Yeah. yeah, it's doing his job. And it's just, and it's just. I mean, it's an option. It's not necessarily one I would I would jump to right away. And normally, because I start with them small and build them up anyway, and you have to keep building the same way. I'd have to take the time to reform them. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I used to have them that way. I mean... The only reason I go narrow is so that the things that are attacking me, if if there's ogres or something big and wide they across the table, attacks. they get less attacks. If you're not running anything big and wide, I could go hard. It'll get a few extra attacks. And, I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. if you're talking the difference between, you know, a 3D3 or suddenly I'm moving that down and, you know, it's just becoming 6D3. I mean, it's, well, it's, only, up, it's only about seven or eight more wounds, but hell. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and then if it's that deep... That you're getting three more ranks and it's doing... I don't know. I don't know. It's late. And I'll have to do the numbers on that. I just... I'm talking I, I, too much. I don't, I don't think it's going to change the zombies. And, you know, the more I think about it, I think they're there to die and they're there to hold stuff up. They're not going to mess around. But yeah. if the, if the Skaven... I mean... I, I guess the fact yeah, yeah, that yeah, I didn't... Like, because yeah. those slaves are so pivotal to the Skaven battle plan. Yeah. I yeah, guess the fact that point. I didn't consider it would mean probably I wouldn't have done it. Well, here's yeah. another question. <laughs> If I were facing off against you, your VC, and I have one of these flames fire phoenixes, I would be flying over your ghouls. Would that change? Would that threat change how you deploy your ghouls? I apply you horde, anyway. horde. Yeah, I, so you yeah, go so horde anyway. I would stay horde because if I go narrow, you're getting actually more. Right. Right. Yeah. So I would keep them that way. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So these are just so cool, and the models look so good. And too. I've heard, I, I I don't have the kit yet, but I've heard the kit is just. It's pretty amazing. It too. is, yeah. It goes together very easily. I mean, it's GW. I mean, you say what you will about the prices, but the kids are so well engineered. This thing went together so easily. I will say that about the Shadow Warrior kit too. Yeah, even the conversion took it was pretty easy. So that's those are all the choices. Lots of them. So that's high elves in a nutshell. <laughs> that's a pretty <laughs> damn big nutshell. <laughs> but uh, you can theme out lists. It's it's got so much potential. I really I really think it's it's uh, as fr- from a from a from a non worrying about what it's going to do in a tournament perspective. I just love the fact that I could see because I know if I play against you, it's going to be nothing like what I played against. That's the beauty of it. It's kind of like the Orc and Goblin book. You could it's, it's so flexible. There's so yeah, there's so many options now. I think that's the biggest thing for me is so many options in court. You still have a ton of options in special. Now you get so many options in, in rare. Lots so of character options. options. Lords. Yeah, it's just, it, it really, you can build so many lists, I haven't even begun to explore the possibilities. Yeah, so. And that's kind of fun when you can take your one army you're playing with and you can just start cranking out all sorts of different different play styles. Well, it so, keeps it from getting stale. Exactly. Well, that's, that's kind of what's happening with my, the, my demon army with, of corn. I, I run corn and there's only one unit per, mm. you know, special rare and. You know, oh, so, yeah. so it, it it did, it, and that's kind of why I'm ha- I'm really happy to be moving on to the high house. Even with the new book with the demons, I still kind of played it for a while. Really excited, get this you know the new army started like you are, Chris, and use my better painting techniques that I have now on the new army. Although your your high elf army was painted pretty well, yeah, I think it's it's decent, solid, but it 
but it's uh, I I have gotten better. I think I, I my yeah. more extra highlights on my blood letters, and I, I better freehand now, and I'm excited to go back. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. More conversions. Yep. I just think it's I just think it's such a good and I it's such, it's just great. It really is. I'm kind of jealous. You don't feel that it's broken or overpowered or anything. <laughs> well, I mean, I played one game and I I I screwed up so bad in the beginning. I don't know. I mean, if every game I play is like the game I just had against Nickel, I'm never going to beat it. So I hate it now. Not every game will be like that. I mean, I have lost. As you learn it, beat right as you get anyway, to learn, so. learn it, the so close sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Not today, though. So, so Chris, I I had originally said that I don't think that there's a unit in there that's completely, you know, completely worthless or unusable. Unusable. Um, and you mentioned that there's a couple that you thought you don't think you would ever use. Yes. So I struggle to see you know any real utility in the sky cutter. Um, possibly with the bolt thrower, as, as we talked about, but that's it's a 120-point bolt thrower for only 24-inch, well, 36-inch range. Is it 36? I believe so, yeah. I'll yeah. double-check it. It just seems like it's, yeah, it's a lot of points for what fly. that does. Yeah, for it's still a chariot. Flying a 10. And it's still a chariot. Dude, it, it came in very helpful today, I, getting in that, that, that corner hit when it's a double don't charge. Don't get me wrong, I want to like it, because the model, I think, is really cool. It is a 24-inch is all. 24 inch range bolt yep. thrower. Yeah. So yeah, then it's you're moving. You're probably going to be long range too, actually. Right. Yeah. BS4. I, I want to like it, and maybe there's something there. I, I just haven't seen it yet. That's that's one. The the lion chariot. Well, I, I, I don't know. I just don't see the. Yeah. But oh. that's kind of the difference between a fluff choice and a good choice, isn't it? Where it's like that that bolt cutter or the yeah the not bolt cutter sky, sky cutter, sky cutter. Mm-hmm. that bolt cutter. The bolt cutter. <laughs> Uh, you know the sky cutter. It's you know it, it's cool. It's a great idea. There's a difference between fluff and a really strong piece. Though it's just it's not, but it's see, not I, quite enough to do. What I see the utility in it. I see the you know it's still that chariot that you can that you can use to support sway combat. combat. Sway yeah, sure. combat. It's still got some shooting on the back. You know even without the bolt there's three three bows. Um, you know you're yeah. still flying around with that option. It's flying, so there's a chariot that can fly over stuff to charge war machines behind other units that are trying to block you up. Um, it, if you add the bolt thrower, that threat on the flank of cavalry is enormous. Yeah, yeah but so I do. It's, see it's it. 120 points, and it is expensive. There are there are really good choices in the special, so I can see where it's not, you know, super optimal. Or, but I, I can see that I. I I like the utility in it. It's, it can do a couple of things. I guess it's just not obvious to me right now. Right. You know, how best to use it. So I'll have to, you know, try it out and see how it goes. Yeah. All right. So um, you guys want to take a couple of questions before we sign off here? Sure. Uh, Mark Wildman from Bad Dice, I asked if anyone had any questions, and he wrote several, and none of them are really appropriate on the family-friendly show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... So no questions from yeah, Mark on air, huh? Mark. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Mark, anyway. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, let's just skip it all. I don't want to have to deal with it. Um, Joel uh, Grimstokey on Twitter asked, do you think Hiles got better, got worse, or stayed about the same? I think they got better. Chris? They got better, without a better. doubt. Yeah, lower, a lot of lower po- in points costs. For, uh, if you're uh, a ranking... Sort of one of those types of people. You got fifteen, well, sixteen armies, I think, if you count the chaos dwarfs, right? So it's yeah. So where would you put them? 
if you were one of the people that had to rank them, rank the army. Yeah, oh. I mean, you could give it a couple of a couple of you know spaces somewhere, you know, in that's, the range of. It's so you know, tough because there's so so many armies that have matchups that they can, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, would you say top third? now? I would say it's middle. Definitely third. top half. Definitely top half. I don't know if I'd put it top third. I would say it's top, top third. five armies. One of the top, top five, five armies. I mean, that's what, kind of what you're saying if you're saying top third. Yep. Ogres, demons, warriors, dark elves, dark elves. lizards. Are demons in the top five? I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, I, I think we're seeing that shift a little bit. It's definitely shifted down. Yeah. Unless you're taking that great unclean one with the portal and have Epidemius hiding off inside the portal just boosting everything. <laughs> that's the talent, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think I would say... They're they're on that cusp. I want to say they're they are top third, right on that right on that cusp as you say, just barely in or barely out. Maybe. But I think a lot of it will depend on the skill of the person using them. It, it does. I think it takes a, it takes a lot of. I think it's an army that is definitely going to take some some skill, knowing, really knowing the movement rules, the psychology, the flee yeah, how to flee. Yeah. You know, it, it that's that's one thing that's really nice about coming back to this after the playing the demons is. I'm playing in every phase. I can flee from charges. It's it's it definitely. I think it helps build a better player. I totally agree with that. I find that wins with high elves are much more satisfying because I feel like they're harder to get. I agree. Versus many other armies out there. You think so? I think so. They're so expensive, subject to psychology, like you were saying. But a win is harder to get. So it just seems like. So they're in the top third, but only if you're really good with them. Yes. Uh, I, okay, so so I guess I guess maybe maybe it's not a win is harder to get with them if you're the same caliber of player potentially, but but um, any mistakes are compounded. Um, like if you make a mistake, you know, with maybe like a, a demon player, I can you're unbreakable. You're not gonna have something roll up your flank, you know, right. potentially. Um, th- the mistakes can get compounded. Like I said, um, you have to. Be a lot careful with the deployment for panics, yeah. and that'd be, that'd there's less forgiving. Th- yeah, yeah. Hmm. There you go. That's what I was trying to come okay. to. But. Well, brother Demetrius from Brussels asks, "Hi elves, amazing army or best army bar none?" In related <laughs> issues, dark elves, pathetic or just misguided and confused? So, <laughs> definitely uh, pathetic uh, and misguided right. <laughs> and, and misguided. Confused. But uh, yeah, amazing army or best army? I think we'll go with amazing, amazing, amazing. That's pretty cool. Let's see. Uh, Mark Mayhew from Central Indiana. Do the Swordmaster's arrow swatting thing only work if the controlling player makes the vroomp vroomp vroomp? <laughs> <laughs> so, Is that a lightsaber? Yeah, I'm assuming vroomp vroomp vroomp. So yeah, no, I think you could use other sound effects too. Depending on yeah, the I type of sword, could. <laughs> like Indiana Jones. Then it's a whip. Actually. Not a whip. It's, it's oh. the sound of the breaking the shaft of the arrow. Oh, <laughs> could be that too. It could be. Yeah, it could be the the metal of the sword t- diverting or clicking away the the oh. arrowhead, knocking That's the arrowhead, really diverting it. Ooh, that was, it was amazing. <laughs> okay, um. Sexy. This is Lou M. Sexy Dragon Magic on Twitter says, "Does the Flame Phoenix smell like delicious barbecue chicken? Everything smells like delicious barbecue chicken. Let's be honest." Well, the question is, what does it smell like when it comes back up? That's true. I guess they got me there. 
so Jen asks uh, from uh, painting <laughs> table. I think we kind of already covered it, but is there is there a reason to take anything other than cavalry in the course lot? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, archers for the supporting shooting. Archers are awesome. Still, I, I still really like having them for support. Uh, uh, you I, mentioned the, the spears. Spears to me still have a strong place. Um, even just yeah, is uh, is a core block that adds ranks. Yep. It, you know, yep. they still still good. Fight. You charge them; they got four ranks of attacks. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think I think uh, uh, core will still see or the infantry corps will still see a lot in my army. Totally. I wonder if she's leaning towards then all silver helms and uh, reavers. Yeah, that's. I think corps. that's what she's yeah, kind of yeah. pointing at. She also wants to know why the lore master is holding a squid. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. That squid just fl- flies out of there and you know does D6 strength far. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's Maybe he's casting some spell. That, uh, the, the, the squid casts the miasma... The ink miasma on. <laughs> oh, she, he's casting a purple squid. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Glimpse the Void asks, how would you go about slamming dragons down folks' throats? To which Johnny Crass replied, aggressively. But what do you guys think? Are you going to slam some dragons down people's With the throats? With 12 inches of the dragon yeah, banner? Yeah, right. Dragons, like princes, princes, dragons yep. up the center. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. All stubborn. The... You gotta remember though that that does work the other way because I did give like I said before enemy dragons <laughs> enemy dragons stubborn too. That's that's random. That's super random, though, yeah. right? Not a lot of dragons out there anymore. Oh look, Ryan Dickel took a picture while he was at the house. What did you take a picture of? Um, where the magic happens. Oh, well, I didn't think we were up in my bedroom, but well, I'll just wait and see whoa, the picture. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, well, I don't want to brag. <laughs> well, not that magic. <laughs> Some would call that a crime. I was hoping to get a, oh, or a miracle. Get a, maybe get a. <laughs> you really? Someone maybe somebody get a agreed of to the, that with you. Really, White Tech? <laughs> that is a miracle. I was hoping for a, maybe a glimpse of the master engineer hanging around here, but I haven't seen him. No, nope. he's right there. I don't know what you're talking about. He's sitting right there. No, he just records his bit. Come on, and say it, boy. You want snorty? Blah blah blah. <laughs> Oi, Snorri, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. That's you okay. know what he says. Uh, Oi, Snorri, items are awesome. <laughs> I don't ever recall him saying anything like that. Okay, uh, here. Ben Thomas from Manchester. Least famous Ben. That's, that's his Twitter handle. Nice. Least famous Ben says, looks like one of the best written books in years. Is there any unit you can never see yourself using? And I think, Chris, you just... Yeah, we kind of talked about that. Yeah, we just covered that one. Never. You could just Yeah, I, I can't say never. Yeah. Oh, except for the high elf, or the, sorry, the, the eagle horde. The eagle <laughs> right, 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 Other than that. Yeah, I don't like... I want someone to take that now just so I won't feel so bad for having taken the coven throne. But again, maybe in units of two or three for that feather shield. That's still 150 points I know, but, but if you know you're going up against iron blasters, skill cannons, dwarf gun line, protect your dragon for that one critical turn. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe wow. it's silly. Yeah. You better hope, because that if he can, there's he nothing actually I would high and pops through all three of them. Yeah, there's nothing in the army that I would I would say I'm never going to take that. Andrew Ratman wants to know where in the meta do the high elves fall? I think we just discussed yeah, that. I, I had you that, that same yep. thing. And Chris, are you ready for the showdown before bits three between high elves and chaos dwarfs? Uh, am I ready? Is that Andrew? Yeah, 
Are we playing? I don't know. I, I guess we are. The Twitter question. Uh, yeah, I'll, I like that matchup. That's actually, that's actually a really good matchup. All their attacks are all their shooting attacks are flaming. So dragon princes form up. <laughs> so let's see, Kyle Krebs. You mean mount up the Krebs mount cycle? Up. Yeah, yeah. Changing cost to swordmasters and white lines, but not Phoenix Guard. Is Phoenix Guard worth the cost with the other two infantry types cheaper? But I think we covered. They've so got they, they got the, the the plus one ward save to get the three plus pretty easily with the mage, and they still get the, they retain the the rerolls. So yeah, so yeah, I would razor standard. Their offense could be mm-hmm. boosted. Yeah. This is from uh, Elmer. Elmer wants to know: Can one still make a solid base of an army using the high elf stuff from the starter? I wonder: Does he mean the Island of Blood starter, or Mon- does he mean the only starter I can think of? Isn't it? Or the battalion, or the battalion, battalion box. box? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Battalion box is a lot of core: silver helms, archers, spears. I think a lion chariot. So it's a good base. Uh, Island of Blood is what uh, ten sword masters, ten sea guard, the Griffin, five reavers. Yeah, I mean you get a lot. Of, it's that's a lot of good stuff. Add a, add a phoenix, you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, so it's decent. <laughs> so you're basically no matter what you buy, the uh, the last line says add phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like add water or you know just add this. This is just add phoenix and paint a dra- and paint a ba- banner with the dragon on it. Right, <laughs> you gotta have the, the world on there somewhere, a planet. <laughs> Uh, so that I, yeah, it's a, it's a solid start for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd say a solid start. They're always small starts because again, all the choices in the books are are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Pretty awesome book. Yeah, really I happy. love it. God, that's really happy book. with it. I'm looking forward to a many more games with it. Yes, and so, many different lists and many different army builds. So after Blood and the Sun, I know you're playing uh, Demons at Bits. Once that's over, would you think you'll be playing Hiles exclusively? Yeah, I think yeah, so. You think so? Yep. I'm torn. I still love my green skins. <laughs> I don't know. The, man, talk about night and day. Sure. I, well, I mean, I'll throw I'll throw the demons out every once in a while. You know, uh, I still got some stuff I want to work on. I got a. I, I still have, I still have never done a bloodthirster, so I need to. Oh, I, ever, ever. Wow. I ran one at Screw City, but I just used my Demon Prince model. Hmm. Um, so I would like to do a bloodthirster, and I've got a BSB on foot that I'm building up right now. So. Okay. Uh, using the the new the new Herald model. Hmm. Oh, cool! And I still only have one skull cannon, so you know maybe oh, I, I don't player. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any. I got about fifteen hundred points of demons. I have no cannons. Softy. Yeah, that's me. That's fluff gamer. So, all right. Well, you know what? Let's take a quick break and then come back and wrap up the show. Brian Steele, creative director of Dark Age Games and editor-in-chief of Ravage Magazine U.S., wants the Garage Hammer fans to head on over to CoolMiniOrNots.com and find some of the best games and miniature artistry assets the industry has to offer. From professional painting DVDs, art supplies, and a variety of amazing miniatures, from an assortment of different companies, whether you're adding to your own army or starting up a new game like Dark Age, Cool Mini or Not has what you need. For all you gamers out there, Blood in the Sun 3, Enchanted Under the Sea. 
June 22nd to 23rd, 2013. A two-day Warhammer Fantasy Battles tournament held just outside of Chicago, Illinois. Meet players from around the country, compete with armies of all types, Blood in the Sun 3, Enchantment Under the Sea. For information, go to bloodinthesun.com. Okay. Wow, that's that's a show. That's a long show. That's a good show. That's a Garage Hammer show. Yes. There's, got, a, there's a Garage Hammer Army book. You know, heck, if it wasn't 2.20 in the morning, I'd say, let's just really stick the, the final hurrah in here and go down Army by Army and talk about which ones you want to face and which ones you don't. Just really go down and... Just beat that horse. <laughs> well, we could gloss over that. Uh, want to face demons? Want to face chaos dwarves? Don't want to face orcs and goblins? I think to some extent I don't want to face ogres. Okay. What about the yeah. dwarves? Mm, don't want to see the dwarves if you're running a, the mo- that monster heavy list, I don't think. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, them or the Empire. Or, or even a heavy shooty, because I think you know your strength three will... I don't know. It, yeah, doors are tricky because they can absolutely, absolutely shut down your magic phase. Yep. And without the old book of Hoeth or something to push through, you know, magic is going to be uh, a non-factor. I think for the high elves in that matchup. Oh, uh, that's true. I think the, the dark elves can still be a tough matchup. Yeah. Depending on the the builds, I think that's what it comes down to. Um, everybody, you know, they're still re-rolling in every turn. We are on now. Our inf- lead infantry aren't going to get the re-roll mm-hmm. now, so. Lizardman, I think, would still be pretty tough. With a tool of slon. Tool like of slon makes calming, it difficult. cogitation, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Really hurts high off magic. No, that's true. And they got that skirmishing shooting that our shooting yeah. is tough against. Um, the poison shots for our phoenixes. Yeah. So, uh, biggest surprise in the book for you guys? Anything in there just like, wow, this is awesome. I couldn't have, I couldn't have been happier for this, or I wasn't expecting him to do that. I think the Phoenix has got to be a huge surprise for me. I did not see those coming at all. I did not hear a lot of rumors about them. I did not hear... And all of a sudden, they li- released that teaser video. I'm like, what's that? That doesn't look like a dragon. Yeah, uh, I remember after seeing that, I remember a certain someone, friend of mine, plays Warhammer. You, I think you might have met him once or twice. He was talking about how wasn't too sure about the looks of them Phoenixes, and he wasn't seeing any dragon riders. And if this army has no dragon riders, he was not playing it. He said, screw that. that same guy did say, I'm going to reserve final judgment until I see those models in person. Uh, yeah, you did say that. So, you did. But I was just so surprised. Like, if I don't see dragon well, riders, I, I, I ain't playing them. And it's like, I think it was huge. a big surprise for me to see so many character options. The new, two new character options mm-hmm. was a big surprise. Or th- Excuse me. Three new character options. Mm-hmm. From not special character side, like you know the the lore master, yeah. the the that was a surprise to see so many options there. Um, yeah, the lore master, the blessed one, or the what is the Assyrians? Oh, there's four. Yeah, the, four. There's yeah. four. Yeah, the two lords and then the two heroes. Right, yep. The lore master, the anointed, the maiden, and the sea helm. And sea helm. I think for me, the the most pleasant surprise with the was is the holistic synergy. In that uh, you know, all from the from the characters to the magic lore to 
everything down the line. Everything works so well together. And it's, uh, you know, there's no obvious build. Okay. And it's, uh, I think it'll be a long time before I, I get bored with this book. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I think that, to <laughs> me, is the best thing. And I think as, as, as a guy who's not going to be playing that book, but is going to be playing against it, I look forward to hopefully, especially because we play a lot of. Oh, you're going to get beat up in multiple ways. But that's, but you know what? At least something's going to come. It, it's, it's, it's. There's the two sides of that. The one is when I see stuff I don't know. Like today, I get kind of nervous. It's like, ugh, I don't know what to do against it. I need to learn. And now I'm going to. Oh, look! I'm seeing something cool and new and different. Oh, what do I do against it? Right. So it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of a lot of uncertainty when I'm playing against these lists until I start to get down on it a little more. Well, that's the fun part. Anything yep. in the book that you absolutely can't deal with, like or not you can't deal with, but you were just this. Uh, I mean, you said what were you pleasantly surprised about? What were you? What were you? Disapp- I was disappointed that uh, we lost so many of our magic arcane items. Um, Silver wand that the scroll with the four plus it breaks the spell. Yeah, the old armor of Kalidor that was so cheap. The seer staff. Were you surprised that you lost? I mean, everybody was losing down to eight to ten. You still got thirteen. I was. I wasn't surprised that we lost a lot of items. I was surprised we lost so many arcane items because we we used to have a great list of choices, and we're that high officer that that magical race that has a lot of options in the magic phase, um, a lot of good items. You know, we had cheaper dispel scrolls than you know. It's just mm-hmm. it was kind of like that boost that the high elves got. And I think I think that was the biggest disappointment for me. I think they still have that that boost. They they they, they have a they do have a magic boost, but the the boost in the the arcane eyes like no nothing differentiating them really besides that book of Holoth. Well, banner. But why? Well, I mean, in the I'm oh, talking, arca- I'm talking arca- magic arca- arcane items. Okay. Yeah. Arcane items. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And there are so many that I think really you know they they had that seer staff, so their their level four could pick. Mm. You know the the yeah that's huge. The yeah. That so, was, yeah, that was a cool one. What about you, Chris? Anything? Uh, just the dragon monstrous calf. <laughs> I really wanted that. So there's nothing that's in the book that or that they've changed it that's upset you as uh, much as well, not I, having... I, I take that back. So dragon princes on dragons aside, eagles moving to only two max, to me, is a little bit... I wish I, you know you'd, we still had the option to take four eagles. Right. Would you take four eagles on this list still? If, uh, depending on the, how the points worked out, I'd like to have that option. Okay. It just feels a little, I don't know, they've taken something away from me. <laughs> I can't have four eagles. I love having four Well, because I'm just saying, if, drops two, if you got two phoenixes, you're not taking four eagles at 2,400 points. You can sure, only well, get you two. can take the one phoenix and take four eagles. Yeah. So Is one phoenix worth more than two eagles to you, though? Well, you'd have to put those points in somewhere else. Right, uh, yeah. More dragon princes or, yeah. you know, whatever. All right, well, that is really it then. I can't think of another damn thing to ask. So, all right, folks, we will be back in a couple of weeks with uh, Blood in the Sun coverage. Hopefully, that'll be out on time because mm. Blood in the Sun is running right. We'll be recording the night of. Yeah, Saturday well, night. Saturday we're all going to the Ram, I guess. But afterwards, when I get back, I'll probably come back a little early and get the equipment all set up. Sure. And then, when as people come back, you know, we'll have them come on. Hopefully, I'll be able to hop on. I'm not with a brand Ho- new baby. Hopefully, <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, hopefully my gaming won't be interfered with by this new life coming into the world, <laughs> demanding my attention. You made me pay attention. So, <laughs> so my wife's for right? Oh, <laughs> oh. to some uh. extent. All right, folks. Um, if you enjoyed this, well, seek professional help. Um, 
and, and after you get out, then just leave us a nice iTunes review. We'd appreciate it. And jump on the forums and let us know what you thought. Hey, I posted episode 73 today, like nice. right before you got here. Yeah. And... I went and posted the thread before Big Mike. Oh, you did. Did, did you include that YouTube video link that I emailed to you? Oh, is that why you sent me that? Yeah, I thought you yeah, wanted yeah. me just to watch that. No, just to, if you want to, we'll add it to the show notes. I can, yeah, I'll go add it to That the, shows how to make uh, two phoenixes out of the one kit. Ooh, oh, okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd already posted it when I got the link because I'd come down here and I'd see. And I'd yeah, we'll, we'll get it on. So. If, it's, if it's not on there, we'll get okay. it on there. All right, folks. A uh, couple of weeks, blood in the sun. You'll find out how poorly I did. I'm, I'm going for number one vampire general. Of course, if the guys who played vampires last year play them again this year, that might be real hard because they were on like table four, and I was well, on get, table. Get overall while you're at it. I went. Ah, I'm going for it. That's what I'm planning. I'm going to surprise Shoot people. Guys. Yeah. There you Great. go. There you go. Uh, thanks to you, Ryan Nickel, for joining us. Thanks again for having me, guys. I really Absolutely. enjoyed it. Hey, thanks for, thanks for making the drive all the way up. I mean, it's like two hours for you to get over here today. It was today because I was driving <laughs> in the middle of traffic. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Ouch. Yeah, at first he was like, yeah, I got an appointment at 11. And I'll be heading out right after that. Then it changed to 2. It's like, oh, you're going yeah, to go from the middle of the time. day to But that. I was glad we got a game in. Yeah. It's always fun to play you. Always have a good time. Oh, sure. I travel two hours, kick someone's ass, drive back home. And <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, all right, folks. See you in a few weeks. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening. See, I added a little elf ending. Was that an elf ending? Yeah. Like, they, uh, they sound like in the, the forest. Yeah, tra la la. They sing. I read Tolkien. Okay. Anyway. Read The Hobbit. The elves in The Hobbit, man, when they see, when they, oh. They sing. If you have, no, but if you haven't read The Hobbit in a while, go back and wait till Bilbo gets to the last lonely house and he gets to see the elves when they all see him from a distance. They are like just the weirdest, most like they do. They just walk around singing. Ooh, look, Bilbo on a pony! Isn't it delicious? It's like, oh my god! Every bad stereotype about elves is right there. <laughs> That's just, where it starts. Huh? It is. It's horrible. But then they get tough, and then you get Legolas, and then he takes down a giant elephant with two arrows. It's awesome. Nice. Yep. I'm mm. sorry. I was <laughs> so back on. That.